Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com, Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody to the Pulp MX Show, kicking off 2023. Thanks for watching, thanks for listening, appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis. It's Monday, January 2nd, 5.06 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for watching again. Great show. Anaheim 1 is coming up, man. Uh, it's, it's basically here. All the bullshit stops, and we are going to see what the season's going to bring us uh, this Saturday night at Anaheim Stadium. Super stoked to get talking about racing. Lots to get into. Lots of bench racing tonight. I've got a uh, co-host here with me that definitely knows a thing or two about racing at an elite level. So I'm looking forward to talking to him. As well as we got Joey Savacci calling in. Justin Brayton. Yareev Konsky, who is uh, the owner of the Firepower Honda team from uh, Down Under. He's going to be calling in. And we also are doing the first ever annual perhaps last ever, uh, Pulpamex Fantasy Supercross Draft tonight that we will uh, be keeping track of all year long. And again, uh, thanks for your support, man. Um, we're going to start off another year, and we're on my YouTube and Facebook and uh, all the audio for the places that you can get podcasts. And really appreciate you guys um, listening and choosing our show over all the other ones that are out there, which which is a lot. So hopefully we can deliver. I hope we can. Um, we'll see. 702-586-7857. You got something on your mind to uh, talk about. Uh, give us a call, and uh, we can uh, deal with that right then and there. Quiet down. Got a, uh, a super good lineup tonight. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Race Tech, Suspension and Engines, X-Brand Goggles, Renthal, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Cherubis, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, ORW, OGO Power Sports, Atlas Neck Brace, Guts Racing, FMF, Works Connection, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Get Data, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Intent Cycles, Suspension Direct, Manscaped, Wiseco Piston, all on board with us tonight. And I'd like to welcome to the show for 2023 the guys at Renegade Fuels. They've been around a long, long time. They're looking for dealers. They're looking for distributors for Renegade Fuels. Uh, like you, they'll never forget about those late nights in that one-car garage where it all began. All for pursuing the top step of the podium. What's Renegade's secret? They don't control you, and we don't enforce government fuel mandates because that sucks, and they're racers. Uh, we don't just say we make power. Re-engineer it. Renegade fuels, uh, their, their fuels burn cooler, cleaner, and more consistent than the competition. Renegade offers real octane and not overhyped marketing octane. Bullcrap. They're also... Sponsor Firepower Honda with Dean Wilson and Max Anstey. Uh, Justin Brayton's used Renegade Fuels as well. Please check it out, uh, renegadefuels.com uh, for more information. Thank you to those guys. Uh, really appreciate Renegade coming on this uh, year and looking to give uh, give some information away. Again, they're looking for customers, looking for dealers, looking for distributors. Uh, lots to get into tonight on the show. And like I said, we're going to have our first Pulpamex fantasy draft because Kiefer just simply cannot understand the regular Pulpamex fantasy. So we're going to get them involved in fantasy this way. It's going to be really easy to do. Uh, welcoming uh, to the studio, gentlemen, former pro racer. He's uh, a turned trainer. He's worked with Ken Roxy. He's worked with Cullen Park, Chase Sexton, to name a few. He's raced up in Canada. So right away, 
Uh, I have a soft spot for him. It's Blake Savage. What's up, man? How are you? What's up, Steve? Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Yeah, no, I'm stoked you came. I didn't, like, I know you kind of listened. To, I, I've known you for a long time now. Um, you were like, hey, if you ever need a co-host, I'm like, really? You'd, you'd come in and co-host? So uh, you never know, I guess, until until I should have asked you earlier. I know, right? I I only live two hours from here, so yeah. pretty easy drive for me to get here. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably get you back in, I'm sure, unless you had totally bombed tonight. <laughs> I, I think you'll be good. I hope not. I hope um, not. I've got lots to talk about when it comes to racing, for sure. Uh, i got a lot of Ken Roxon questions. Now, your sister is married to Ken Roxon, so right. you, have, you have an inside track there. You don't need to. You don't need to uh, um, spill anything that, that they're going to get mad at you about. But I have some Ken Roxon questions for you. Uh, I know him. A, I know him a little bit. A so, little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You could say that a little bit. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. We'll talk to talk to you about Anaheim One and everything else. I think we have a clear picture on who's two fifty West. I think uh, sort of yeah. like so. Yeah. Yeah. We can kind of break that down as well. Uh, I want to talk to you about just training, uh, your racing career, your accident. Uh, and all that kind of stuff. We'll get to that later on in the show. But uh, I'm stoked to have you here, man. And we also share the same number, 762. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That goes back. And, and for the same reason, Mike Kudrowski and uh, we both, we, I guess we both really like the the look of the number. Yeah. There's not a lot of good looking three digit numbers out there, but I would say 762 is one of them. Yeah. And your family's longtime friends with Mike, right? That's started way Way back? Yeah, that's yeah. right. My my dad went to school with him and okay. hung out with him a bunch when yeah. they were kids. And uh, my dad followed him as he, he went from amateur to pro. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I we've always just kind of been friends with him. Mm-hmm. So so we had uh, RJ and Robbie Wageman in, I don't know, two months ago. And Krudowski called in uh-huh. just, just yeah. to talk to him because they're buddies, too, with the Wagemans, right? So, oh, yeah. Uh, so that was pretty cool that Krudowski called in. Yep. Uh, he's, he's such an underrated rider. I, I've made this case that he may be – is the most underrated champion we've ever had. He never got uh, a Supercross championship, but he won a bunch. And, yeah, just, you know, a great champion. Yeah, I know. A lot of people don't even – I mean, for for a guy that's won so many championships, he doesn't even come to mind for a lot of people. He's just yeah. super overlooked, and he's, yeah. he's won a lot of championships. And I remember there was one time where uh, – I think Ken was like, like, who's Mike Kudrowski? And yeah. my dad's like, he's won like five championships and yeah. like done all this. Nations or, three times or something. Yeah, 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 like he's done, he's done yeah. so much. So right, uh, absolutely. Well, uh, it's a new year, and my staff on Pulp and Mech Show they got new attitudes. <laughs> They're really bringing it tonight. They're kicking off 2023 with a bang. Taking your calls over there, uh, setting the tone for the season. V Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? So. I feel like I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say who isn't, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. So, but I'm glad right. to be here. Uh, uh, you, you took the first show of the year. Was that sort of a statement over talent? Like... Strictly scheduling. Okay. I, yeah, oh, strictly. strictly okay. Yes. So I, no statement. Nope. Okay. Nope. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Right. Yes. Uh, maybe the man that did let us down the night, it's... Uh, directing the uh, let, show. Let's not point fingers. Okay. okay? <laughs> Until we're through and we're actually up and running, then we can start talking okay. about it. Yep. V, Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Hi. Hey, you went mobbing. I did go mobbing. In the, uh, and how'd the uh, E-Click shocks work? Listen, I know I got them for free, and thanks to you and SDI yeah. for that, but I legit can't imagine having that truck without those anymore. Like that's that's a really. I like, mean, honestly, I did not ask you. No to say bullshit. This. <laughs> right. Like that's that's legit. I, I was thinking about. It. I was like, man, I don't know what I would do without these. And so anymore. you were adjusting them out there, and yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's got uh, it's got off road mode, and and especially like out in the dunes, it's really whooped out out there, and yeah. it, it 
adjust the pitch and the roll for you while you're going. It yep. dude, it's sick. Did it's you got, see? Did you see me? I, I posted that for you so yep. that you could, you know, just a reminder. What, but you didn't what, tag what me, real, so I couldn't repost it. Well, I just wanted it, you to know what right. real trucks do. So okay. that's all. All right. Yeah, he's got a Raptor. That's the kind of salaries we pay. Oh here. Yeah, yeah, I know. I saw that thing. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. two. There's two different kind of Raptor guys, I guess, and and one of them are the. I guess you take it out in the desert and, you know, it's called like an off-road truck and you, yeah. and you actually put it to use or you just like, I don't know, keep it clean. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Okay. so it looks like you're uh, the off-roader. No parking lot princess over here. <laughs> no. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming in, Marks. I know yes. last show we couldn't quite make it in. Oh, darn. You know, now yeah. this show, some technical problems. My, my start, first show so. off in six years. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for coming in. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Uh, Pulp Max Fantasy, by the way, are you, a, you play, right? Are you, um, are you back in, or did you did you? Not? I I I guess I donated to Pulp MX Fantasy one time, okay. and then uh, at the time I don't know I had a I just get distracted when I'm watching my guys on the track, and I don't even think about this whole other game going yeah. on. So uh, I, I know you texted me a few times with some questions about handicaps back in the day. Yeah, so. <laughs> I I bought in, and then um and then I just totally forget, and then I'm halfway through the night show, I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even put my. I didn't even put my uh, riders in or yeah, anything like okay. that, but I well, think this year, I guess I need to I need to make it happen. Y- yeah, let, let's do it. Uh, Pulp Max Fantasy signups open now. We got over 150k in prizes, uh, so stoked to uh, to have uh, everybody helping us out. We got the new SMX um, uh, SMX series. We have an intense Taser e-bike to give away for the champion of that. We got YZ 450. YZ250 yet. Uh, so lots going on uh, with the Pulp Max Fantasy signups are going on now. We'll talk more about that later. Also, uh, Blake, as you're probably aware of, we do a Pulp Max LCQ challenge and we uh, take up points from the LCQ all year long, have some wild cards, and then we uh, we simply uh, have a race. And the folks at Feld have agreed to give us another race. So we're going to do it again. Chiz is not invited. Chiz will not be there. Uh, and we are going to do it again at Denver. That page we're hoping to go up this week. Uh, so hopefully before Anaheim won, the raffle page will go live. And we're giving away a YZ450 over there as well. Uh, so please, thanks to, thanks to the Yamaha guys. And we got, I don't know, 21 prizes or whatever. And all the money goes to the privateers. So super stoked to announce that again. More details coming as, as, the, as the page goes live. But, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, all right, Anaheim won. You've been there as a racer. Um What's it like? What's it? What's it like as racers? Like, I had two guys bow out of this show tonight because they just didn't want to come on and talk about Anaheim one. Yeah, I guess yeah. Anaheim one is like an extension of Christmas. Yeah. Is the way I look at it. It's the the best race of the year, um, I guess, and uh, everybody gets the most excited. The the anticipation and and everything that goes into it. It's just it's an exciting week for sure, and. Uh, you know when the when the opening ceremony starts you get definitely some uh, adrenaline going even if you're in the stands and some goosebumps and you know mm-hmm. we're in for a good season it's got to be yeah pretty nerve-wracking to to you know all the work you've done it, how am i feeling you know you feel good right you feel confident going in but have you done enough and is it time and all that stuff right as a racer oh definitely and it, yeah everybody does kind of feel like they're at their best right now and, and they should be because they're you know it's a, it's another year um coming fresh off the uh, off season and everybody's put in hard work and everybody's confidence is is high and then i guess you know as you get closer to the race you know it's just keeping that status quo and yeah. and not overthinking anything um 
So, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting as a racer. As a trainer for your guys, I mean, you you do want to peak at Anaheim 1, but you want to maintain it, right? You you want to go in. There's a reason why Alden calls it his boot camp, right? And you, mm-hmm. you, you lock down, you do a lot of work. But there's also a point where at round 10, you need to stay fresh and you need to stay, stay ready. It's a long season. The old saying about you can't win it at Anaheim 1, but you can lose it is true if you crash your brains out or get hurt or whatever. But there is a point, Blake, where, hey, how's the energy level? Like, are we – like, are you feeling good? Are you, Do we need to go harder? It's hard to do stuff in season once it starts. Yeah, you definitely want to feel like you're at your best, but maybe not, let's say, peak um, because, you know, it's a, it's a long series. So yep. if you're peaking at the beginning, then, um, you know, you could be in for a long year. But um, I guess you're not not overcooked – just uh you know just how do you, how do you make sure how do you know that how do you do you just kind of go off like hey how you feeling and let's do some blood work let's kind of do that stuff how do you know that yeah a lot of yeah. it is uh you know testing and making sure that all your um all your fitness levels are kind of where they need to be um but i mean there's no there's no guarantee i guess going into it you you can just do your best of mm-hmm. making sure that you're as as uh, ready as you can be and you know like after that first race everybody's like they know where they're at yeah. then at that point and they know where they got to make some improvements on where their weaknesses are and where their strengths are and uh some guys nail it and some some guys um you know they need to work on the bike um i hope everybody's coming fit you know and you'd hope so yeah because yeah, yeah. it's hard to it's hard to get more fit while um as the season's gone started yeah yeah it really seems like I know a lot of racers are just trying to maintain it, right, during the year. It's just travel, race, travel, right? Yeah, it's, it's a balancing it's a act, for sure. Um, and a guy like Colt Nichols or, or even Christian Craig, full-time 450, they're going to they're gonna notice that. <laughs> 17 weeks, in, 17 races in 19 weeks. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. Um, I've, I mean, look, I, I think Sexton is my championship pick, but it's pretty equal between Sexton and Tomac for me with – Eli, or uh, with Anderson right below those guys. Those are my three guys. I think Kenny can take it. Uh, I think there's a chance that Cooper Webb can get it, you know. But I think those three guys are taking the majority of my championship pie. And then I'll put Webb and Kenny in the mix. Uh, where are you at? What are you, what are you thinking? I would completely agree with that. I think that um, with – I think Eli is at his best and – as confident and mentally sound as he's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jason's the best he's ever been right now. And um, coming off of, he, he won the last four Supercross races. Um, so he's definitely telling himself right now that he's he's going to try to contend for this championship. And and same with Chase. He's the best he's ever been. And um, coming off of his, his strongest year. And, um, you know, the next step for him is winning a championship. Third year is big for riders. Um, you know, we went to that BFRC shock last year at Honda, chased it, and you saw the bike worked really well outdoors. I wonder if we're going to have another, you know, Ken and Chase. I don't think, I mean, you're not you're not going to tell us anything we don't know. They weren't happy with the performance of their Hondas last year. I I, I hope that's fixed for Chase, right? Like, I, I don't know if we're going to have that same problem. He went to a, a shock that Tim Geiser's used. That's motocross. That's not supercross. So, yeah, let's hope the Honda guys can get Chase in a happy spot because at times last year he wasn't there. 
no. He, you know, they they both had similar complaints about the bike, and even though they're two completely different, completely different setups riders. and right, everything right. like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they've done with this BFR shock to get it to work for Supercross, mm-hmm. but uh, as far as like just the eye test and, and watching some of the videos that Chase has been putting up, he looks pretty good in mm-hmm. in the whoops and um, yeah, his bike looks like it has a good balance. So yeah, um, yeah, I won't be surprised if the bike is uh, a bit better than what it was last year. Yeah, I, I have that question. Then Eli's gone on, on a new Yamaha. I think from I've ridden the bike. Uh, and I think it turns better than the old bike. So I think su- theoretically, in my mind, this bike is going to work well for Supercross. But Blake, you know, as a racer, and especially been around Ken, there's nothing like pushing a bike in racing. And we may hear that Tomac and the Star guys are going through some teething problems first three, four rounds. I, I expect it, you know? Yeah, for sure. You got to expect it. And they might come in already at a good place and then may have to make small adjustments here and there or they yeah. may be completely off the mark but um i mean i i have a feeling that he's going to be pretty ready i have a question about the bike with chase i have a question about the bike with tomac i have no questions with anderson same bike same crew right the uh, motivated all of that so that that's going to be pretty good Webb uh back with alden for the off season he wasn't last year uh and i do want to talk to you about uh, Alden and a program later on because you know again you're coming from a training background and and all of that um, and then Ken Kenny on the HEP Suzuki I I've been I've been on record on this show many times I, I think he can win I, 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 of course I, I think he can win he's shown a lot of issues in a long championship season and I don't know if those are going to come back but I don't think this switch to Suzuki the machiner he may not be happy with the machinery. He wasn't happy with the factory Honda, so he may not be happy with an HEP Suzuki. But that doesn't mean he can't win on it. No, definitely not. I've been with Ken, and I've seen where he's been, uh, or like last year, for example, where he's just searching, 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 yep. and then yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, it, we're in for a, a, long, a tough yeah, start. Right? And yep. then he goes out and wins. And yeah. I've just, um, by now, I've just learned, like, you can never count the guy out. He's going to figure it out somehow. So I've, I was a mechanic for a long time. I heard a lot of complaining about motorcycles in my day from different riders. Chad was, Chad had his forks and shocks and clamps off a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do some of, when you, when you were working closely with Kenny, some of that stuff, are you just like, he's venting right now? He's just not happy with his riding and he's venting and let it go a little bit? Or, do you feel like when he's talking about the bike, there's legitimate issues there? Uh, probably a mixture of both. both yeah. I think, um, yeah, a lot of times you are searching for just a little bit more um, in the bike to help you physically. And then sometimes it's uh, it's vice versa. Like, you know, physically, maybe you're just not uh, fit enough or whatever to, yep. to ride the bike. But um, I'm just hoping that with this Suzuki, since it's a, like, I guess, somewhat familiar uh, bike and platform mm-hmm. um, he can find a setup where he just is is happy with it and he can just focus on his riding mainly I mean I think they can get it pretty close to where it was back in the day and and we know we liked it then right so do you have any doubts that he can win on this thing I have no doubts yeah. no and yeah. I, I I'll never count him out um, and I was I was with him in 2016 on the the uh, RCH team and i did witness where he could get the bike really close and he's just kind of you know few clickers this way or Mm -hmm. that way yeah and he just works uh during the week he does his motos and 
and uh, gets the laps in, and then he shows up in races and like just makes small, <laughs> yeah. small things here and there. So I have seen it where he gets the bike in a place where he's happy with it, yep. and then leaves it, and then I've seen it where he's just like he has no idea where to go with it. I think some guys on Ken's level, Reed's level, whatever. They're never going to be totally satisfied with the motorcycle. They don't want the team to be satisfied with the motorcycle. They want no. the team to be trying to, you know, find new things and get back on the dyno and, and get, you know, get chassis testing and get Canard back out there. I think there's guys that at that level that are like, I'm never going to tell you that I love the bike because I want everybody to be better because I'm trying to be better. Yeah, and a little bit of that is in their nature. I'll be yeah. I'll be um, having dinner with Ken and like I've I've – yeah, he will like be like, oh, I love this. I love this dish. I love this meal. But it can always, it, it could have always been like a little <laughs> bit more salted or a little bit more seasoned this yeah. way, yeah. a little bit more cooked. Oh, maybe it explains the, the motorcycle stuff then. Yeah, so I think it's just a little bit in his yeah. in his nature that he's he's always looking for a little bit more, which can work against him sometimes. But then yeah. <laughs> when he nails it, like it can be great. Well, he's such a phenomenal rider, uh, just technically. The way he rides a four-stroke, it's, it's the way you're supposed to ride a four-stroke. His body positioning, you know, he's an all-timer. And so, yeah, I think he'll probably have a little chip on his shoulder to show people that he didn't make a mistake leaving Honda. And so that's a little dangerous, too, when you have that chip on your shoulder, right? Yeah. Uh, because he, he's a stubborn guy. And, you know, he, he has to be. He came from, you know, came to Germany, came to America, learned Supercross, you don't get to where he is by not by not being a little stubborn, and I think so. He's going to be stubborn to show people I can win on this thing. I know it's got a kickstart, but yeah, and I I think that's exactly what he needs right now is that chip on his shoulder, and I think he's going to use it to his advantage yeah. this year. And he wants to go out and and uh, prove a point that uh, he still has it, and he can still win races even if it's on a maybe a bike that uh, they say is you know I guess a little bit outdated, but. Um, I have no doubt that he can go out there and win. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're right for sure. Blake Savage in studio. I want to thank the folks at Firepower. We have Yuriv on here, which I thought he was signing with Yuriv at Firepower Honda. I think we so all did. did. I. Right? So did you. Yeah. Uh, so Firepower Parts supporting Dean Wilson and Max Anstey. Over 50 years experience in the industry, Firepower commits to quality, value, and service for your machine. Firepower offers chains made in Japan, featherweight lithium batteries, and they got much more going on at firepowerparts.com. Please check it out. Uh, really thank you, thankful for those guys coming on board. And um, I think Anstey can be a little bit of a sleeper for the Firepower Honda team, right, in that class again. So, And, of course, Dino is, is Dino. He's, he's going to be great, as always. Um, Mark, are you ready for the first ever Publimex uh, Fantasy Supercross draft we're doing tonight? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just more upset at my friend Kiefer for not even no. – yeah. Making an attempt to figure this game out to support his friends. Well, the man you travels know? for two nights with a 9800. So what do you, what do you uh, really you know, want? What, what, what do you really want? Uh, so we're going to uh, – Blake's going to join us on this game too. So yeah, it's, I'm it's in. interesting. I'm so in. what we're doing is it's me, you, it's JT, it's Weege, it's Kiefer, and it's Chris Betts. And we're going to just basically – Marks is going to pick the draft order, snake draft, so all the way down then back up. And then uh, we're going to add up the riders' points at the end of Supercross. And that's it. And then we're all going to decide on a prize at some point. And you got to take a privateer, which with six of us doing it and six riders, you have to take a privateer anyways. But you, and you got to take a privateer. So, yeah, uh, yeah should, should be fun to do that and uh, keep track of that all year long. And uh, your team, Savage, which I, I really think that's a great – Savage is a it's not unique. amazing last name. <laughs> no, no. If I had the name Savage, I would keep 
Team Savage. Okay. I really okay. will because it's amazing. So, uh, yeah, uh, Tiss, let's, let's do that now if we can. Um, Joey Savacci coming up here on the show. I want to thank the folks at Cherbies for coming on board. Uh, and then I think that Max Voland is uh, primed for do big things, I hope, this year. I like Max. I like Talon. Good good people over there. Cherbies industry leader in aftermarket dirt bike plastics and accessories with over 40 years of experience. Input from riders like Webb, AC, Barsha, Anderson, and more. Cherbies has fine-tuned his products to offer the highest level of performance and protection in the industry. Bring your bike back to life with Cherbies uh, chain block slider kits discards, frame guards, and more. Check out the latest products by visiting them at CherbiesUSA.com or follow them at social at USA. So thanks to those guys. Great plastic. Always fits fantastic. And uh, let's bring our first guest on the show. Brought to you by the folks at Cherbies. He's a sneaky, under-the-radar pick, Blake, to do big things this year. Joey Savacci. What's up, man? How are you? Howdy, boys. How's it going? We're good, man. Thanks for uh, coming on. Um, yeah, so, like, I don't know if you're aware of this, Joey, but low key hype on you right now. Oh, uh, is who is this coming from? I've got people who have seen you ride. Oh God, here we go again. <laughs> here we go again. No, uh, I'm I'm being dead serious. I was told last week that you're riding really well. Well, I mean, I appreciate that one, but I I do feel good if I'm being honest. Um, just you know, I've for whatever reason gel with the cowie mm-hmm. um you know really well in my opinion and um the last couple of years you know like i've felt good in practice but i've never felt like extremely comfortable mm-hmm. um and this is just <clears throat> i've had to take a different approach this year um as far as kind of doing doing my own bike work and thankfully about two weeks ago i got uh, a practice guy so the last two weeks have been a little bit less stressful on me but um i've just yeah i wouldn't say speed wise necessarily is as much um i don't feel like it's much different than say it's been in the past but Mm -hmm. the biggest difference i feel like is i just have the freedom to move around a little bit more and i'm just more comfortable and you know i think as anybody who's ridden or, or does ride you know when you're comfortable it's um things tend to be mm-hmm. a lot easier and yeah, that's just where i'm at i also think that you know racing those um overseas or the overseas stuff but the world supercross stuff and just getting seat time in also helps you know i missed all of last year so yeah um i guess we'll find out here in a couple of days um you know how well we really are but i i have felt good but you know as we've learned before practice um doesn't doesn't mean much if you can't uh, execute come race day well yeah you bounced around a little bit right from uh, jgr to uh the ktm cowie yep. cowie before that and now yeah you've been on this bike for the longest you've had in a few years of a motorcycle of learning it right yep yep absolutely so and, uh, uh, it's got to help yep yeah, if, absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest thing for me, you know, is number one, um, not having to, to learn another motorcycle, um, you know, and I, I know obviously it's doable. I've seen Cooper Webb win on the bike, um, Dungey's one on the bike, but my experience with the steel frame mm-hmm. um, is just hasn't been a great experience. I've, I've just had... Um, I've, I've struggled uh, just this is getting number one getting comfortable on it and number two understanding how the bike works right that's, that's one thing that that has really stumped me um as far as you know even from little of things of like trying to get off the gate 
you know, like I really struggled with that. Um, so being back on a bike that I'm familiar with, um, obviously it's, it's not a factory Cowie like it was during the summer. But um, with that being said, it, it is a bike that uh, I feel good on and, and know pretty well. So that that side of it is is exciting for me to go racing because I'm back on a bike that you know I enjoy being on. Are they going to slide you some stuff like uh, some transmissions parts or, mm-hmm. or ECU? I mean, are they? Tell me, they're sliding you some stuff. Um, no, to, but to be, to be fair, um, I haven't really. Well, well, first of all. I guess I haven't really posted anything and it hasn't really been announced, but I'm sure you know, Steve, but um, I plan on doing the first eight mm-hmm. uh, AMA stuff for Rick Ware, um, and that will be on the World Supercross bikes. So, um, you know, those bikes were already built for Mitch with, with the hard-to-find neutrals um, and that kind of stuff. So with that being said, um, you know, the, the bikes are good. But again, it's not a factory bike. But yeah, it is a yeah. bike that I feel like I can be competitive on. Um, and, and you know what is competitive for me, um, you know, is I will soon find out. But I just I'm trying to keep my goals realistic. Um, you know, I have high hopes, um, but I've also learned that you know coming in maybe too high hopes is the easy way to get spun out. So mm-hmm. I understand that I, I'm at a disadvantage. Um, you know, haven't tested. Um, and I'm not quote on, on, a, on a factory team, but um, you know I, I, I believe in my ability. So it's trying to walk a fine line of believing believing in yourself, but not setting the goals too high to where you get spun out. Well, yeah, no pressure, right? Like you're on a privateer yeah. bike, and like, hey, uh, whatever I do, I do. In in a way, that's it's not a bad spot to be in. No, absolutely not. Yep. It's, uh, you know, the whole thing has just kind of been um, a little bit weird. This, this this leading into this this whole thing's been weird. You know, we got started early with World Supercross, and then um, took like a week off for Thanksgiving, but then kind of just been grinding. Um, and you know, normally there's media obligations and and all these other things, but you know, I'm just I'll be here till Thursday. I'm gonna ride Thursday and then fly out Thursday evening and show up Friday and uh, yeah, get ready to go racing. But yeah, no pressure, which maybe is a good thing, um, but. At the same time, you know, my ultimate goal is is to be back on a team, um, you know, because I, I do feel like um, I can I can prove myself to get back on a team, and and that is the goal. So there is no quote pressure, uh, but there's always a lot of pressure from from myself yeah. to perform. Right. Hey, what's up, Joey? This is Blake Savage. How's it going? What's up, dude? How are you? Oh, good, good. Yeah, uh, I guess Joe, Joey and I go back oh, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, a little bit. We we definitely have raced each other quite a bit in the past in the um, in the amateur days, things like that. And I also was racing him a bunch back when uh, he lived in SoCal. He, oh, I guess it was like 65s. Um, he was living over by LACR, and I just remember uh, racing him a lot. Yeah back in the day but um i i guess just adding on to what you guys were talking about um you got you're coming into the season in a i guess a sneaky sneaky nice position uh to be in as a rider uh you're on a bike that you're already familiar with and you've proven yourself you want to race this this off season and um and although it's not a it's not a factory bike it's proven that you can go win races on a non-factory bike like like what you and and even what ken did on grief's team so um no i i think that uh i think you're in for a good season but um yeah i don't know talk about some of the 
um, the improvements that you've been just working on lately? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I'm in a good spot. Um, for me, I've, I, I'll take being under the radar over being overhyped. Or not overhyped, but just, you know, blasted all the time on social media with, with just um, expectations and everything. And I just think being under the radar is, is for, in my opinion, I, I don't hate it at all. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing that I've just been trying to work on is, is just – um, honestly, racecraft, which is which is hard to practice during the week, but having the having the open eyes and the open mind to make the adjustments during the race, um, you know, I think of, as I've proved to myself and, and others before, like I, I can usually qualify pretty well. Like my my one lap speed um, is it, pretty good. Um, obviously, it could always be better, but. I feel confident in, in my one lap speed and I always feel like I can put down the heaters, but when it comes to race time, um, I sometimes have found myself getting too excited, um, overriding and just making one mistake and, and compounding that. So the biggest thing for me is I've just really been trying to open up, um, open my mind up a little bit while I'm riding and, and, you know, if something's not working to pick up on it sooner, you know, whether that be three laps instead of seven laps or, or whatever it might be, but to have the idea of, okay, you know, this line out of this corner, it, it's working, but it's starting to go away. Mm-hmm. I need to start searching for something else um, and, and not getting so fixated um, on, on one line. And, you know, uh, it is something that somebody, you know, I, I I tip the cap someone like Cooper. You know, I've said it before, but he's so good come race time to make the adjustments needed to to execute the race, and um, that that is something that you know I've been watching races and, and trying to just see what he does and, and how he picks up on it. And uh, you know, obviously, it's, come race time, we'll we'll be a different beast. But um, I do feel like I've gotten better at. at um, the the openness to, to, to change change course per se mid race. Uh, at Cherry's USA, bringing you Joey Savacci here on the Pulpomex show. So, couple questions: Why just the why just the first eight? And do you have an agreement with Rick that if something comes up, you can jump to a factory team for a fill in ride? Um. So, because you yes, know you're going to be every, first injury that comes up, you are going to be. The first name out of everybody's lips. I I hope so. Um, you know, I, obviously, I, I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but yeah, um, I, I would hope. I hope for, for myself that I am on the list, and obviously, if if I was the first one on the list, that that obviously is is nice because it puts me in a good spot. Um, but yes, we we have agreed that if if something comes up, um, you know, we can we'll, we'll make the adjustments to mm-hmm. to uh, give me the opportunity to, to finish out Supercross with, with one of them. Um, as far as why only eight, um, they weren't we weren't going to do any Supercross. To be honest, it's not mm-hmm. really their thing. They they want to stick to World Supercross. Um, but you know, they've been Rick has been good enough with me to uh, kind of give me give me the steering wheel and give me the freedom to do what I want to do. And um, round eight, I believe, falls in Daytona. Mm-hmm. Um, and that lines up with um, one of his other sports that he, or, or motorsports that he is in. I, I don't know which one, but it, it's it's around the same time as maybe IndyCar or, or, or something, one of those sports that it, it just works out. Um, so, you know, obviously right. I'd love to do all of them, but um, we, we've agreed on, on eight, and, um, yeah, that's where we're at. But real good chance that you're with Rick Ware Racing for World Supercross. It kicks off in June or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I feel like uh, listen, we've seen guys in your spots before. Uh, Ferry was there with Triple X. I've got to bring him in there. Dino and Blake, you know how this works too. If you start doing really well, Joey, and getting the top tens and, and getting close to the top fives, I wouldn't be surprised to see Theo and Dan Fahey say, hey, what do you need? What would help you? Because <laughs> that's how this game works, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where, honestly, I kind of I got off, I got off topic earlier and, and or changed subject, but mm-hmm. they've been really good as far as, um, you know, like this whole deal with Rick Ware and I, honestly, we just signed it, um, what is today, Monday, last week. So, like, up until last week, I've, I've honest to God been doing everything myself. Um, I've obviously I had to have somebody come help me swap motors, but I mean, yeah. other than that, I've been doing everything myself and then finally got a practice guy, but Cowie has been very good about, um, helping me with, with what they can help me with to, to keep me going. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that is one thing that I have to thank those guys a lot. Um, you know, b- between Justin my or my old mechanic, and Dan and Bruce and and everybody, they've just been very helpful. Um, understand my situation and have been uh, over the top helpful with, with getting me stuff that I need to the day to day stuff to keep me going. So yeah, well, you start getting near the top fives and you're going to start seeing ECUs and triple clamps and suspension. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, I won't be mad at it. Yeah, no, you can't be absolutely. Uh, and you are going to be out of a motorhome, I understand, for the, these races. Like you're going to have truck and motorhome and trailer, or what are we doing for a rig? I think so. Okay. I, I, right. If if I'm being honest, I don't. Uh, you probably know more than I do. I I, I just <laughs> I try to stay out of it. But <laughs> my understanding, the last I heard, yes, it was supposed to be a motorhome. Okay. All right. Uh, are you upset that you've lost your uh, trainer slash advisor, Zach Osborne, to the woods? Uh, you, you've, you've been having Zacho come out, which I think is awesome. But now he's he's all serious now. Yeah, he's he's full time uh, woods guy. Well, I, well, not full time. He's part time woods guy because he only rides like two, three days a week. So okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't re- I don't really call it full time yet. Um, but yeah, it, it's honestly it's been good. Obviously, we've had our, our uh, quote run-ins, I guess you could call it. But you know, they, they, he has a lot of experience, and uh, mm-hmm. there's just you know, believe it or not, we get along pretty well. Um, yeah, I think and, that was really cool. Uh, yeah. It's just you know it has been nice having having somebody around that um, has been at this level um, and and above the level I've been at you know to be honest he's won at the premier level but uh, just to kind of pick his brain um, you know here and there and understand what you know why he thinks the way he does it's just it's just another set of eyes and yeah um, it's been good but yeah I was a little disappointed in him today. He's up. Uh, he's testing in, in uh, South Carolina, I think. Unbelievable. So I told him he needs to get the PJ out. He should bend, bend the track, and then when we're done, take the PJ back, and then he can test. <laughs> there we go, yeah. Blake, yeah. who would ever thought that Zach Osborne would be helping out Joey Savacci after Vegas 2017 or whatever year Dude, it was? Right? I, I know how things change yeah. over the years. You yeah. just think that in that moment it's like the biggest deal ever, and, then, and, and even just like with uh, – James and Chad going yep, going yep. golfing together and stuff. <laughs> right, now right. we got Zach and Joey working together. It's crazy. You just never know. No, you you don't, right? And it's and and that's over the years. I've I've been doing the media stuff for a long time, where I've said things like, "Oh, those two guys will never talk to each other. They hate each other." Mm-hmm. And I've been proven wrong a few times. So I'm always careful now because you just you just never know. You, yeah. you never know. You know, there's there's life and there's relationships and and all of that. I remember Joey Zach told me one time. He's like. Uh, 
I don't know, Matt. I don't even really want to say hi to him because maybe he hates me. I don't know if he hates me. I don't know if I should say hi to him. It's really awkward. I was in an elevator with him once. So I didn't know what to say. <laughs> so. Yeah, I honestly do. Like, if there's a time and a place for, for you know, hard feelings and, and whatnot. And mm-hmm. um, we actually – it gets brought up quite a bit mainly because he always tries to, like, not bring it up when we're at the track. But I always make sure <laughs> Up. Yeah. And uh, we were out, was out of the track, Cambridge track, and he was there, and Chase was there. We were all riding together, and it got the topic got brought up, uh, the Vegas thing. And I was like, or no, when uh, Zach blasted Chase, I think at Millville. And I was like, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, he's got a nick for that. He, uh, I don't know if you know that, but he cleaned me out of Vegas. And I said, and then on top of that, back in San Diego in my rookie year, I got cleaned out by him too. And, and he's like, no, that's not true. And I'm like, I promise it's true. Yeah. So it's just it's fun to, you know, to kind of relive it. He's like, I don't know why you guys remember all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, dude, because we're on the bad side of <laughs> yeah, the stick. Right. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. Of course we're going to remember this. Absolutely, right? So are you staying up in, out in Cali? Is that the plan? Or are you going to go back every week? No, I'm going to come back. Dude. I don't have a bike to ride right, out there. Right. I want to ride a race bike, so I'm just going to I'm just going to come back and yep. try to try to stay stay on a program. Um, you know, I spent all summer uh in California and obviously with uh two kids and my wife at home it's mm-hmm. a lot easier for me to to stay back east and and to be able to have family time and, right. and see the kids. So, I'm going to try to take advantage of that for as long as I can. Confirm or deny that you turned down the uh, HEP Suzuki guys for a fill-in ride. Confirm or deny. Um, middle. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say that. It was on the table. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I, I never deny. Like I didn't deny anybody. I just, um, it just, it just didn't make sense to me. Okay. No, and listen, you've you've been on the record way before that with me, saying you didn't gel with Suzuki with the JGR. Yeah, thing. Just, you didn't. You, you didn't know, gel like, with it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, obviously, we 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 talked a little bit back and forth, and they, you know, hey, like bikes way better, and you know, mm-hmm. this and that, and I'm like, hey, dude, like I believe you guys, like <laughs> right. I, I believe, and I think what the program that they have, they do a really good job. They uh, present themselves well. Um, you know, like the whole thing is they do a good job of. But you know, for me and my career where I'm at, it just didn't make sense to me mm-hmm. and uh you know that that was the bottom line i just felt like hey in, in my mind this is what my gut's telling me and I, I i've learned to not to not go against my gut and uh yeah that, that's the that's the best simplest way to put it well i think i mean again like you're a privateer rick Ware is helping you probably the hep deal was more money and maybe a little bit more taken care of than rick Ware. But, like, I, I think that there's power in a rider. And, I, and I, I've seen this all the time. I know privateer guys that aren't on your level, Joey, and they sign with these B teams or C teams, no offense to these guys, to the teams. And then they're like, oh, I got to use this linkage. I got to use this suspension company. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I hate it. I never got to do my own bike. You know, Starling and Carnell, a couple of successful privateers that are like, yeah, I just want to do my own thing so I can use my sponsors and the ride the bike yeah. I want. And exactly. I think that goes to your level, too, where you're like, look, I just want to ride the Cowie. I'd like it. I had bad juju on the Suzuki with JGR. Yeah. And I think that that's a powerful statement, and you'll make more money and have more success in the long haul than taking the short-term deal, you know? Yeah, and, and to be honest, like where I'm at right now, I don't feel like – not that the money is not important for me, but like – 
I've been down that road of weighing, okay, well, if I go here, I can make 4000 more dollars. You know, like, yeah. for me, I want to go down the route of, hey, I'm, <clears throat> I feel confident with where I'm at in my, in, in my growing process. And I want to, if I'm going to go racing, I want to race and I want to enjoy what I'm doing. I know it's going to suck. Like I I know it's going to be a grind Mm -hmm. and I know there's going to be times where my heart rate's at 195 and I'm like, I want to quit because it's so hard. But those times is going to be even more important that I'm doing or I'm riding on a bike that I enjoy riding. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why I made the decision I did because it just makes it, it makes the most sense to me to go racing and enjoy racing. And, and to be honest, the last two years, three years, I just haven't enjoyed it. And, mm-hmm. you know, like being back on the Cowie for World Supercross really brought, um, I don't want to say a spark back, but really just brought back the enjoyment of racing. And it reminded me like, hey, you know, as a kid, you wanted to race professionally. And, you know, as you got older, you wanted to race, and, and then we got the PC, and we were doing well. We were enjoying racing. I know sometimes I didn't look like it, um, but it's just because I held myself to a high standard. But then I, as I got away from that, I enjoyed my year in 19 with Cowie. I had a great time. felt like I made good progress. But then, like, the next couple of years, I started to um, fade away from the enjoyment and more into the misery of every day getting up. Mm-hmm. Man, I got to go to the track. I got to ride. I got to do this. And, you know, like really sitting around this summer, or sorry, sitting around when I was with my injury or my knee last uh, last January, I really had had time to think, like, dude, what am I doing? You know, like right. I, I, I personally feel like I, my ability on a motorcycle is really good. And I know I can still be competitive. But you know, I know there's things I need to fix on. But like, dude, like, what do I need to do to get back to that? And then obviously the Cowie thing unfolded, and mm-hmm. I mean right away, like the first two weeks I was out there on that bike, I'm like, oh, dude, I I love it. Like obviously it's it, a lot of it had to do with being on a team again, but mm-hmm. back on a bike that I enjoyed. So then the World Supercross thing came about, and then going racing, like I wasn't like dreading it. Like I was actually excited to go racing because number one. I was back on the gate, but two, like I said, I hate to keep saying it, but enjoying being on a, on a motorcycle again. And it's just brought so much positivity to like the outlook of doing the work and the grinding and the suffering during the week that, you know, like I've actually been mm-hmm. enjoying it again. And that's, uh, you know, to me that speaks volume and, and that's the path. That, sure. That's the path I want to keep going. Yeah. I think that's awesome. It, it shows that you have a lot of belief in yourself and you have confidence in this, in this bike and even in, in the team. Um, so, uh, I just want to say good luck to you this season, Joey. I, I know, um, I'm going to be cheering you on and, um, yeah, best of luck. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's, a cool, it's, it's a cool story. I think it's, it could be, this could be a real cool story and coming in with no pressure and you, know, you got, what did you get? Eighth last year, ninth last year in the opener, right? Uh, yeah, eighth. Eighth, yeah. Yeah, eighth. Yeah. You, got a, you got a quiet eighth last year, and we all talk about these stacked field, right? And now you're on a privateer bike. So, you know, yep. I, I've been there a little bit, like uh, with uh, Red Dog and, and Nick Way when I was, we were t- full privateers and got in the top 10 at Anaheim. And fuck, it's a pretty cool feeling at the opening round when everybody's there that you're busting in the top 10 on a bike that you kind of just put together, you know? So, yeah, that's, that's, co- that's quote underbiked. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. Or, or not the same level, so mm-hmm. I agree. It'll uh, be, uh, it'll be yeah. 
Well, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it, Joey. Uh, we'll see you this Saturday. Uh, yeah, again, thanks for the time. Good luck with everything. And I'm sure I'll, I'll try to find you in the pit somewhere. Maybe you can shoot off a flare or something at some point. Yeah, <laughs> so. uh, yeah I'll send out uh, the Batman call. All right, perfect. Thanks, man. 10-4. Yeah, right, see you, boys. See you. Uh, that's Joey Savach, everybody. And honestly, I mean, he's on the line, so I'm pumping it up to him. But I really feel that way. No pressure. Privateer. He can do dangerous things. Oh, totally. And he's already gotten a few races under his belt on that bike and, yep. and with that team. So, yep. yeah, I think he could be a surprise for sure. You know the PC motor suspension, you know, that that's all on the level, yeah. you know. Um, and then, yeah, he starts getting top tens and doing that. The Cowie guys start floating him some stuff. and Yeah, and you know. it does seem like every time he's gotten that opportunity in the past to be on the factory team, he's like yeah. he's actually stepped up and got some pretty good – uh, results. He he always gets good starts, and he and he proves to people that he does deserve to be on a factory team. And let's address the elephant in the room, Blake. Adam seen Cirillo, friend of both of ours, mm. great kid, hasn't been able to stay healthy. They no. might need somebody at Factory Cowie like Joey Savacci. Yeah, I'm kind of torn because I I want to see Adam go out and have the we all, best we all do best yep. season of his yep. of his career. Um, obviously, I would love to see Joey get get that opportunity that he deserves, but um, but, but you, yeah, you, you can't you tell know. me he's not thinking that. Joe, stay on a Cowie. Adam hasn't been able to stay healthy. Maybe you know, maybe there's a spot there. They're familiar with him. They like him. He knows yeah. the program. It's plug and play. You, nobody will admit that, but I think there's part of that decision is there. Right, right, yeah. He's it's already happened for him in the past, and he's he's yep. he's kind of like that next guy in line already, and and he's on the bike and yep. and knows the team yeah. already. And uh, but yeah, I, I just I hope that Adam has the the best. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen, and uh, I want Adam to make it through a full year and see him uh, fulfill. I, his... I I told Adam he's won everything indoors and out except for a 450 Supercross. Let's get that done. You yeah, know? and Ch I, I think as a racer. To, and Osborne's done it, you know. He's chopped everything off the one indoors and one out, right? And, and, and one titles and and you know not super cost four fifty super cost. But I think just winning everything is great. I don't know if Adam can win a championship anymore. Like I didn't, I didn't even put him in my group of five. I just want him to win a race and start building from there. You know, uh, that that's all I want from AC at this point. Totally. I yeah. mean, at this point. I would love to see him, like, just go out and be fastest in practice like he was yeah. a couple of years ago when he was, like, the first seven races in a row. He was yeah. the fastest what, guy or whatever. What and, yeah. and win a heat race and just, like, slowly work his way back into it. Yeah, yeah. And look, if at the end of the year Adam got fifth in points, I'd be stoked on that. Oh, like, totally. You know what I mean? I think like, he would be stoked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a bunch of podiums, maybe a win, and fifth in the points. Fantastic. Right. Uh, for yeah. Adam, yeah. For Adam seems to Job accomplished. I think that's, yeah, just some consistency is what right. he needs. Right. Uh, Blake Savage brought to you by the folks at Decal Works. Have you ever used Decal Works over there in, in Illinois for anything? Um, I think the first ever pre-printed backgrounds I ever had was Decal Works. Yeah, they were they were doing it back then. Yep. Uh, Pulpamex 23 is the code to save with Decal Works. Uh, you look at Red Bull KTM, uh, Supercross and Motocross. You look at the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Off-Road Team. They're using Decal Works, officially licensed with all the OEMs. They lead the industry in quality and customer service offering the best motocross graphics around. I've had uh, our listeners use these uh, uh, Decal Works guys, and I have a um, 
I have a, a, a great reviews from all our customers, of our listeners. So thanks to the folks at Decal. DecalMX.com, PulpMX23, bringing you Blake Savage tonight on the show. Uh, so really thank to those guys also. Uh, Motorcycle Industry Jobs, Job of the Week, the number one source for power sports companies looking for employees and candidates looking for employment opportunities. First and only job boards built specifically for the motorcycle industry. Upload your resume for free today. And if you're a company, um, if you're a company out there looking to hire some people, um, go to motorcycleindustryjobs.com. Post your job up there, and uh, it's a great way to, to get everybody connected. And if you want to start in the industry, you want to start somewhere, uh, like Blake or like myself or like Marks. Well, Marks, are you in the industry, Marks? No. <laughs> no. I'm just like around it. Okay. Yeah. You're privy to some. High level uh, secrets on our group text, though. Yes, I am. And <laughs> so maybe you are industry. It used to, it, it's weird. Yeah, it's cool, though. I like it. Okay. Uh, motorcycle industry jobs. Job of the tits is not industry. He is not. He is in the concrete industry. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Making but, but, big, big time money industry. But when you have a, yeah. a monopoly over the, the yeah, industry. The city of Vegas. Vegas anything yeah. in concrete. That's his family. I've done concrete before. It is before. a crime oh, you how have? much money we I've make. done concrete before. <laughs> oh, he's done concrete yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah, I can pour a foundation. You do driveway? Yeah, foundation? I can do flat work, foundation, yeah. You running the tools and everything like that? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I was I was uh, digging foundations, and I, I was never, uh, like, that great at, you know, working the trowel and things like that. But It's not fun work. No. All right. Okay. Thanks, no, guys. It's great, great talk, you guys. Didn't see thanks. Going there, did you? Thanks, everybody. Motorcyclesjobs.com, <laughs> uh, job of the week. Based in Ontario, California, full time job sales supervisor for uh, Greenger. Greenger Power Sports. These are the guys that are bringing those electric uh, CRFs. Have you seen those Honda, like electric? Oh, yeah. Like, like those are cool. Uh, it's done through these guys. Uh, Greenger. I hope I'm saying it right. Greenger Power Sports. Uh, Southern California-based distributor of reliable electric power sports mobility products that are safe, fun, and exhilarating to ride. Uh, they are looking for a sales uh, supervisor. So you're going to manage and establish new unit sales to the Greenger Honda dealer network. Uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Please check it out. It seems like a pretty good deal. And uh, so thanks to those guys. And if you're a company, like I said, looking to uh, find some people, a lot of people go to the Motorcycle Industry Jobs uh, board. So thanks to those guys. And... Uh, yeah, yeah. Really starting off twenty three, tough over there in the corner. Yeah, I mean, he just wants to make sure he's uh, locked and loaded when you're when you're needing it. It's all good, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Renthal, Renthal dot com, uh, Twin Wall Bar. What 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 Renthal guy were you? What were you? I mean, I was right when I got on big bikes. Uh, I was I was quite little, so I ran the nine 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 nine. Yeah. Low, think, yeah, low bar, low. I think Carmichael, Carmichael nine nine nine, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Renthal, uh, Dennis Peter, global leader in manufacturing design since '69. Renthal has become notorious for relentless obsession to detail and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. A fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters, it all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. Hashtag Renthal. Hashtag Rebuild Championships. Great website over there at Renthal.com. And a speaking of AC, he told me he went back to the fat bar. Yeah. Flex stuff, right? All flex compared to like a twin wall. Yeah, so. is that like uh, just for a little bit more comfort uh, in his wrists and I, hands and stuff? He didn't say that, but I would assume, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> I, what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of wrist, arm, shoulder uh, comfort for yeah. AC. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that bar, it would be it would work perfect for that scenario. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks to the folks at Renthal for coming on board. Speaking of Renthal, another rider that uh, used Renthal a time or two out there. And uh, Anaheim 1 won't be the same without him. It's Justin Brayton. What's up, JB? What's up, Steve? How we doing? We're good, man. Blake Savage in studio. 
Nice to have Blake here. What's up, JB? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? You guys know each other pretty well, I'm sure. Yeah, we've had some dinners and some some good conversations together. Uh, What bend are we running these days, JB Renthal? Oh, dude, I've been on 997 since like 99. Oh, you've never you've never changed. That's it. (laughs) Well, I so I was 997, like when I first got on big bikes and the twin wall first came out. Yeah, and then uh, let's see, yeah, I ran 997 forever, and then JGR uh, 2011, I switched to 996. So I was 996 for a while, and then mm-hmm. back to 997, and I'm on yeah, I'm okay. on 997 currently. So uh, I'm on 996 uh, just because it's like a stock Yamaha bar, which I never changed my stock Yamaha bar. So yep. I just like yep. that bend. I just do that way. But anyways, well, I think the reason I was 997 is because. Uh, that's what used to come stock, but in seven eighths on yes. the Hondas. Yes, it was. So yeah. then you would go to Twin Walls, and it, not a, there was like the Carmichael bin back then, right? I think so. So, well, I think Carmichael yeah, was nine nine nine. What Blake was saying before we got you on, yeah. I think Carmichael was nine nine nine. Well, way back in the day, nine nine seven, like when Ricky was on Cowies, yeah, he was nine nine seven. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, and then he went to yeah full low bar, and you never did much fat bar stuff. You never, you, you never did I've that. I tried it yeah. here and there, but yeah, I just, you know, once you're used to the crossbar, just kind of never change. I ran, uh, yeah, I ran, like U.S. Open one year, I ran a fat bar, and um, it didn't go that great. So I'm like, yeah, let's put the crossbar back on. That that was it. That was the reason why I didn't do good, right? <laughs> what, what year? Uh, <laughs> what year U.S. Open was that? Uh, KTM. So that would have been oh, 2000, end of 2007, probably. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely definitely yeah. the uh, fat bar fault for sure, JB. Yeah, it was for yep. sure. Well, then I put the crossbar back on and I got a podium at A1, so that's exactly what was wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, hey, what's it like, man? It's kicking off on Saturday and you're not going to be on the line. And, and poor Wygant, by the way. We'll, we'll, we'll really feel bad for Wygant. But um, <laughs> what's that like? Um, I mean, there's a couple things to it, right? Like I'm really – excited to be there as a fan i'm excited to take it in uh you know in in that sense but for sure i'm gonna miss it i mean the adrenaline um you know trying to achieve a result especially after so such a long off season and and the process of getting your body right and getting your bike right and gelling with the team and you just want to see it all pay off uh so i'll miss that side of it but also uh you know you look at the weather right now um I mean, the weather app, I would have been burning it up if I was racing just nonstop. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's, there's, you know, th- this week leading up, it's always stressful. You, you, you break it in your race bike, and you've got these certain goals that you want to achieve. And, you, you know, it's, it's stressful. It is. And I feel for all these guys, and, you know, we all love it, but it's, it's, it's tough. It, it really is tough, especially I would say this is the hardest week Mm-hmm. of the year just because of the the stress to make everything right and and um and breaking in race bikes for me was always pretty stressful because you just want it to feel good you know you want that bike to feel like your practice bike that you've been riding for you know months on end so um yeah it, it's always good once you get in the flow of things you know once you get a1 under your belt kind of know where you're at and then one you one know, time get, red get one time red runtime red dogs like hey seriously can we put my practice, my practice bike frame on no, no, we cannot put your practice bike frame on. Yeah. And don't ever say that again. Oh, like, I, I <laughs> guarantee there's so many riders this week, especially with the weather too. So, 
you know, maybe they haven't broken race bikes. I've seen a couple of guys' Instagrams today that they were mm-hmm. breaking in race bikes and stuff. But if you didn't have a track to ride, you know, it'd be stressful. You, you want to put – I always wanted to put two days on it or so. Okay. Uh, or as much as I could talk the team and mechanic into. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if they gave me a month, I would take a month. <laughs> but um, usually, you know, the mechanics are – and two, you're getting parts laid and, you you know, the guys are packing up the truck and there's there's just a laundry list of things that, that guys are doing and, and um, you know, the crew and can't all of them. It's, it's a stressful week for sure. So yeah. I think most people right now are just like, let's get to the race. And then, you know, I mentioned weather earlier. I always feel for the crew, like the riders in a mud race. So be it. Yeah. It's, right. it's tough. And, and like, I never liked really riding in the mud, but I feel for the crew. The mechanics have, have spent hours and hours building these bikes. Uh, most teams probably have some new awnings and new pit set up and all this. And, and it's just bummer to not saying it's going to be muddy, but I'm just saying like, yeah, if yep. it is, you know, if oh. it is a little bit muddy and it's a little bit of a bummer, but it looks like the weather's going to be good Friday, Saturday, so I'm stoked for that. 05 Anaheim, Stewart's 250, 450 debut. Uh, oh, yeah. Show up. Red Dog doesn't make the main event. And oh, really? Doesn't Were make you the main event. Working for him then? Yeah. Yeah, my last year. Oh. Just a complete mutter, and he, he falls in the heat. And then gets a bad start in the LCQ, and that's all she wrote. And I'm just like, wow! Like, uh, we all that work, all that effort, and we didn't make the yeah. main event. You know, um, just nuts. And he probably felt good preseason. That's the worst oh, part. Yeah. Like he probably came in good, and, oh, and yeah. you guys are feeling great. And then yeah, it's just like, oh no. But in a way, I mean, again, you're doing the World Supercross uh, this year, so you're you know you're you're half in and half out. You're going to start prepping for that at some point. So it's not like you're totally letting go of racing right now. So you may have some regrets when that main event goes off. Uh, but, again, you're still racing. So, you know, you got a goal in mind. Yeah, totally. And, you know, another cool thing is I'll be doing six rounds this year. When Daniel Blair goes into the booth, I'll do race day live. I'll kind of take his spot. Yeah. So that's going to be cool. And, and um, yeah, I mean, probably obviously won't go to all 17 of them, but it'll be nice to go to six or seven of them and mm-hmm. still stay connected. And, and yeah, like you said, still do some racing this summer. And, and um, yeah, who knows, Steve? I, late February, I might be chomping out the bit. So oh, fill and we'll ride. See. Fill and ride, we'll Blake. See. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, man, who knows? What's funny is like a month ago, I think, well, we talked in Paris, right? And you're like, dude, just keep going, just keep going. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. there's absolutely no way. <laughs> And the longer I sit here, the more I'm like, man, if if the if the perfect opportunity came up, I'd maybe think about it for a couple of days. Uh, now you're gonna have teams listen to this show. <laughs> They're gonna put that in the in their mind. I mean, Blake JB in Paris was just you know, I mean, the whoops were big. He was fastest guy on the first night in the whoops. You know, got on the podium, and I'm like, why are you stopping? Why? But JB, you've always said to me, you're like, it's gotta end at some point, and it doesn't yeah, always exactly. end good for people. You know, they crash out yeah. or they their performance slips and you, you know, like, yeah, you, you got to know. Yeah, this, my, yeah. Yeah. my thing has always been most things in because they've went badly. And yeah, I don't want that to happen. I don't want it to go bad. And then I've got the media, you know, you, Steve, just <laughs> reaming me about I can't even get a top 10 anymore. And I'm running around in right. 12th yeah. place and I wouldn't hear the end of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, look, look, hey, look, Chad. Chad probably hung on too long. A lot of fans are like, I can't believe he wants to go to LCQs and race with those guys. And 
look, if it was me, I would have hung it up way before Chad did, just but for myself. Like, but at the other time, I looked at it and I never criticized him for any of that uh, because I'm like, he wants to keep racing, let him keep racing. You know, why not? But yeah, me, I'm on the side of you, JB. If I'm Chad or if I'm you, get out while you're able to pass Cooper Webb and Ken Roxon and whoops. You know, that's that's what that's what I get out. So uh, I, I lean on your side, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like you said, I'm not stopping cold turkey. That's no. something I've always never wanted to do. If I, if it was cold turkey, I would I would be struggling right now, just not having a, a goal in mind. And, and it's not the racing side of it, honestly. It's more of the process and the waking up and having to go to the gym and having to do a bike ride and then the camaraderie with all your buddies at the track. And then you're, you know, we've been in this deal for so long and you get on a on a plane on thursday or friday and you, you show your buddies at the race mm-hmm. and then you're you know you're going out for opening ceremonies and you get this hit of adrenaline before the gate drops like all this and then just to stop all of it would not be good so you know i'm dabbling in some broadcasting stuff yeah i uh, did race day live a couple of years ago uh they reached out for me to do six races this year which i'm, I'm super excited about me and daniel blair doing the arena cross broadcast yeah the tv rounds of that and and um so yeah it's still fun to stay involved i mean this is what i love most right is is racing and especially at the highest level and so yeah stay connected somehow and then do a handful of races you know this summer or in the fall and well we were talking we were when we were back for uh you do such a good job on race day live i don't blake do you remember have you watched justin on race day live oh he's fantastic great yeah and then we were talking about that when we were back in north carolina and you and we were planning a monday night show so i hope that's not working out jb i hope you guys aren't doing that yeah we were going to start around five o'clock pacific time Um, (laughs) right right yeah right around there monday night monday night listening if you're not doing anything on monday night (laughs) we Uh, and we'll probably get daniel as well okay uh, since he's kind of a south carolina guy sure you know, so he'll probably just drive up to charlotte so yeah sure. we'll have the three of us on okay. monday night yeah and, uh, great really, really sure happy for you guys <laughs> assholes <laughs> uh, hey let's uh let's t- let's bench race a little bit blake and i were talking before um i think my favorite is chase sexton for the title but only a slight favorite over eli and i put anderson right there as well and then coop and kenny to me are on the outside of those three for the championship um, how do you see it, JB? What, what's your favorite? How do you see this thing shaking out for the 450 title? Um, I mean, I think you're pretty spot on. I think you could have an argument for any one of those guys, and it's awesome to bench race about it, right? Obviously, I think Chase is the class of the field as far as speed. Uh, you know, does that correlate to, to results? Sometimes it's going to, but will it for 17 races? Uh, I, I really think he's going to be the fastest guy. I think he's one of the few guys that could not get a great start every mm-hmm. weekend and still come through the pack and potentially win. Um, the only question I have about Eli is, is just if it is truly his last year, which it sounds like it is, Yep. you know, how motivated is he? He, he, he literally won everything possible in 2022 and we all know that sometimes it's easy to rest on, on that, right? It's like, and you know, you're last year and you've got a couple of kids now and, you know, you truly want to enjoy it. So do, does he back off 2% or 1%, which allows Chase and, mm-hmm. and Jason and these other guys to, to make that up? <clears throat> that, that would be the only question. Then also new bike, you know, that's going to come into play at some point. They're not going to drill it first round, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Anderson, to me, I can't really find any weakness, to be honest. Like, second year on that bike, um, I mean, he does make some mistakes every now and again, but he's also one of the guys that could come through the pack, and he makes these sneaky passes, and he never follows, and he's just – his racecraft is incredible. Actually, I, I don't think he gets enough praise for his actual racecraft. And sometimes he is – you know, he can get in the, into some trouble with some guys. And um, But I think as of late, he hasn't really done a lot of that, you know, um, mm-hmm. as far as taking guys out and having some sketchy moves. So I, I think Jason's – man, I – I would almost put him as my favorite. I mean, really? Slightly. Wow. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just just slightly. Um, I've never seen anybody go off the track and get back on like Jason. That's a super good talent he's got. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good talent. It's a good talent. It is. I would love to see Chase do it. And then, obviously, I'm super biased to Ken. He's, mm-hmm. you know, my buddy and Blake's brother-in-law. And I, I mean, that story would just be absolutely in, incredible. But, obviously, there's some questions there with you know, the bike and himself and, you know, to to do it for 17 weekends. He obviously can. If Ken comes out and wins A1, I think this has been said a hundred different times, but if he wins this weekend, I, nobody's surprised. No. I just hope it can continue. And at the halfway mark, if he could have that same intensity then as he does now, I, I don't think anybody could beat him. And that, that could be for the past several years. So, um, I would love to see that, right? Mm-hmm. I think we all would. I don't know if there's anybody around that wouldn't love to see Ken win. Um, yeah, Cooper's a little bit of a question mark, but, you know, after racing him in Paris, I don't think you can really judge off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that guy's going to show up even, even remotely close to that. Uh, yeah, I think that motivated him to, to go home and, and truly get to work on the motorcycle and on himself, so... You can never count him out, though. I mean, if he gets his starts like they were a couple of years ago. And and actually, I just watched Minneapolis on TV, and he was really good that night. I mm-hmm. didn't. I don't really remember that race so much. Obviously, I remember Chase crashing when he pretty much – he had it won, yeah. right? It was like yeah. a lap and a half to a go. Lap. Yeah. Yeah. But Coop was close. Coop was in third. Jason was second. And he was really close. Coop led for like, I don't know, six or eight minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, man, that's – you know, and we think of Cooper's last year as being a disaster. A lot of guys do, but it, maybe it wasn't so bad for a couple, a couple of rounds. But well, he you got, can't count he, him out. And, and he got second at the opener. Coop got second at the yeah, opener. Yeah, second at the opener. Where we were all yeah. like, huh? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, obviously, it's, it's really fun to pay attention to those front guys, but I'm honestly more interested in the APs. You know, even a little bit Coop, how, how does he step up? Um, yeah, what's Nichols like on that bike? How does AC come out? Like, I'd love to see AC do well. You know, he's so good to have in the sport, so charismatic. And, and look, when he's on it, I mean, yeah, like I just said, Chase is the fastest guy. That was AC, right? I mean, he would qualify fastest almost every weekend. It was like, dude, really? And I remember one time he's like, I just, I can't help it. I just... I'm just too fast. He's just that fast. You know, like he can't even help himself. He's yeah. so good. So Yeah. Yeah, be a fun year. JB, uh, Blake here. Um, it seems like you've somewhat found, like, um, the fountain of youth in this sport. And uh, for your age and how well you're performing right now is very admirable. Um, and I know you're very strategic and and how just the way that you, you think about things. And um, – 
I wanted to to see you know I I know in these last uh, these last few years you've you've been around Kenny a lot. Uh, just talk about some of the things that he you've you've kind of been able to extract from him to benefit your riding in in these last few years. Yeah, great great question. And you know what's funny is is uh, before Ken and I were teammates at Honda. Uh, in 2020, I didn't know him that well, Rod. You just knew of his speed and, and always had a good attitude and, you know, was so good those years indoors and out on on Suzuki. And I remember um, him passing me at Millville in, like, 16. Like, I literally was sitting still. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, but I, I didn't know how we would gel, you know. He was, he was quite a bit younger. I was kind of the older guy. And, you know, he's kind of just a – you know, he had he had you around. He obviously had court, and just a couple key people around. Didn't know if he'd be, um, you know, really want to have me. You know, kind of because I'm like the guy. I'm, especially once I've gotten older, like I like to kind of give and like, hey, if if someone wants some advice, I'm definitely right there to to give it. And he was ready to soak it up, and that was really cool off the track. But then on the track, it was great for me because the guys so fast that it actually helped me practicing with him like you know he would do certain things and he'd be so explosive especially during sprints and and then we we just got to where we were riding together all the time it actually rejuvenated me and made me feel young again because there were certain days where I would actually get pretty close to him and certain days like I never forget the week before Phoenix we did a couple it was a triple crown, and we did the three moto format, and I oh, beat yeah. him in all three. And one of them, I ran him down, passed him, and pulled away. And so I was talking all kinds of smack, you know. And, <laughs> and then he went and went one, one, one at the triple crown. I think I got like fifth or sixth overall, and he's just, you know, then who had the last laugh, right? So we just got to create this bond and this friendship that was really, really cool. And then off the track and away from everything, we got to have some awesome life conversations and you know one morning we're on a mountain bike ride and he's questioning me everything about having kids and stuff and he told me that court was pregnant and just it ended up being as you know Blake a great friendship and it's been fun to get to know you and and um and your family and uh but yeah I mean it was it was great timing for me to to up my intensity on the track right not just you know settle to to be just a, a top 10 guy like really strive um to go try and get some podiums and and try and match him during the week. Yeah, that's uh, it's well said for sure. Uh, Renthal.com bringing you Justin Brayton. We got a call for you from uh, Blaze. Blaze, uh, welcome to the show. What's your question for uh, Justin Brayton? Yeah, hey Steve, thanks for having me on. Blake, yeah. what's good, brother? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, you know, just riding red, baby. You know what's going on. What's up? Yeah. Hey Steve, Blue Crew, what's going on, man? Bike of the year, 2023. <laughs> by, by golly hell, I couldn't have said any better myself. All right. What's your well, question? Hey, yep. <clears throat> Justin, uh, yeah, good, good to hear you on the show, bro. Um, I just had this question, man, from, like, coming coming within, you know, after as many years you've been racing and <clears throat> especially competing at the level you are and continuing that for this many years, wh- where do you feel you get that strength to – each year, you know, 
keep that gear clicking rather than just, you know, obviously your love for riding the motorcycle. Um, like where, where does that strength come from within that to, to wake up every day and keep on doing this and competing how you are? Yeah. appreciate the question. And, uh, you know, there's, we could talk about it for a long time, but there's so many different aspects of, of that. One is I got a late start, you know, I went all the way through public school, so I was never really that, you know, I was competitive when I was younger, but I wasn't like a Loretta Lynn's champion or anything. So when I graduated high school, that's when I started to really pursue my career. And then, you know, went through arena cross. And I think I just, you know, looking back, it was good that I had a little more time. You know, now you look at these guys, 16, 17, 18, jump right into supercross. And if they don't perform, they're spit out the back. That would have been me. Cause I wasn't ready to race supercross. Even when I was 20, I was still in arena cross. So a little bit of a late start. And then, um, later in my career, I was just mature enough to say, look, I still love this. I want to do it. I just don't want to do it for 12 months out of the year. I started having kids, you know, and I, I, I knew something had to give. Um, and I just crossed off the 12 races, the motocross races in the summer. It wasn't that I didn't love them. I, I did. I, I liked doing motocross. It was just, I knew I still wanted to do it. So I went to supercross only and did some off season stuff, went to Australia with my family as kind of like a little mini preparation for American Supergoths and then also a vacation to take them to experience things. You know, a lot of times we're just traveling week to week and we see the airport, the hotel and the stadium. And I got some advice from a friend years ago that, Hey, these cities you go to, man, some of them are amazing, especially when you go to Paris and Melbourne, Australia and all over, go out and look a little bit. And I never wanted to when I was young. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> what attractions are in this city i want to go try and get on the podium or win the race you know and but as you get older you know you you appreciate things a little bit different you have a different perspective and then i've always thought physically our bodies can handle so much i mean you look at all these past athletes or people that go through these whether it's a midlife crisis or whatever it is at 40 and 50 years old they're doing triathlons i mean our body's capable of amazing things but the reason we retire so young especially in our sport is i think it's just a mental fatigue so i always really paid attention to how it was mentally because you know i just think you can your body can do so much and um so i was big on mental rest honestly i mean i i say that to people that i've mentored over the years i'm like look your body can achieve great things and um but give your give yourself some mental rest and and um yeah, that's the biggest thing, but yeah, great, great question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah it doesn't man, feel that, like I'm going to be 40 in a year and a half, but yeah. here we are. There we are. Thanks, Blaze. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it, Steve. Thanks, GB. Uh, all right, at Renthal, Thanks, bringing you Justin Brayton on the show. Uh, Blake Savage brought to you by Decal Works, by the way. Pulp Mex 23 to save at Decal Works. Uh, a couple guys I find interesting is Mookie and Christian Craig. Mookie was third in the points last year. Like, didn't get a win, but third overall. That's awesome. And I, I don't know. I, I'm a fan of Craig. Like, I, I think that he's he's a little bit like UJB. He's getting better as he gets older. Maybe, you know, you, you got better earlier, obviously. This is Craig's 31, 30 in his first year. But mm-hmm. anyways, those two guys interest me a lot. They both can win. I think all three of us would agree that either one could win a race this year. But is it a realistic shot, JB, that one of these guys wins? Like, is it... You know, I mean, take away the big five that we just talked about. There's five of those guys that have all won. Uh, can can they get wins? 
For sure, I, I think they can. I mean, Malcolm has been so close, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's ready for one. This is a big year for him to get one because if I think he can, then then I think it's it's game on for him. And Christian, I actually think this is perfect timing for him to, you know, he was probably dealing with some demons because we've always talked about how fast he is, right? He should, he, yeah. He could have been a champion a handful of years ago, and but to to battle those demons and and then to to get it to finally get that championship. Now I think it's game on for him in the 450 class. And and look, these guys that he's racing, like we're talking about Sexton being arguably the favorite and the fastest guy. Well, guess who was Chase's mentor and, and kind of got him the rides? It was it was Christian, and. So Christian's going to ride with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder to say, look, hey, kid, I've, I've kind of showed you a few things, and, <laughs> yeah. and I still think I can battle you. And the hardest thing about your rookie year or first-year full-time 450 is reading the jerseys. And, you know, when I first jumped up, I was racing James and, and Chad, and I didn't feel like I could touch those guys, right? Where when Christian's coming up, he's already raced all these guys. He's beat pretty much all these guys. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, at one point or another. So yeah. I feel like he's going to fit. He's going to slot right in and will probably be the fastest guy several nights this year. And so I'm super excited to see him. I, I think that's a great team. I really love their team manager, Nathan Ramsey. I've, I've got a lot of time for him. And he, he's just – he's been one of my role models for a long mm-hmm. time. So they've got a good, a good guy in their corner. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's like every year, right, we, we – talk about it there's guys that could win but i i think it's it's crucial for i i think malcolm will line up expecting to win i think that's different than mm-hmm. years past he just wanted to get a solid finish and and um or get on the podium where i think now like he, he lines up expecting to win and i think christian kind of does as well blake where are you at with mookie and christian <clears throat> what do you think yeah i think it i think they're both capable of winning a race um in the first First half of the season might be a little bit tough, but you know how it is at the the second half of the season. Maybe the the field thins out just a little bit, and I think that will be their time to shine. But, um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people would really love to see Malcolm win a race. I remember the uh, at the end of the series last year, the the crowd was definitely behind him. They they wanted to see it happen, and it, it almost did a couple of times. Um, so I w- I would love to see it personally, and for Christian, I think he's riding the best he ever has. He he was super super impressive last year, and winning that 250 championship, I think he's matured a lot as a mentally and as a person in the last uh, couple of years uh, you know, as a racer. Uh, he's gonna have some speed. Christian mm-hmm. definitely has some speed, and um, I yeah I I absolutely think that. I, I think those two guys right. will be around each other a lot this year. Uh, you know, Weege and I were battling a little bit um, about the rookie status of Christian, and I get it. It's his first year 450. I understand that. There almost should be – like what, Jay – one of the things for being a rookie is you're intimidated by the jerseys. Christian doesn't have that, just what JB said. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, you got to be young and a little immature. Christian doesn't have that. Uh, I just he doesn't tr- fit the rookie, there doesn't fit the rookie tab right to no, me he, at all. He's I just made the mistakes now. Yeah, I feel like he's he's there. So yes, it's he's his first year. Four fifty, four fifty races. Eleven. I mean, he's, he's got eleven. Yeah. 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 So, and that's why I say I think he could totally have a great year. And then 
Another thing, a lot of people will say that you just got, oh, I just want to get through Anaheim 1. I was always opposite. I want to come out swinging, and mm-hmm. especially with the, lately, like the past five or six years, I think I won, I don't know, a handful of Anaheim 1 heat races because of that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to come out firing. My nerves weren't quite as heavy because I had been racing the, you know, the past couple months. So whoever, a guy like Christian or a guy like Malcolm could easily come out and win Anaheim 1 if they don't have the nerves. That's the biggest thing yeah. is, is, is you got to control your nerves. But if you can, I think a lot of guys just want to get through it where I would hit it head on and be like, all right, if, if five guys just want to get through it, that's five guys that have already got beat if I come out really swinging. And, yeah. and Ken, that's one of the reasons why I feel like he's been so successful is he's so confident. He, you know, he deals with nerves like we all do, but yeah. he believes in himself so much that he's like, this is just another day. I'm it's Anaheim one. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah, I'll put on my suit, and you guys can talk about the hype, and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll come work you guys, you know? Uh, well, look, at uh, Barsha won three times in a row. Last year, Ken won. Coop got second. Anaheim won traditionally is a wacko race that yeah. we can't come on Monday, next Monday, JT's in studio, and start making proclamations about the series off Anaheim one. It is a mm-hmm. different race. So, you yeah. know, yeah. lots. I of, also yeah. think, though, Steve, it's a huge race for a guy like Cooper – Mm-hmm. Or, you know, guys that really need to come out early, AC, if those guys can come out firing early, I mean, that's going to be massive because if they come out and struggle right away, like it's just going to take a while. Because you know Tomac, you know Sexton, you know Anderson, you know most likely Ken, like they're fine, right? They're going to win at some point. It, you can you can pretty much count on it. So for a guy, a guy like Coop that, you know, if he can come out firing mm-hmm. right away, like that's going to be a huge – feather in his cap before we let you go 250 talk obviously jets the favorite right blake we're in jb we're all we're all all thinking jets gonna win this thing but but let's say he gets injured or let's say he's not quite on form we got mcadoo forkner hampshire kitchen styles pierce brown a guy named phil nicoletti uh who we got who's next who's gonna challenge jet if anybody i think rj will challenge him or corkscrew himself into the ground trying to you know uh and Forkner another year for him he finally got a win last year so Blake I'll start with you if it's not Jet who is it um at this point I think Jet could be his his own worst enemy if anything uh he I think uh unless I mean it's a short short series and you can't really afford to make that big mistake and and uh, there's going to be some good guys he's going up against for sure, but um, I think I think at this point he's just one level up uh, above the rest of them. And um, I don't know as long as he as long as he keeps it on two wheels, he's going to be really tough to beat. But you didn't answer my question. What's up? Who? If 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 he gets beat, or if he tweaks an ankle, a donut falls on him, something. Who's the next guy? Who's the Who's the list again? Forkner. McAdoo, Kitchen, Hampshire, Styles, Robertson, Pierce Brown, Voland, some guy named Nicoletti. I could see I could see Cameron stealing some wins. Yeah, for sure. He's got speed, and um, it seems like every year he gets a little bit more control. Uh, you yeah. know, and he and a little bit more mature. So I could see Cameron coming out and and definitely being a threat. All right, JB, what do you think? 
Well, Blake's a smart man. I, I don't think anybody <laughs> touches Cameron. I, I just I don't think anybody touches McAdoo, Steve. I don't think Jet can touch him. Oh wow! Uh, oh okay. How many How many West Coast rounds are there? Uh, I don't know, eight but eight or nine. Yeah, like... I think McAdoo probably wins all all eight or nine. If, if you're asking me. All right. Oh, okay, goddamn. All right. Strong. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Obviously, I'm biased. But, yeah. no, when when I seen that they that Mitch put Cameron and Forkner on the West, yeah. the battle jet, and then is RJ confirmed West? He's for sure? Yeah. All right. I love that because <clears throat> there's only a few guys that aren't really intimidated by Jet. Look, he, he's the favorite, right? I, I love Jet. I think he's – you know, he's going to go on to do mm-hmm. awesome things. Yep. He's so fun to watch Rod as, you know, blah, blah, blah. We've all said it. But if there's a few guys that aren't intimidated by him and that truly want to beat him, that will race him hard, it's Cameron, Forkner, and RJ. So I didn't know fully about the RJ thing, but just Cameron and Forkner. I mean, Cameron's beat him before. The the race at Indy, a lot of people might forget that, but that was straight up with Jet the yep. whole race. I mean, yep. straight up passed mm-hmm. him back. And like they, it was legit. It was really, really legit. So, I think those three guys could potentially get up there and beat him now for a championship. You know, I, yeah. I don't know, but I, I like those matchups. I really do. And, and obviously Mitch is a smart guy. And whether those two were the most prepared at the track or not, it lined up to be great to go battle, to go battle head to head. I got to so think. It'll be fun to watch. I got to think if Shimoda was okay to go, Mitch is like, you know what? He's buddies with these guys. We've seen the Lawrence brothers kind of smash Joe around. Right. And, Maybe and Joe's really good, uh, and I, I I think that's a smart move to not put Joe on Jet's coast. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So because him and Hunter aren't yeah. as tight as him and Jet, no. right? No. Nope. So, nope. And they've got a little beef from from Paul. I don't know if there's still beef, but right. That's what know, I was they, thinking too. I, look, so if I'm Schmoda, I'm I'm teeing Hunter up at some point. There's some unfinished yeah. business. For that, sure. that was greasy. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, it was. Uh, and hey, so whatever. That that's how you know it works. And I don't think Hunter would be too mad if, as long as it, Joe keeps it semi. Yeah. Uh, 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 all right. So all right. Yeah. So JB, um, well, you're coming out this weekend. Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay. I'm coming out Thursday and. Yeah, excited for it. It'll be a fun weekend. Yeah, awesome, man. Uh, well, I'm I'm sure we'll see you there. Thanks for the time tonight. Always love bench racing with you for sure. Uh, Fly racing, of course, still supporting you and uh, and Renthal as well, bringing you on the show. So, uh, thanks, JB. Awesome. Thanks, right. guys. See you. Take man. care, JB. All right. That's uh, that's Justin Brayton, everybody. He's such a smart guy. He's well spoken and he's really smart. Like I love talking to Justin about racing. Oh, definitely. He's he's a lot of fun to just hang out with in in general. He's always. Uh, pretty pretty calm and cool, and yeah. um, I I really like the way JB thinks. He's very uh, very um, I don't know, precise with with everything, yeah. and everything is thought out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure that's spilled over onto uh, Ken a little bit. I think that that's a good good uh, idol or a mentor yeah. to have for sure is JB, and and he's done some. Uh, he's got a very very uh, great career he, he he can be proud of. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. All right, we'll go to commercial break. We will come back uh, and do the uh, first ever Pulpamex Fantasy Supercross Draft. And hopefully it gets people interested in playing Pulpamex Fantasy. Uh, so, but we'll have Kiefer and Weege and Betts and JT on the line. Blake's going to play as well. Uh, and we still got Yuriv Konsky coming up as well. More uh, Anaheim 1 uh, talk, of course. So Marks is going to be working the cameras. Yeah, I'm going to do that. And uh, Tis Legendary, working the phones. So stick around. Be right back after this, everybody.
my daughter, she's probably banged a few, but not everybody at least. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high-quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. In case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport. For 33 years, they've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Worst Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use a code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. 
Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PulpMX20, the code to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX proven USA-made connecting rods. Now adding to the Garage Buddy Rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Weisco your single stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win. Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. 
This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I, too, have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium-soft, medium-hard, and hard versions, with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design, with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones, with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At Motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, 
tarmac to open roads. We're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. It's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Star Cross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Star Cross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I, too, have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium-soft, medium-hard, and hard versions, with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design, with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones, with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, also too make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport. For 33 years, they've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be 
associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Worst Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PulpMX20, the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Moranz, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX-proven USA-made connecting rods. Now adding to the Garage Buddy Rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Weisco your single stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. 
For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and Rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, type, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp MX Show presented by motorsport.com decal works and fly racing later on the motorsport.com tweet at tit segment x-brand goggle tear-offs race tech rant all coming up here later today or tonight on the show i want to thank savachi and brayton for calling in yarif konsky is going to call in as well uh we got the pulpamex fantasy draft right now as well so lot, lots to let's still talk about i want to talk some 250s and and more with blake savage here uh and first of all thanks to the folks at renegade fuels for coming on Really appreciate that for this year. Also, the uh, you may have seen this on social media. The Get guys have been with us on the Moto 60 show, by the way, coming back this Thursday. And the Get guys have been with us for uh, the Pulp Show for a number of years. And they are with Factory Honda now. And uh, so that's a big deal for those guys. You, uh, The Team Honda guys, they've chosen to rely on Get with the RX1 Pro ECU, the SL1 Data Logger, and the LC GPA for the 250 class with the riders Jet and Hunter 
and as well as uh, Chance Hymas. So please check that out. Sexton and Nichols, are you going to use the RPM uh, dashboard? So please uh, check that out. If you want a discount from the folks at Athena and Get, just email us using the contact form on PulpMX.com. We'll pass it on. They make two-stroke CDIs, two-stroke EFI ECUs, four-stroke EFI ECUs as well. Uh, so please get Get if you can. And uh, lots to talk about uh, with those guys, and I'm, I'm stoked for them for Honda to be using them. So that's great to have uh, those guys. So it's time for the uh, Pulp MX Fantasy Draft. On the line right now, our own Chris Kiefer. Kiefer, what's up, man? Can't wait, guys. God, I couldn't sleep last night. It's fantasy time. So you've never played Pulp MX Fantasy, Kiefer. Uh, I've never played fantasy, period. Football, anything. Thanks for the Nothing. support, Kiefer. Oh, nice so this, <laughs> we're gonna hope that this. Tits, you get anybody else on the line? Or are you just gonna? Okay. Right. Um, we're gonna hope that this maybe stokes your fantasy fire. Okay. It's very simple. Blake's oh Blake Savage is gonna join us on this keeper. By the way, so what up, Chris? Oh, so he's jumping in as well. He's jumping yep. in as well. Yep. Yep. So, okay. just real simple. Uh, Pulp Mex Fantasy. Our signups are now. We have a handicap game. You have to uh, uh, pick a, an all-star, top eight in the points. you got to pick your handicaps. It takes a little bit of time to get used to it. This game is not that. This game, Kiefer, is just adding up the riders' points at the end of the year. That's it. That's, well, I can do that. So th- we're going to hope, Kiefer, that this gets you sort of you know enjoying fantasy a little more. And then next year, you can jump into the Pulp Mex Fantasy Handicap uh, pool. Well, I feel like I've been doing my homework anyway because I'm going to host the show this year. So I got to know about fantasy. So I think by the time Dallas comes around, I will be good on fantasy as, mm-hmm. as your fantasy, not this dumbed down fantasy that we're doing. Right? All right. Okay. So I think I'll be okay. All right. JT, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. You know that if there's a game of fantasy or or uh, some sort of um, contest, JT is in. Uh, welcome, Jason Thomas. I'm ready. Do uh, this. Blake Savage is going to join us as well, JT, for this yep. game. So, uh, um, so yeah, very simple. Uh, I know, JT, you're eye-rolling at Kiefer's lack of uh, – I don't even know if it's effort. effort. Is it is it effort? Okay, it's effort. It's effort. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I rolling at uh, at Kiefer's lack of effort to try to understand Pulp Mex fantasy. Uh, so we'll start small and we'll work forward from that. Um, also on the line here, he is uh, the captain of Team Perfect Ten, Jason Wygant. What's up, Weech? Oh, oh boy, uh, I've been doing some research. Digging deep into the DMs and the Instagrams and the Twitters, the TikToks, to go deeper into the draft analysis than anyone else here so I can win this sucker. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, JT, captain of Team Industry Seating. Chris Kiefer, captain of Team Home Life. Uh, Blake Savage, the captain of Team Savage, which I said, <laughs> if, if your last name is Savage, like that's, that's an awesome name. last name. Yeah, that's a great name. Shoot. I, I We're done. On the record, as I have not been in anybody's DMs in preparation of this draft. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, that. you know, sometimes you got to do the dirty work. By the way, Weege, uh, condolences on JB10 not being on the line at Anaheim One. So we just had him on, and I hope you're going to be okay this Saturday. Well, I'm going to need your help. Um, you know, Troll Train will not be there either. Uh, you got through this with Timmy. 
So I'm hoping in Anaheim you'll be there in case the emotions – well, I shouldn't say in case. I know it's going to happen. But in case the emotions get the best of me, yeah. will you be my shoulder to cry? Can you help me get through this? I will. I'll, t- I'll give you all the tips. Uh, the next man to join us, I am really interested in looking forward to his picks tonight <laughs> on, on the show. Uh, he is uh, our friend, the meat stealer, Chris Betts. What's up, Betts? <laughs> I'm just ready to take another championship home. Okay, so Betts, true or false, confirm or deny, Betts, two minutes ago, you were asking Marks, where do I see the list of riders? <laughs> well, I mean, I can't confirm nor deny. Um, I just want to have something in front of me. I got a spreadsheet open right now that's blank. Somebody okay. took something up. But, okay. uh, yeah, we're pretty unorganized over here. I actually just got back from dinner. Um, so you're pretty important people right now. I, I'm rushing home to do this. Okay, so I never got an answer from anybody on this group text or Blake here <laughs> on what we're doing for a prize for the winner. I thought mine was fun. What was yours? Brand new 450. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, we. He said, or e bike. Or e bike. Yep. We, yep. we do thank the guys at Intense and Yamaha. I don't know if they want to do that. Uh, <laughs> JT, can we do can we do first and second or just first gets an Amazon gift card from everybody else on in the game? So if you get second, you also get an Amazon gift card from everybody. Well, yeah, do winner, winner only, winner only. Yeah, yeah, Uh, winner only. JT, winner only. Kiefer, winner only. Uh, only. Who's gonna buy Weege's for him? (laughs) Okay, Weege, can you can you commit to fifty dollar Amazon gift card right now? Uh, I mean, I don't think I'll be buying. I think I'll be receiving, so I'm probably fine. So okay. let's go for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Blake, $50. Words. Don't yeah. prepare for anything but perfection. Right. Winner right. takes all. First place. Okay. First place only. That's a, everybody. Kiefer, $50 Amazon card? No problem. Bets? Copy that. I already got one. Okay. Regifting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so w- this is a snake draft. So number one pick goes all the way down to uh, number sixth, and then the sixth place guy gets two picks, and we go back up to number one. Number one gets two picks back down. Six riders have to pick a privateer uh, as well, and we simply add up the Supercross season points. Kiefer, do you understand? Uh, so far, I'm with you guys. Okay. Snake draft thing, I, I, I might need help on that, but so far we're good. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, Aren't you a fantasy football guy? No, dude. I just watch football. Oh, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. Dude, we're just trying to get him into Pulpamex Fantasy. This is the gateway. This is what we feel is the gateway. <laughs> you guys are all pushers. Uh, Weege, are we in an industry idiots this year? What are we doing? Yeah, I believe the deadline is the fifth, correct? I don't I don't know. Yeah, so I'm just trying to keep – I mean, interest rates are up. That means the longer I keep that money in a uh, we just the longer gone. I keep oh, that yeah. money in a savings account, the more money I'm going to make. So we're not going to pay that money until the last day. Okay. Great point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marks? Mark? Right, one more rule on this. By the way, let's oh. tell the fans. This is a 450 fantasy draft only, correct? Correct. Only 450 riders. Yes. yes. So you want, ideally, like I was telling Blake, like someone like Barsha, who generally stays injury-free, races all 17 rounds, is a great pick. You want somebody gonna, who rides? have a... Uh, they're going to name it the Mathis curse because of you. You're going to say some good things today, and mm-hmm. it's all going to unravel. Well, I, I did a sticker deal with uh, Brad Cox at the car rally, 
and I gave him some money, he put a pulp sticker on his helmet, and he crashed out, dislocated his elbow on day two. <laughs> and then the year that you were supposed to do my sticker deal, COVID happened, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's you perfect. You caused a lot of drama. So. Yeah. I have a question before we start. Okay. What if I get AC? Can off air, is there trading? Can we trade? No, no. This sounds like my privateer race. It's already going sideways. No trades. None of that. Damn. Okay. You can't. You're, you can't start backwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will say I, I, I'm I'm here to see if Betts does pick Adam Cincerillo or not. I'm here for this. All of his picks will be Cincerillo. I've got a strategy we're uh, working on here. Okay. No. No. Okay. All right. Because generally you want someone who races all 17 rounds. Oh wow. So. Go easy. It's a new year. New there, us. There are children with me. Okay. Uh, Marks, you have your little uh, fancy randomizer yeah. thing. You are gonna you put all our names into your program, yeah. and you are going to uh, give us the draft order. Now, this is, uh, for the record, uh, I have not put any applied any pressure nor provided any uh, enticements for you to make me first pick. No, you have not. Okay. No, he tried. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. All right, let's go. Very suspicious to have to say that at the front end. (laughs) Lawyers are requiring me to. He's holding the Christmas bonus. First round pick? Yep. Blake. Blake Savage, number one pick. All right. Such bullshit. Dang it, I was. Oh, it's already bullshit. Is that an advantage? I don't know. Is it? Not necessarily. Yeah. It's snake draft, so. Yeah. You get some value, deep value. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have two picks at the end of round two. Now, what what if somebody like. Joey, who starts the season as a privateer, turns into a factory. He's a, he's a privateer. Yep. From the beginning? Yep. But you just heard his interview with us where he said he's just doing eight rounds. I know. So you're going to bank on But I think he'll do more than that. Okay. All right. No. Privateer at A1. Whatever happens, happens after that. So. Uh, I'll start with Hold the... on. Hold on. No, no. we got to fix, fix our draft order. Oh, okay. We, we don't okay. need your pick okay. right now, okay. uh, Mr. Savage. All right. Number two. Number two is Weege. Oh, nice bullshit. Team Perfect Ten gets uh, the you. second pick. For all you guys know, I could just pick Brayton with all his picking picks. He's not racing. So. Yeah, actually, is does Brayton? Does he even know he's not racing? Does he just pick? We, we don't know that he's not racing. We haven't had a single race this year that he hasn't been in. So how could you say this? Great. All right. He hasn't missed a single race yet. Number three. You're right. Pick him. Yep. Pick three. Yep. Kiefer. Kiefer Team right. Home Life with uh, the third pick. Uh, all right. Number four, Steve. Uh, I don't like that, but I'll take it. Team Red Dog, number four. All right. And fifth pick. Well, I keep getting repeats. Okay. Just keep going. I'm, I'm going. I get Steve, Weege, Betts. Betts, fifth Damn pick. It. JT, industry seating, six picks. JT will make two picks at the end of round one. And... uh Six riders, one has to be a privateer. Nice code, Mark. Nice code, Mark. Great. <laughs> work you got there. <laughs> Truly <laughs> random. Awesome. So now i got to pay $50 <laughs> for the stupid idea you came up with a week ago? Uh, yes, yes. But I, I think, honestly, with the amount of injuries our sport sees and all of this, we are going to have, like, I think you can win this draft from anywhere. Uh, and uh, Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. The final all right. Pick, it's Sounds like pick, a guy right? who created it. All right, uh, Mr. Savage. Pick gets double picks. Team good, Savage. JT. Yeah, he's good. Team Savage, first pick overall. Pulp MX Fantasy Draft, 450 Supercross Rider. Who are you going with? Uh, 
Um, you, you've had like five minutes, Blake. Hello. Hello. It's the first <laughs> I know. I'm not much more prepared than Bet. So. Um, <laughs> Chase Sexton. Sexton. All right. Fair enough. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, number two, Team Perfect 10. Make your pick. I was second pick, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is going to take wow. a long time. Did not realize. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Eli Tomac. Tomac. Not a bad pick, sir. Thank you. Pretty pretty reliable. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, third pick is uh, Team Home Life. Um, I'm going to stick with my home life theory, like I told you guys on the group text. Cooper Webb. All right. Fair enough. Uh, fourth pick, Team Red Dog. That's me. Um... Anderson sometimes gets hurt. Mookie third last year. Uh, I'm not going to outthink this one. Not going to outthink it. Jason Anderson. All right. uh, Fifth place, Team AC. I've been pretty critical of this guy in the past, and I I think this is going to surprise a lot of people, but I'm going to go with Adam. (laughs) You're going to go with Adam. Okay. Yeah. I started laughing before he started talking. I already going. Well, this bets is fucked, but okay. I mean, you know what? Maybe this is the year, Chris. Oh, I can't wait I to parade so. around that freaking mansion with my trophy and my Amazon gift card. All right. JT, two picks. This is brutal. Like, you guys have all of last year's winners. You have, like, the top five in points. Like, it's ridiculous. No, absolutely um, not, JT. I know. No, there's still a it couple available. Because it's a good game. Picks, like, it's, it's not like yeah. more valuable. Teams. It's like there's 32 teams to choose from. Like you guys just chose the the five best riders. Actually, sir, Malcolm Stewart finished third in the points last year, and Marvin yeah, finished fourth, and Barsha finished fifth. They're I all the available. Riders. I said the best riders. Um, wow. Wow. Mm. I will go. Job, job. Roxon. And oh. I guess Barsha. I don't know. I'm ar- I'm already like turned <laughs> off to the whole game. <laughs> He's already frazzled. Can I just give you my money now and not pay attention? I, you're unbelievable. Gonna, gonna be pissed all year. You're unbelievable, JT. This is you're fine. You're right. absolutely you fine, are, Steve. You are the same guy who has texted every single weekend about fantasy football that you got screwed. 17 weekends in a row. On the waiver order. The waiver order. is And what the I'm, draft. Uh, draft, yes, but waiver order is what I'm more upset about. Yes. All right. Back up to Team AC. Second pick. Uh, with our second pick, we select Malcolm Stewart. All right. Fair enough. Is that Malcolm or James, just for the record? I mean, if you know something I don't, I might change my pick. But for now, I'll go with Malcolm. All right. Uh, my pick, and uh, again, I'm just going to go with – Super liable. Now, if he doesn't get suspended, um, put me down for Justin Barsha. That was my pick. No. Oh, it was. JT picked Roxanne and Barsha. Christ. Sorry. Sorry. This is a shit show. <laughs> All right. No. Okay. No problem. I'm going to go to. Might as well just take him. It's fine. I'm already getting screwed all the way around, so just take him away from me, and then I will have one guy in the first no trade. round. It, in, and then, yeah. I'm going to go enjoy the ride, Marvin Muskan. Last season. Most likely, he's going to bring it on home with steady rides all year long. He finished fourth last year. Thank you, Marvin Muskian. All right. Uh, third pick, Team Home Life. Uh, continuing with the Home Life theory, we have the Frenchman, Dylan Ferrandez. Mm. 
All right. Fair enough. He has not completed a Supercross season yet in okay. 450 class. But, uh, we, we'll, yeah, sure. We will persevere, and we will get it done this year. All right. Uh, second pick, Team Perfect 10. Uh, I'm going to go with Aaron Plessinger to be reliable and make all the rounds. I can't b- believe that there's one guy that no one has picked yet. Unbelievable. Right. I just thought about it. Son of a bitch. No, yep. there's a really good one, but, like, you can make a case for any of the guys that are ahead of him as well. Ugh, no. All right. Uh, teams, no? Teams, no? No. Really? No. Not ahead of Ferrandez from Team Home Life. No. Uh, really? All right. Team Savage. Two picks. Two picks. Oh, shoot. Um, Kyle Chisholm? You can go Chiz. Yeah. Is he a privateer? Nope. Okay. Oh, he's not. Um, Look, hold on. Can I just make a quick thing here? Sure. We're all going to pick privateers. We have seven dudes picking six riders each. There aren't that many factory riders. The privateer thing's happening automatically. It is yeah. happening automatically, but what if there some... There 30 factory riders. But what if somebody slips through the crack and then you happen to have your sixth pick as a private or as a factory guy, but you cannot pick them because everyone else has sort of forgot about somebody. Right. So we just... Yes, you're right, Weege, but let's just say... If, okay, fine. All right. If, if there's some invisible factory guy, I can think of one. I can think of one right now that maybe no one picks, and then maybe he's the last pick of somebody, and guess what? You can't pick him because you need a privateer. Okay. All right. All right. Another pick, Blake. Are you upset that Ken is off the board? Yes. Okay. For sure. Uh... I don't know. I, I wish I had a list in front of me of what's, I, what's You got chosen. a list right there. I know, but who's chosen and not? I haven't been. Well, that's I haven't been the point where you had to cross it off. Um, Colt Nichols. All right, that was the guy I was just referring to, actually. But, okay. All right. Uh, number two, uh, Team Perfect 10. Oh, Christian Craig, sweet. Gosh, dang it. That was got him. Yep, that's what got I was him. thinking about. Tough. All right, Team Home Life. Ah. <sighs> I'm going to go Aaron Plessinger. You can't because we each picked him. Oh, he did? <laughs> Let's try. Mm, gosh, well, it's going to be a long shot, but he just had a baby, and I'm in love with his wife, Dean Wilson. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> Super weird, but he's your pick. Uh, I'm in love with his wife. Um, mm. All right, my turn. Um, Shane McElrath. Just steady Eddie Shane McElrath. All right. Uh, we got, uh, hold on. Uh, I'm four. Uh, Team AC. No, oh, I'm in trouble. Um, isn't, uh, nope, that's a stupid question. Um, Oh, boy. Um, Justin Hill. (laughs) (laughs) I'm panic staring at a computer monitor right now with the career numbers, the 99 on it. Okay, so just for the record, (laughs) two of the three picks for Chris Betts is Adam C. Cirillo and Justin Hill. I like it. if, If you compare AC to Justin Hill, we might no longer be friends. I'm just saying reliability-wise, sir. We got a lot of heart on this team, a lot of drive. 
Uh, I want to thank the folks at Fly Racing for bringing Jason Thomas on here, by the way. Speaking of Fly Racing, uh, Joey Savacci still on the board. Shane McElrath uh, on the board, is, or just picking with no. Fly Racing. Uh, thanks to the folks at OGO for bringing Weege on the show, OGO Power Sports. Email us uh, using the contact form on Pulp MX to get you a deal on OGO. And if you're going away for a couple of days, what says it better than a 9800? Pack it away, folks, and, uh, and put all your clothes in there for two nights. Go ahead and do that. Uh, all right. Next up, Jason Thomas, team industry seating with two picks. Did um, Blake take Chisholm? I couldn't figure yes. out what was going on there. Yes, he did. He did take him. Okay. Um, I will go. Man, it's getting dicey here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will go. Can I just say, I, I don't, I want to say something. I, I probably shouldn't. I have some inside okay. knowledge of somebody. That's not racing that I feel like people on this call won't know. Yeah, you have to say it then. Not Did racing. You text it in the group text. I th- if you can't say it. No, 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 no. I think Ryan Brees isn't racing. He's not even yeah, on, on not. my list. So. Oh well, free, he finished seventeenth in points. Huh? Freezes well, he's, hurt, not, right? he's not on the entry list. Is all I'm going off. of. Oh, you're going off entry so, list. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think Ryan Brees is racing. So that would be a guy that some of us would look at. FYI, yeah. but I if he shows up, DMs and oh okay. wait. I'll just give this to everybody. I slid into the DMs, and he confirmed I'm out. No racing, bro. Right. So I will, unlike Steve, I will volunteer that information. No, for the I, I just volunteered it. I said time out. I should mention this. It, it took JT begging. No, it didn't take JT begging. All right. He had to beg. Had to beg. <laughs> All right, JT, two picks. Here we go. Okay. Uh, did did Blake take Savachi also? No. Nobody's taking Savachi. Okay. I'll take Savachi. Eight races, he told us only. I got it. I yep. think he ends up on a factory bike. Okay. Much like Blake does. Um, I'll take Savachi and Benny Bloss. Oh, Bloss was someone I was Good keeping. Call. I was Good keeping one. Bloss in my back yeah. pocket. Uh, that, that's a big dude to be in your back pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I got uh, a question. I got a question. We're yeah. going, now we're going back up the draft order, right? Yeah, we're back up. Can we really each have six guys? Is that even doable? That, that'll make the last few picks really entertaining, I feel. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, fourth pick for uh, Team AC. I'll take uh, Bogle. <laughs> Is he racing? Is he not racing? Uh, I think he's racing somewhere. I just don't think Can, can we get a ruling on this from people? Okay. Wait. I'm all for it. Hold on. Marks, why don't you go ahead and chime, chime in here? Marks. Why am I chiming in? Okay, so Bogle's not racing. Oh, okay. And no. go for it. Betts just picked him. Uh, hey, give me, uh, give him a, new, give him a newbie. Give him another one. Yeah, we didn't turn our pick in on that yet. Um, oh, he, didn't we'll take his take, uh, he didn't take his hand off the piece. Okay. Yeah, we'll take uh, Starling. All right. That's a good pick. Yeah, not, not a bad pick. Uh, all right, back up to me. Ooh, um... You know, mm. we don't know that we're waiting on you to tell us, though. Mm-hmm. McElrath, uh, does he qualify as a privateer or not? He does not, right? Hep is. You already picked him. No, no, I'm asking for the team purposes, like Hep Suzuki. Well, you said Chiz is not a privateer. Chiz is not a privateer, no. So that would be McElrath, right? Same. Just trying to clarify here, Blake. <laughs> but you have to pick factory guy, you're a privateer anyway. There ain't no factory guys left. Oh, no, sir. There is. There is. Oh, there, there is. Still another Hep rider? 
I don't know if I could do this yet. I think it's too early. This is a too big of a reach, and JT will mock me if it goes sideways. I don't want that. So I'm always here for that. I will not pick this gentleman right now, but I don't think anybody else will either, and then I'm going to drop this bomb on you guys late. I know who it is. Um, you know, if there's one man that is a, uh, a rock of this series, one man who is there weekly, in and out, he's on a new bike, he's on a new team, Give me Fred Norn. Give me Fred Norn. Are you going to go Enticknap there, Steve? What? Were you going to go Enticknap there? No, no. He's, Adam's okay. not racing, right? So, um, no, I have, I have someone in my back pocket here that's going to shock right. the world. You've you got a lot going on in your back pockets. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, <laughs> all right. Team Home Life. Another member of the Home Life crew. Um, new team. Uh, a new gear sponsor that I, I don't even know what the fuck it is. And mixed match boots. <laughs> I'm all in on Cade Clayson. Okay. All right. Does anybody go A-Ray? We shall Stop see. It. We got we to gotta end this right now if someone's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Team Perfect 10. Time to get risky here, boys. I'm going to go Justin Cooper. That was wow. my guy. That was my – Wow. He, uh, he was in one. my back good pocket. One. He was in my back <laughs> pocket. I pulled him out of the back pocket. That was my – Small back pocket. That was my shocker of the night. Good job, Weege. Because how I many – how many shoplifting right there. How many do we think he's racing? I have no clue. I'm just betting that he can do enough to make more mains than dudes that don't make mains consistently. Or fill in for Ferrandis or whatever. Yeah. Right? Like, something like that. Like, because they need a guy on the track. If Ferrandis goes out, they may put Cooper there or whatever. Yeah. I'm betting on Bobby Regan seeing him go fast one day at the test track and say, get that boy out there. Okay. Um, oh, by the way, uh, thanks to the OGO for bringing you Weege, Fly Racing for bringing you JT, uh, Renegade Fuels bringing you Chris Betts as well. Thanks to the guys at Renegade Fuels. Uh, fuel up like Chris Betts does with Renegade. I just made that up. Mm. Firepower Honda, also using Renegade Fuels. And Chris Kiefer brought to you by the folks at Michelin. Helped work on the Starcross 6, our own Chris Kiefer. Uh, Michelin uh, bicycle tires are fantastic. Uh, Starcross 6 available across all the ranges as well. Uh, and uh, also, if you want to street bike tire or cruiser tire, the uh, Commander those are great. So Michelin uh, tires, please check them out. And thanks to those guys for uh, helping us out. Bringing you Chris Kiefer. All right, next up. Team Savage with uh, two picks. Mm, getting pretty uh, slim pickings here. It is. Uh, I guess I'll just. Uh, I guess I'll pull the pin and go with a Ray. Oh shit! Oh boy. And I mean, it could be a whole new season for him, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope so. Um, and then. Carnell. Carnell was a good one. I was thinking about that. Yep. All right. Um, next up, Team Perfect 10, fifth rider. Uh, I'm looking at my entire list of riders, and every single name is now off the board uh, except Josh Hill. So I'm going Josh Hill. Mm. <sighs> All right. Thank God uh, Bet's got Justin Hill off the board. <laughs> Team Home Life, <laughs> fifth rider. Oh, 
We have two more, right? I got one that's going to blow your mind. I just texted someone, and hold on. I got a text coming in. Oh, great. Okay, great good. radio. Yeah. You didn't get um, the two that were just picked? I missed it. Sorry. Uh, uh, Josh Kevin Hill. Moran. Kevin Moran. Okay. All right. Mm, that's a good pick. Yep. Uh, Josh Hill was picked, JT, by Team Perfect 10. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, Team uh, – what are we going back up here? So we went one, two – Team AC? No, Team U. Team me. Moran's was my guy. Cooper was in my back pocket along with Benny. What's Oldenburg's? Plan? Oldenburg's 250 only. Oh. Yep, 250 only. Um, does Jet do any 450 Supercross? No. Like later on, anything? No? No? Okay. They said no. Right. Um, they said no. Does Anstey do any? Does Anstey jump up? You know? I could see that. I could see that. That's a huge risk to take somebody who's not literally racing. Uh, as of right now. <laughs> Rod Bell's hurt. Marshbanks is hurt. Right? Yeah, he's doing too many. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's do this, Joan Cross. Let's do it. <laughs> we are we are getting near the bottom here, boys. <laughs> maybe maybe five is better. Then six? I don't know. No, this is too late no, now. Six is great. Okay. All right. Next up, uh, Team AC. Is uh, Grant Harlan taken? No. Nope. Done. <laughs> Sounds like a winner. I don't I know if he's one. Is he racing 450s? He signed up. He signed up for A1. Can I get? Uh, can I get? I get two picks here now. Oh, hold on. Uh, yes, it's your turn. Two picks. You, the, the, JT. These are your final two. Right. Yeah. This is the end. This is the end of this. Like I, I have basically nothing left. Like I'm, I'm picking like Mike Pelletier and <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jeff Canfield. Um, I will go <laughs> John Short and Logan Carnell. Carnell was already picked, sir. Oh, my bad. Uh, okay, John Short. Yep. And oh man. Um, really tough. I will go Jeez. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let me someone pick A-Ray, right? How do we not have background music right now? A-Ray is picked. A-Ray is picked. Thanks to Michelin for Chris Kiefer. Renegade for Chris Betts. Fly Racing for Jason Thomas at OGO Power Sports bringing you Weege Decal uh, Works bringing you Blake Savage here on the show. I'm just giving you some time here, JT. Well, there's I like I barely have any guys left that are racing. That's the problem. Well, let me prepare um, you because I'm trying to decide who I'm picking, and I, I you're done. I don't even know. Yeah. No, he's not done. Uh, no, he's oh, got, we're going back up. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, good. Good luck. Good luck to you. Uh, there's a guy there. He, got, he made a bunch of mains. He's sitting there with a bunch of points. Yeah, yeah. I don't see how anybody sees him. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Up and coming kid. There's two. No, I don't see the other one. Oh, I'm looking on the entry list. I don't see him. Um, to find a bunch of points. 
I can't because then it'll give it away. Let's Are you talking about Tristan like, Lane? Tristan Lane. That's the guy I was talking about. Okay. You want him? Yeah. I said I guess I'll go Tristan Lane. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, all right. Number five is uh, Team AC. Your last pick, Chris Betts. I mean, just just it, uh, is Freezy racing at all? No. Like the whole year, he's not. He's done. He's 250 if he races, yeah. Fuck it. Give me Nagy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> tell me, tell me you thrown in the towel without telling me you thrown in the towel. I'm going to you're going to I'm going to pull it out of the pulp budget, out of the marketing budget over there and you're going to make me six t-shirts for these guys. And Nagy's getting one. That's it. It's a squad. Oh, 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 it's a squad. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Uh, at this point, it's worse than I thought. What about Raper? <laughs> I mean, he's on the board, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> uh, I'm going, I'm rolling the dice, and I'm going Max Anstey, and I'm just hoping he fills in on the East Coast. Like, you know, or, or, or Uriv just puts him on the on the East Coast on a 450. Yeah. So I'll go Max Anstey for my final pick. I could end up getting exactly zero from uh, Mad Max. But uh, Team Home Life, last pick. Uh, let's face it. Our sixth place, our sixth rider may not make a main for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Moto Concept is going racing back east. Yes? No, they're not. Not? No. Mm, that's not what I hear. Okay, well then roll the dice there. Uh. See, Kiefer, isn't this fun? This is fantasy. This is fun. Great. Right? This is uh, fun. No, I'm sweating. It's not usually this hard. You made it harder. Fuck my ass. No one picked Henry yeah, Miller? Exactly. Yep, Miller's picked. No Wait. Picked. No, he's not. Sorry, he's, no, not, he's not picked. Nope. I'm going to pick Henry Miller. All right. Uh, Team Perfect 10, last rider. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking. Better get in somebody's DMs. Look, there's hey, a, there's, the breeze? There's another no. guy on the board right here. He's almost top 30 in last year's points. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking. I know exactly what you're saying. Okay. Uh, Carnell's gone, by the way, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Already, right? oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, A-Ray's um, gone. Even A-Ray's gone. Cross is gone. Tristan Lane's gone. All right. Uh, I, I'm just trying to cross-reference to see if he's on the darn entry list, but I know what he did last year. Um, that's the entry list. I got so many tabs open right now. This is ridiculous. Um, I'll go Austin Politelli. All right. Yeah, that's the guy that's kind of left with the most. That's, yeah, that's, but I don't see him bad. on the damn entry list. But He was at straight rhythm, so I'm assuming he's still riding motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay. Here, here's the question: Is some of these guys like we pick right, and they don't show up? Can we repick another guy or no? No, no. Okay. no we're rolling with this because Kiefer, this is the easiest way for you to get into the fantasy game. Yeah, I'm just catching the fever right now off this whole call. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, your last pick, uh, Blake, is Bryson Gardner racing. Nobody knows. He's on the entry list. No, he's on he the doesn't en- have a picture on his thing. <laughs> he's on the entry list. He is on the entry list. Henry Miller. Man, this is getting tough. 
you know what? There'll be a guy show up at A1. Like, who's going to be the Tevin Tapia this right. Saturday night? Could be. Who's yeah. going to be the Tevin Tapia? There'll be a How guy. about Welton? 250s? 250s, yeah. Uh, but could he get? Could someone get hurt and he could jump in and, you know? Like, that's what I took with Anstey. I just gambled yeah. on that. Yeah. So. That's just what you're going to have to do, I guess. Uh, Rod Bell's taken? Rod Bell's hurt. Mm. Art Raff's hurt. So. Okay, I'll go with Bryson mm. Gardner. Bryson Gardner. All right, that's the last pick. What a fun game, guys. It's great. <laughs> Catch the great fever. <laughs> so to recap, to recap, uh, Team Savage, Sexton, Chiz, Nichols, A-Ray, Carnell, Bryson Gardner. Uh, Team Perfect 10, Tomac, Plessinger, Craig. Those are good three picks right there. Justin Thank Cooper. You. Justin Cooper could really be the sleeper here. Josh Hill and Polatelli. Uh, Team Home Life, Cooper Webb. Dylan Ferrandez, Dean Wilson, Kay Clayson, Kevin Morans, Henry Miller, uh, Team Red Dog, Jason Anderson, Marvin Muskan, Shane McElrath, Freddie Norn, Joan Cross, Max Anstey, Team AC, has AC, Malcolm Stewart, Justin Hill, Starling, Harlan, and Nagy. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that Harlan Nagy combo could really bring it home for you. Those are those are my anchors. I can't wait to go up to him at A one and tell him what I just signed him up for. And uh, yeah. team industry seating: Roxon, Barsha, Savachi, banking on more than eight races. Benny Bloss, John Short, Tristan Lane from Florida, JT's own uh, JT's own home state. There, so there we go. And a fifty dollar Amazon gift card. Up for grabs. Now, yeah. my original plan was to double the privateer points, but we're not doing that, right? Because we all have privateers, right? We're not – we didn't really think about that. Or do we double the top privateer that you have or no? No, just, we're not changing the rules after we do the draft. No, but that but was just – Can we – Can we? hey, can we double our sixth pick? Like if our sixth pick gets in the main, can we double his points? I kind of no. like that. No. Oh, Okay. No. I like now, that. Now he wants I'm the to newbie. Why can't we just say yes to the newbie? I kind of like that idea, Weege. No, but you just should have all been discussed earlier. Okay. I like the We're idea, but I don't need to change rules after the draft. Okay, JT's got a point. You're right, because that could have changed the strategy of that six pick. Yeah, but if Gato Oh, my God. There was no six strategy pick. with six pick. There could have been. You guys would I may or may not have not picked Alexander Nagy. I would have picked him sixth. All right, listen. No rule changes then. Just... We're adding up four. I would have waited to pick Tomac sixth if I knew it was double points. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I picked right. him first. Yeah. Good point. I just said that about Roxton like five times and nobody laughed, and then Weege gets a great laugh out of it. Uh, everyone was talking. We got four guys on the line. <laughs> uh, what, a, what, a, what, a, what a draft. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Can, yep. Can I'll we make get it a power rankings for all my guys? So just get ready. Uh, what's that, Bets? Can we get like power rankings from you? Like, where do you think we all slot in? Well, the team that has Harlan and Nagy and Adam Cincirillo on it probably isn't the top of my power rankings. Right. And Justin Hill. We're, just, we're doubted early. And Justin Hill. <laughs> we're reliable and we got heart. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, we can, we can, we'll, we'll, we'll make some graphics up and put this on social media. And I'll ask my followers, uh, who do they think has the strongest team? How about that, Betts? Deal. Deal. I just want a fair shot. <laughs> You're getting a fair shot. Don't worry. Uh, but, yeah, all right. So we're just going to add this up, and then um, 
$250 Amazon gift card to the winner. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of excited. All right. So are you it's working? Are you playing Pulp Mix Fantasy then this year? Yeah, I'm going to play. With the handicaps? Yeah, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. <laughs> Marks, you caught that? It's so easy. Since Kiefer's playing, I'll play. Blake Savage. There you go. Now, are, you, are you two going to pay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, need you, we need you to pay. No, I'm, I'm right. definitely paying. All right. JT, you, you hear that? They're paying. Got to pay to play. Yeah. yeah. As long as I can win the prizes. You can win the prizes. Yeah, you're eligible. What if you win a bike of the year, YZ450? Dude, that's going to be so awesome. Yep. All right. There we go. What a fun game. We'll, we'll some power I can't rankings. wait to play Pulp Mex Fantasy instead of this. Instead of having to sweat out this stupid game where I got crappy picks. <laughs> oh, wow. just... I don't understand why he thinks this is crap. It's not crappy. Dude, th- to me. It's, just, it's, it's a really. It's like, okay. The reason a snake draft works in the NFL is because you have 32 teams and there are tons and tons and tons of good players. This sport is not the NFL. Like, you're, it's really top-heavy with points. So, you know, hopefully Kenny has a great season. That would really help turn the tide for me. But it's hard when you go – when your first pick is six, you just lost – like, look at the gap. My point is, look at the gap from first, like, in points every year to sixth in points. It's like over 100 points every year. Like, it's, it's a really hard gap to make up. But it's a it's it's a new year, man. You never know. We have a lot of it. The, okay, but the gap, sorry, the gap from first to sixth. Look at that gap, and then look at the gap from sixth to twelve. That gap's yeah, going to be a lot tighter. You, you just can't you can't say that because of injuries in our sport. We have so many injuries in our sport that it could wipe out any of these top dudes in a second. And there and there's all it your could, points gone. But injuries are 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 a constant for everybody. Me starting in sixth and and losing. 100-plus points is really hard to overcome, is all I'm saying. But that's assuming that Ken Roxon is the sixth-best rider. He could be the third-best right. or the second-best or the first-best. Right. That's who you could got. Be. But that, you guys didn't pick him, so tell me why. Hey, Steve. Uh, yeah, JT, you're, you're – you're, Steve. Well, yes. Is he like this all the time in, in fantasy? Yeah, he's very angry. Okay. Yeah, he does not in fantasy. I don't get screwed on my picks. I get to pick the same time everybody else does. All right, here we go. I, it just, it just. Uh, listen, you want to blame anybody? Blame Marks for the randomizer. But I did I, already. I don't see this mattering your draft order so much. What do you, you mean? You went with your number one pick, and you had. I got lucky to get Roxon. I'm very. I'm. I will very much admit that I got. I. You had. You. Well, I don't even mean luck. You guys are idiots. You had a guy. You had a guy who got third overall in points, and you bypassed him. You had Malcolm Stewart oh, on I'll the take, board. I'll take Rock. I would take Roxon over Mookie if I have to pick. Okay, you you like, you passed over him. You passed over the guy who got fourth in points, Marvin Muskie. Yeah, I would take I would take Roxon there. Okay, but the point being is you could have got your Roxon pick, and then you could have got the guy who got third, Malcolm Stewart, right there because you love Roxon so much, and then you could have got the third highest points guy from last year and if you didn't like him you could have also picked him the fourth highest points guy so you had some options you just went you know the other way just for some what do you reason mean i went the other way i went Roxon and barsha what are you talking about yeah but you had third and fourth and points open to you the only reason Roxon didn't get third and points is because he got dq'd what are you talking about he didn't even race the last half of the season barsha he means barsha oh, barsha. barsha well who'd yeah. i say you said Roxon. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm at Barstool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just say, like you're just saying you got all these crappy picks. But you're just saying I've overlooked these guys. Barsha should have been third in points, right? Well, said so, okay. So then, then you're happy with your draft order. It's great. I'm not happy with my draft <laughs> order. I, I think I feel like I got pretty good picks out of it. I feel like I overcame the adversity that was tossed my way in Holy this draft. Smokes. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're I think I'm the only one here who like that. Okay, oh, let's all strive to be more like that. I blew it on the Christian Craig pick. Yeah, me too. JT, JT your third pick Craig was a guy should. who's committed to eight races only. Yeah, I think he races a lot yeah, more okay, than that. Okay, but you just—that's where you went. I mean, but what was where was that pick? Eighteen. I don't know. I have to do the math. I mean, my pick was that pick Listen. was way down there. Coming from team sports, you guys are creating a lot of bad energy. I'm, I feel like I'm the only GM here who's extremely happy with my team, and I think my guys are gonna are gonna show that out on the field. Slash <laughs> track. Three season talks. Y'all optimistic for our teams right now. JT's what already saying I make, we suck. You didn't get screwed, Kiefer. What pick did I make with Savachi, Marks? You didn't get screwed. You had these top five guys sitting right there. I got screwed in the draft order, Kiefer. That's you're that's fine. you're not still fine. You're still fine. Depending on picks, does anybody know what pick Savachi was? Does anybody have him written down? No, nobody wrote anything down. I got him written down. Savachi's third, your third pick. So that would have been. I, I know that. Yeah. So that would have been uh, one, two, three. It would have been six, twelve. Um, yeah, thirteenth pick. Right. Really? Yeah. No, because it goes back the other no. way. Nineteenth pick goes back and then comes back. Nineteenth pick. Yeah, I'm good with Savachi at 19. I'm totally okay with that scenario. Yep. Because I think this is why. Even if he only races eight races, I think he gets more points than some of the like yeah. the guys that barely qualify. Mm-hmm. Like he'll have more points than them at over right. eight races oh. than a lot of guys. You know. Hey. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, why is so Vince is not racing? Two fifties. No, I just I just got a text that says Vince is sidelined until further notice. Mm, that's not what I was told. I got. Um, I heard text. that info this morning as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Last week I heard he was racing. Well, I just got a text two seconds ago. It says Vince is sidelined. Okay, all right. Until further notice. Sealy, we forgot Sealy. Sealy four fifty. But how many? Uh, I guess more than a few. Maybe as as much as Savachi. Mm. All right. Well, see, we missed Sealy. Good job, everybody. Take Nagy still. <laughs> you think? You think? Sealy races eight races, really? I don't. Yeah, I didn't I say that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. We're reaching now. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked Sealy. I, I have no idea what he's doing or where or how or anything. Yeah, but if he rides four yeah. races and gets uh, 20 points, that puts him ahead of Tristan Lane and Joan Cross and John Short and A. Ray. Yeah, yeah I just don't even know if he's racing. Like, I have no idea. No, what no, he's, he's definitely racing. Anyway. He's okay. definitely racing. Okay. But, I, don't, I didn't know that. I'm not saying it's not true. I just right, didn't know that. Right. Weed, you happy with your team, Team Perfect 10? Extremely happy. Uh, I was tempted to even put Brighton on as pick number six. That's how confident I am. <laughs> you know, Justin Cooper could come back, could be your ace in the hole here. Cooper was a good pick. He was. That's what we do here yeah. at Team Perfect 10. Yeah, that, that was the one I was saying I was going to drop on you guys. Apparently I wasn't the only one who was thinking about that. <laughs> that, that that's that was going to be dropped on everybody and blew everybody's minds real shortly. But. Blake, Blake he, and I blew it because we didn't pick CC. Yeah, I overlooked that one. Yeah, he should have never gotten that far down. Big time. He's just not on the list right in front of me, so I 
I completely yep, overlooked it. I get it. Well, Team Perfect 10 didn't overlook it. I'm happy. I think the draft order Kip is beautiful. Spear. It's great. Perfect no 10. problem. Kip of the spear. <laughs> and I'm really banking on Anstey filling in. As of right now, no plans to ride 450s for Max Anstey. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really banking on that. I don't know why. I just, just feel like that. Uh, 100% chance that a lot of these pro circuit uh, post-race pulp casts will be with uh, Team Red Dog. <laughs> I'm going to go find Freddie Norn every single week and make sure he's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Kiefer, look at that. Look how much fun we're going to have this year. I'm stoked. I'm actually stoked. You're I can't wait to, to do it. Yeah, you're in. See, you're, 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 and you're going to pay for Pulp Max Fantasy? All right, Blake, you're in for Pulp Mix Fantasy? Yep, I'm in. There we 100%. go. Good times. All right, boys, I'm going to put this on some social graphics. We'll put it up. We'll keep track of it all year long. And, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for playing. I appreciate it. I will Even- be filing my official protest for the uh, draft code. <laughs> fair, fair enough. So everyone knows. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we, will, we will review it here at Team Pulp Mix. Marks is on the uh, appeal board. So... That's going to go real well for you, JT, I think. Oh, you guys just won't get my Amazon gift card. I can feel it. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> just not oh, – that'd be such a weasel move, JT. <laughs> that'd be such a weasel move. Well, if I don't get a fair trial, <laughs> I, I mean, what do you expect from me? I didn't get one fair trial with Judge Wygan either, and I, and I still accepted his ruling. <laughs> well, you, didn't have to, you didn't give me an Amazon gift card. I didn't, but I didn't accept his ruling, but I admitted it. So, all right. Uh Thanks, boys. I appreciate it. Good times. Pulpamex Fantasy Draft. Uh, thanks, guys. See you, guys. See ya. See ya. See you, day one. Right. See ya. All right. See you, everybody. That's Chris Kiefer, Chris Betts, Jason Wygant, and everybody. Uh, got, got a lot it's, on the line, Blake. It's going to be interesting. It's yeah. going to make the whole yeah. season that much more right, we'll, interesting. We'll see. Um, absolutely. Hey, speaking of interesting, uh, this is a two-time caller to our show now. Uh, we spoke about this gentleman earlier, Blake. Uh, this nation's champion, national champion, Supercross winner, Mike Krodowski. What's up, MK? Oh, boy. How you doing? What's going on, man? Not too much. I had to call in for my family members. This is the 762 crew. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, all, thanks, all thanks to you, Mike. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I had to call in for the Wagemen, so now I'm calling for Blake. Yeah, I like it. Not not too often we get uh, legends of the sport calling into the show. So, yeah, I, I appreciate it. I know. I was, real I was kind of getting ready for bed pretty soon because I had to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I was. We were talking about you at the beginning of the show, and I was mentioning to Blake because we brought up – because I run 762 because it looks so good on your bike, Mike, and I, I, you know, I liked it. And then Blake obviously runs it because he's close personal friends with you. And then I was telling uh, yeah. Blake that on our re-raceables – I finally asked you what it was all about, and all you said was, yeah, I don't know, the AMA just gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. That kind of took some uh, wind out of your sails when I said that, right? <laughs> I really I really thought it was like some sort of area code or phone no- something, some reason why, because I remember you at Team Green. You were 762 even when you rode Cowies in like 88, right? Um, uh, no, because no? I was like – I had a bunch of different numbers through – you know, NMA and a- AMA amateur and right, stuff. Loretta right. Lynn's, it was always, always different numbers. But True, when I yeah. got my AMA license, and it came number 762, what yeah. they issued me. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Look at but, that. Um, You're, the AMA issuing that got me and Blake lifetime numbers. <laughs> I know. Well, it did something, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, it's so, still a number we that's ran it all through his amateur career, everything, all the time. Yeah, yeah. It so looks good. I was cool. telling Steve, there's not a lot of like three-digit numbers out there to be proud about, or that look very good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that one for some reason sticks out for me. It does. It does. And yeah. now it's not yeah. the highest one to win a national. Do you know what the highest one to win a national, Mike is? No. I thought that was it. No, the same that's year. It. Same year you did it. Same year you won the title, Mike. So who, no, there's only one. And that's me still. No, the, I, I meant just win a race, not win a title. Sorry, win a race. Eight hundred. Oh, win a race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A race. Uh, highest um, highest national number to win a race. Uh, I don't know who that is. Nine seven one, Larry. Oh, Larry oh, Bird. Yeah. Big Bird won in '89 on a Honda. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he won a race. Yeah. 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 Southwick. And, and I bet you it was Seattle. Oh, Southwick. No, Southwick. He won Southwick, which I would have never thought Big Bird was much of a Southwick guy, you know? But that yeah. year he, he won it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think I kind of remember that now. What a so. year that was. It, your your full time rookie year and, and Bradshaw. And you had the old guard of Kehoe and Holland still in there. And then you had yeah. you had the kids in there. Chicken was in the mix. Chicken won a race near the end of the year. Donnie Schmidt was doing nationals only and was flying. Yeah. Like, dude, that was a stacked class that year. I go watch some of those old lot. ones. It was yeah. good. Definitely, really, really good racing all the way through the field. You know. Yeah, so. yeah. It was it was uh, fun to to watch as a fan because it was like the kids versus the old guys, right? And you're like, okay, yeah, who's going to end up doing this? So, um, yeah, yeah. When's the last time you rode, Mike? By the way. Say that again. When's he, the last time you rode? He don't ride. He says, oh, yeah. I don't ride no more. <laughs> like that's it. Like you, you, don't, you don't go for fun or nothing. No, I don't even go anywhere unless I, I no, unless it's like the perfect sunny, warm day, <laughs> not too hot. Yeah, and like it just rained, and it's not far from my house, and you know. <laughs> so, what's What's pretty cool yeah. is I actually got to. Uh, um, be teammates with Mike for a couple years, and I was number seven sixty two in that time. So when was that? Yeah, for, for work when stuff. We were doing yeah. all the off road stuff. Yeah, I was racing yeah, off road, and it's crazy. Uh, yeah, to say Mike Kudrowski was my teammate at one point, like people, people would be like, "What? How does that work?" But yeah, and then you were, and you yeah. were seven sixty two. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was wow. like fourteen yeah. years old, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good time. Good uh, time. Well, thanks for calling in, Mike. I appreciate it. Yeah, Blake's doing a good job co-hosting. We're gonna we're gonna get him back in here. I had no idea he was even interested in it, so it's awesome he came down. So, yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome, Blake. You did a good job. You going to A one, Mike? I am. I'm gonna see your dad there. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Rain or shine, he's coming. Yeah, yeah. How's uh, yeah. how's the boy Wageman looking? You've been talking yeah, to him. They- they sound good. They they're pumped. They're healthy. They're ready to go. They've been training and riding a lot, so that's good. We've had a lot of rain here in the last few days, but I think they're all good to go. Yeah. How do you think? How do you think Robbie does on the on his new Suzuki? He he likes it. He likes everything about it. So I think he's his attitude seems good. I mean, I think he's kind of like the. The rocks an attitude a little bit, so hopefully he goes out there and shows them, shows them how good it is. Yeah, so that, it's all about attitude, right? Yeah, that kid has so much skill. Um, I, I'm just waiting for him to have like a breakout year and show that he can be like, you know, 
just threat you know threatening for the top five um i love watching that kid ride he's got really great style yep he does very good style yeah he uh yeah he's he looks really good on a bike i always thought he'd be a better 450 guy just because he's smooth he's older he is shorter but that doesn't matter that much but yeah he tells me he likes 250s i'm like he just yeah he told me that i'm like all right you like 250s all right go ahead so yeah yeah he is really smooth that's for sure yeah yeah definitely cool mike well thanks for calling in man appreciate it okay we'll see you on saturday Okay, Blake, Saturday. have a good night. All yeah, right. you too. See you, MK. Okay. Talk to you later. Okay, right. bye. Mike Krudowski, everybody. Legend. All in. Yeah, like we said. Big time legend. Really underrated rider when you talk about the grace of the sport. Yeah. Not many people bring up Mike Krudowski, uh, and they should. How many, how many guys on the line on either class actually do you, do you think know who Mike Krudowski is? Oh, dude. Less than a handful. Oh, yeah, under five. Yeah. You know, I uh, mean, Ken didn't even know who he was. Yeah, Chiz would know... I feel like Colt Nichols would know. He's kind of a student a little bit of the sport. Uh, JB would have, but he's not He's yeah. not lining up. JB would have, but if he would have. Uh, AC would. Yeah. Yeah. You know, student. Uh, student of the sport. Yeah. Yeah. But not too many. And it, no. you know, uh, yeah. That, but honestly, I don't even put it on those guys. It's the way it is, man. Like, you know, yeah. I, I, when I went, when I wrenched for Red Dog, he didn't know. I was, I would tell him stuff and he's like, really? <laughs> really? He's like, oh, you know, he knew Rick Johnson was good, but he didn't really yeah. know anything about it. You yeah. know, like, yeah. It's weird how these guys do that. It just they don't they don't care. A lot of them don't care. Maybe it's a good thing. I think sometimes it is, right? Because yeah. there's a lot of guys not, that are like not, arrogant to um, you know, guys they looked up to in the past and and um, you know, maybe if you don't idolize guys so much you you just kind of pave your own way. You pave your own way, you don't get intimidated by anybody, right? You do your own thing. Um, so there is some of that. I think you're right about that. Uh, 7 o'clock hour. We're almost done with it, by the way. Uh, brought to you by the Off-Road Warehouse guys. This is the ORW butt patch that you see on the back of uh, the Club MX guys. So, And March Bank signed a new two-year deal with those guys, by the way. I saw that. Uh, ORW, uh, Phil, and Enzo will be kicking off the 250 West Coast for the Club MX guys. And ORW's got shops all across America. Temecula, San Diego, Corona, Vegas. Stop in to check in the latest truck, Jeep, Overland, UTV, and racing products. ORW put the uh, SDI shocks in Mark's... Uh, Raptor, when he was mobbing. Okay, good talk. Uh, Off-road warehouse stores are staffed by a knowledgeable, experienced team, plus they install everything they sell as well. I didn't know you were waiting for me on that one. Uh, My bad. Yeah. Uh, they they uh, run great. I was watching one of the Club Life uh, vlogs, Yep. and I was super impressed by like just the whole facility. Yeah. I knew it was already like the guy, uh, Brandon, Brandon or whatever Brandon his Haas, name. Yep. I, I knew he, uh, he put together a pretty legitimate team, but, man, I'm really... Really surprised, uh, you know, how good of a job he's done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, code PulpMX to save at offroadwarehouse.com. The code is PulpMX, offroadwarehouse.com, to learn more about that. Our next guest is uh, brought to you by the folks at Wysco Pistons, two-stroke, four-stroke uh, pistons. Uh, talk about club guys. They use Wysco. Factory Honda does, uh, as well as the uh, a few other teams out there privateer-wise. And whether you ride a two-stroke or four-stroke, Wysco is a variety of pistons from reliable forge replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series, Wysco has even expanded that to the USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods developed through work with race teams over here. The Garage Buddy rebuild kits as well. There's a way to save with Wysco on pulpamexshow.com. Uh, click on the logo, and you'll see how that works. Wysco.com to find products for your machine. Uh, go to motorsport.com uh, or your local dealer. And, uh, yeah, please check it out. Thanks to those guys for coming on board and bringing us uh, our next guest is Yuriv Konsky. All the way from uh, from Australia. So looking forward to talking to Reeve. He is the owner of the Firepower 
Honda team, which means he won a World Supercross Championship with Ken Roxon. He won an Australian Championship with uh, Justin Brayton. So lots to talk to about Uriev, and I imagine he'll be at Anaheim. Uh, I don't know when he'll get there, but at some point he will. Hey, buddy. Hey, Uriev, how are you, man? Good, bud. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, we got you. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for taking the call. You're welcome. Good to speak to you guys. Yeah, Blake Savage in studio here as well. Somebody that know you that know that you know pretty well as well. Um, when do you when do you get to Anaheim, Eve, and how and how busy is this for you trying to do business down in Australia right now? Uh, it hasn't been too bad. I mean, yeah, from the outside looking in, it probably looks extremely hectic. But I'm fortunate to be able to share partners both across both sides. I mean, we're powered by Honda both here in Australia and the States, which makes things quite simple. I think the biggest struggle that we face, I think most teams are facing uh, stock shortages and to some extent, a lack of resource. Uh, I think that's a, a real issue in our industry, but uh, I'm not there early this time round, which is a first for me. Every mm-hmm. other year I've been there early. Um, uh, unfortunately, my father fell ill, which was a bit confronting. We weren't ready for it, but otherwise, I definitely would have been there a lot earlier. But I've got a great crew of people both here in Australia and America, and we've been able to streamline it over the last four years. So, whilst it looks hectic on the outside, mm-hmm. I'm extremely fortunate to have similar sponsors across both parts. Yeah, so it kind of works out then a little bit. Because, yeah, one of my questions, or one of the things I was thinking about was. You know, how do you do business in Australia with emails and phone calls? Everyone's pretty close nowadays, but the, the, the it's a it's a time schedule's off and everything else. But yeah, I mean, like you said, you, you make it happen. Marty Davalos uh, helping you out, right? So um, you get it done. Marty's fantastic. Yeah, look, uh, I get uh, photos taken of myself in the most obscure places, falling asleep. <laughs> Justin <laughs> enjoys taking those photos and, and posting them, but. Um, we, we make it work. Uh, you know, the time difference I'm used to now, I'm generally up at 4 a.m. Uh, here in Australia. And, you know, I'm in bed quite late. I get to speak to Marty whilst he gets up to head to MTF. And mm-hmm. um, definitely fortunate to have him. I think I would really struggle without him. I mean, his, his ability to adapt. I mean, clearly he's been extremely successful as a pro rider, riding for a multiple of teams and, if you know his background and where he's come from and sleeping in cabins whilst living at MTF, like he understands cultural differences and he's been able to adapt quite quickly Mm -hmm. and work well with all our riders and mechanics. And yeah, without him, it would be a real struggle. Yeah, I bet. Right. Uh, Dean Wilson, Max Hanstey on the firepower Honda team this year, by the way, firepowerparts.com, a big part of our pulp show and our privateer show for a number of years. So thanks to those guys, uh, big things always on going on with those guys, Kirk and everybody at uh, Firepower crushing it. Um, you had Anstey. We saw him. you guys race some nationals last year, so some great speed. Had some good finishes going on with Max. You added Dean Wilson. Um, what was it like having Dean on the team so far? Great. Great. Uh, quite vibrant, colorful character, but extremely diligent. I, I think that, you know, the – very similar to, say, Jason Anderson, where people have this perception that they're laid back or somewhat larrikins in, in, uh, from Dean's perspective, but the complete opposite. His focus and dedication um, is extremely impressive. 
he might play down what his objectives and goals are, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's out there grinding. He could take the money and run. He's invested in Davy Millsaps. He's invested in a practice bike mechanic. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a cash grab. His reputation is his reputation. Integrity is paramount in this business. And I've really enjoyed working with Dean because, A, he's fun to be around, mm-hmm. but, B, he takes this extremely seriously. Like, he's he's focused. He, he's, he's not going to see out his career, whether it's 12 months or two years or maybe even three, mm-hmm. uh, racing at the back end. He wants to be successful. And I experienced it the first time we took to a racetrack where he felt underprepared and he was really down on himself. So, yeah, working with him has been great. You can see why he's been a champion before. Mm-hmm. And um, Max is colourful as well. Um, definitely not short of something to say. But, um, again, extremely focused, diligent, expects uh, results from himself and the team, uh, always looking at ways to improve himself and the motorcycle and uh, you can't begrudge that. I mean, you want to work with people that are that committed to being the best version of themselves. So, yeah, different characters, mm-hmm. completely different characters. <laughs> yeah, really, right? Yeah. Um, they balance each other out because whilst Dean's extremely focused, um, he does bring a level of lightheartedness um, to the team, which is great because you need that. Uh intensity in itself is always there these guys have high expectations on themselves but they balance themselves out and wilson todd who's also racing the west coast supercross championship well he's the complete polar opposite to those two he doesn't have a great deal to say but behind the scenes damn does he want to do well at this thing yeah right you're in blake savage here how are you good mate yourself doing well um so you are the dogs Oh, doing fantastic! Yeah, that's one thing I was gonna actually mention is uh, I can tell uh, Uriv is is quite the uh, animal lover, just like I am too, just like you, Steve. So, mm-hmm. uh, really, really appreciate that. But um, I wanted to uh, I wanted to ask you you've you've built a really really strong relationship with uh, JB over the years, and um, just with how diligent everything he has and uh, or that he is, and how many. Uh, top level teams that he he has been on what are some things that you've been able to take from Justin that he's been able to share with you to um, I guess improve your your whole program the first thing that comes to mind Blake is honesty you shouldn't be in this sport if you can't deal with people confronting you with the truth uh, and a, a lot of teams can't um, and that, the first time I experienced that was actually with Ben Townley when he rode for us in 2012. He walked into the truck and he's a funny character off track. But damn, when we first walked into the truck at the first test, I won't use the the obscene language that he threw out, but he literally um, told us, if we want to win, listen, take on board what I have to say, apply it. I'm telling you how I'm going to help you guys make me win. And um, it was confronting back then. I was a lot younger and I hadn't had someone so forward with with what they wanted. But damn, did I learn a lot. And pretty much from then on, I I actually uh, demand raw honesty. Um, At times, it is extremely confronting. But 
I much prefer a rider to tell me how I can make things better. Um, yeah, sure, you can go around in circles sometimes, but maybe that's to help them mentally as well. They need to know, they need to be reassured that we're there for them and we're there along the journey to get to ultimately the same destination. So, yeah, the greatest thing about Justin is he's honest. You know when he tells you something, he means it. He's not doing it to put you out. You're correct. Mm-hmm. He's raced for the best teams who have almost an unlimited budget and he's raced for privateer teams as well. So to some extent, he understands the limits. He knows when not to push for something that he knows probably couldn't be delivered and work around it because he's a professional. But yeah, the, the greatest um, attribute that Justin brings to a race team is pure honesty. I mean, you can't ask for more than that. And um, I think that's why we've had a successful career. Um, look, we I was at Paris and Kenny was like, you know, I'm having such a great time. I just, I won. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, this is a great team. The bike, I feel so good with the bike. And yeah, myself and Blake and probably everybody else thought that Firepower Honda and Ken Roxon were going to come to a deal and he was going to ride for you over here. And it didn't happen, as we all know. Take us through that, if you can, Yuri, from your standpoint. And, you know, until I think Kenny, you know, was going to just humor, quote unquote, the HEP guys and ride that bike. And he rode it and was blown away by it. And he's got a pass with Suzuki, and we all know that. But uh, how shocked were you? And take us through that, if you can, from your point of view on on losing Ken Roxham. I don't feel I lost Ken. I I gained a a great friend and um, someone who, whether I work with um, as a team owner in the future or not, um, someone I'll work with on many levels, just in being able to collaborate and and, and work through things together. I have certainly uh, experienced something that has taken away certain doubts that I had as a team owner. So, yeah, I don't feel I lost him. And JB will attest to this. I know he will. I told Justin that, uh, Ken will like the Suzuki. Mm-hmm. I said it straight up. We were at <laughs> yeah, Paris, yeah. and um, he's going, you know, I think Ken w- will lean towards you. And I said, I don't. I, I feel that he um, will um, feel comfortable on the Suzuki, and um, I-, I think it-, it will be hard for him to make the decision because of the relationship we've created and the success we've that-, that we've had. But, yeah, JB, as I said, he'll attest to the fact that I was the complete opposite. I wasn't shocked. Um, certainly would have loved to go racing with him. Mm-hmm. Um, was excited about what we could potentially do together. But at the same time, I certainly didn't get ahead of myself. I didn't go out to the market to try and sell that it was a sure thing with us because I had a high level of uncertainty because uh, – I mean, you guys watch it. Other than the fact that the HEP team haven't had a caliber of rider of Ken, look back at the history of that Suzuki. And, okay, sales don't necessarily translate to its success. But really, tell me a year where that bike has been bad, from RC to Dungie to Stewart. And I know I'm missing on a few people there. I mean, even Davey Millsap says a privateer. I mean... Mm -hmm. Um, does that thing do anything spectacular? No. Is it a little outdated? Yes. But um, it. I felt that team, because it's a very family-orientated team, Dustin's done an amazing job to maintain what he's doing and bring in some outside sponsorship. And some of the people that 
he's got associated with that team now, that it's a professional program. Kenny's sponsors see that team as a factory program, which obviously helps him with some of his primary personal partners. We were seen as a privateer team. So getting back to your answer, no, I wasn't shocked. Um, I was definitely open to the idea of working with Ken going mm -hmm. into 2023, but I'm super excited for him. Um, I think it's fantastic to see Suzuki make a conscious effort to do something at the level they're doing it across Bar X and HEP. The more colour in the pits, the better. The more riders being paid, the better. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a friend, so I never want to see anyone do bad. So I'm excited to see what he'll do, and um, we'll see in 12 months. And I don't think, no matter which way his results go, that it was a bad decision. Right. He needs he needs this. Um, and I think when Ken makes decisions that he's comfortable with and he's happy, I mean, we got to experience that. Um, yeah, he's he's a phenomenon. He's one of very few that can ride a dirt bike that fast. You've won with JB in uh, in uh, in um, uh, Australia a bunch. You've won races with with Ken in the world stuff uh, with Ken in Paris. What has been their greatest accomplishment, Yareev, uh, owner of the Firepower Honda team? Like, what has been the coolest thing for you to sit back and, you know, you're a passionate guy. You're, um, um, yeah, I can tell you, you you wear your heart on your sleeve. Like, what what uh, what can you what what look when you look back? What can you believe that you 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 managed to accomplish? Um, I certainly don't feel like I've accomplished everything I want to. Mm -hmm. um, so that makes what I've achieved so far um, hard to really feel like great achievements. I'm being genuine when I say that, especially when you set goals so high. Mm -hmm. um, Paris was extremely special. You know, mm -hmm. it was one of those events where being an ex-racer myself, I actually felt like we were all in the zone. Like me as a team owner, everything worked uh, in harmony. Mm -hmm. And um, the greatest thing was when we only finished, and only is the wrong word, I apologize, but I say it in the sense when we didn't win on the Saturday night, no one was worried. Mm -hmm. No one was like, okay, what did we do wrong? What's going on? What happened to Ken? We actually all went home going, we ticked a lot of boxes today. We know we're in a good position. JB was extraordinary. When uh, I mean, I know you guys are fan of, fans of Justin, but mm -hmm. Justin will tell you I'm, I, I have high expectations for him because I still believe that he's one of the fastest dudes on a dirt bike, period. And on rare occasions like Paris, we see it. Like, that was legit. Yeah. He was faster than Tomac and Ken Roxon. Um, so, yeah, look, Paris Paris validated everything that I believed. I believed we built a good motorcycle with the guys from Factory Connection. I believe Marty did a phenomenal job with the motor. Justin and Ken rode the motor that we had developed and built. I believed we had great people around us. We had common goals, and um, the results were fantastic. But, you know, I think there are a lot of things that we achieved this year. We brought Dean Fer – well, last year, Dean Ferris came back and won again following a broken back. That mm -hmm. was a great tick for me. That was that was an emotionally charged weekend um, because, I mean, I, I know Blake can appreciate to a certain extent 
Um, it's very different, obviously, with Blake and Dean. But, you know, Dean laid there thinking he'd never race again. He got back up and was fortunate enough to walk again and win again. And, you know, that was big for all of us. Um, JB, you know, we had a hard time in 21. The mechanical that he had at the, the Supercross um, was no fault of Honda. It was a, 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 a mechanic. We, we made a mistake as a team. We, we carry it. But it was a mistake with the way something was put back together. And Justin will tell you that put me into a really dark place. I mean, you know, I, I see too many injuries in this sport to want to ever see those type of accidents happen when you can control them. Mm-hmm. Um, for him and I to come back, uh, sorry, for him and I to come back and win a fifth straight Supercross championship, the laughs that we had, the anxiety that we faced and adversity that we faced together with a couple of setbacks during the championship, that was super special. Um, super, super special. Uh, and um, I'll forever be grateful that we got to do that following the setbacks that we had in 21. But, yeah, I, I can't I can't um, dismiss winning Paris against mm-hmm. arguably the fastest guy um, in 2022. Beating Eli there was, was fantastic. Um, fantastic for Ken. Like, as a team owner, yeah, it was a great feeling. And um, I only make up a small amount of what everyone uh, everyone puts in. The biggest part of it is obviously the rider. But to see Ken back on top again and the relationship he and I formed, thanks to Justin, um, to see him back on top, wow. Like, yeah. you know, it, yeah, well, That's priceless. Yeah, you, you can't put a figure on that. It was special. You took down Eli, who had won everything. One Cardiff, one Des Nations, <laughs> one Supercross, one Motocross. He lost one thing all year, and that was to you guys in Paris. So, You're Yeah, really- and I was, I was really impressed with Ken at Cardiff. You know, that came together really quickly, and, mm-hmm. and whilst the results don't show it, he was the fastest guy there. And legit fastest lap times. Like, he... He pulled the trigger and some of the things that he was doing and the speed he was carrying mm-hmm. and that crash, I mean, he found the limit. He pushed the bike to its limit and, yeah. <laughs> you know, that meant he was comfortable to me. So to me, I went away from Cardiff again feeling as though we achieved some great things because he felt that comfortable he could push the bike like that. So, yeah, great to win Paris again it was we we had some great people around us which was great the guys from Paris Supercross are phenomenal um the guys from France Honda are fantastic so yeah it was it was unreal Yuriev I follow you off uh, on on Instagram and I can just I can just sense the level of passion that you have um for your team and and the success that you that you want for it and and it it shows for sure it um Ken definitely had nothing but great things to say about you and everybody felt like home and and I kind of I kind of knew that would happen uh as well when when I found out that he was going to go race for your team and and it just shows it shows uh a lot in your program that you know when when Ken went won Paris and he didn't have any factory parts or anything like that and he was able to go put put in that level of a performance it just speaks for uh, just what you've what you've created. Mm-hmm. Thanks, mate. I mean, our sport's unique. Like, um, it's extremely raw. 
Like it's, I've been involved in car racing, and and there's a cage around the athlete. They're still athletes, what what they endure. But we feel everything that that rider is going through. And sure, at the back end, it's business. Like you need to be organised, prepared. There needs to be structure. I can use all the buzzwords you want from you know strategically planning day by day. But at the end of the day, you're there with your rider. You know when they have a small crash or a big crash you're sitting there holding your breath and those that aren't passionate are basically dead inside as far as i'm concerned i mean uh, i can't separate the emotion i mean uh, i've raced for a long time but i can't separate the emotion our, our sport requires so much courage you can't help but um, bond with everyone on your team because we all work diligently in, in one direction and it's it's selfless. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to change that. Sometimes people say I'm a little overpassionate or um, <laughs> I expose myself and, and, and I'm a little bit vulnerable in those situations, but I have no desire to change it. If I change it, I won't be in the sport. Well said for sure. Wisco Pistons bringing you Yareev Konski on the uh, Popo Mech Show. Yareev, uh, thoughts on the World Supercross so far? Two rounds, we saw that. And then uh, the schedule has been up for 2023, six, six rounds, I believe, maybe it's five. Uh, how's it going so far? Thoughts on the series in general? And obviously you're supporting it uh, with your team. So uh, how's that going? Yeah, look, World Supercross, I still feel, has a place. I've, uh, I said it to um, Weege when he was out in Australia in 2019. He caught me just at the end of AusX Open and mm-hmm. said, where do you see the sport going? And back then we didn't know about World Supercross. And I said that the the sport, it it's time that it goes global. It's time that our riders get remunerated uh, for their worth mm-hmm. and their worth should be equal to what a MotoGP rider is being remunerated for doing. And when you look at the comparisons between, say, what Tomac or Kenny gets paid and Mark Marquez gets paid, you know, we're talking 10 to $12 million difference. Yeah. We're not talking half a million dollars. Um, so, yeah, there, there's definitely a place for global supercross. Uh, whether or not it continues down the path with two separate promoters or some way it can work in unison, mm-hmm. um, I'll leave that uh, to the, the political... Um, board of people that are trying to take our sport forward across both platforms but when you turn up to Cardiff whether it's 20,000 or 25,000 and the German Supercross has been successful in the past you know Tyler Bowers has done well there Gavin Faith Mm -hmm. and it's been successful in its own right the Supercross in Australia has done well Um, the Supercross in New Zealand done well there was a Supercross in Hawaii Sure, the numbers aren't as great, but it creates greater reach, which you know increases the eyeballs on our sport globally. So what do I think of World Supercross? I'd like to somehow see everyone work together mm-hmm. and there's one series uh, because we need the star power of Ken, Tomac, Cooper Webb, Justin Brayton, Jason Anderson. And I know there's you know 10 other riders there that mm-hmm. I haven't mentioned their names, but we need them. The... A consumer knows who they are. You know, we're exposed socially instantaneously. So um, the consumers know who they are. So it, it will be hard to make it work without them. There seems to definitely be a divide. Um, and it will make it hard because it's a big investment for teams to participate in it. And if we're going to get the sponsors that we need 
to partake in a global championship, those sponsors are going to want to are going to want to know that the best riders are competing. So, do I see that happening in twenty three? Uh, I'm not sure who's going to be available to compete. Mm-hmm. Twenty four, there may be a, a greater chance for some of these star riders to be able to compete in the championship, but ideally in the future there's one championship whether they can work together or not i don't know but there's definitely a place i mean steve you're talking to me here in australia and so many of your listeners are from here in australia and different parts of the world um and the same is said for supercross motocross or smx selling their video live stream packages around the world there is an audience Mm -hmm. and I, i think that that audience deserves the opportunity to see our riders live um, in, in their area. I think that'll increase the value of merchandise, which increases the value of riders. Instead of Monster spending money on domestic, uh, spending domestic budgets to sponsor athletes and teams, and the same goes for Red Bull and Rockstar, you start dipping into global budgets. So instead of reaching uh, eyeballs of 300 million, you're now clearly it's not seven to eight billion, but mm-hmm. you're reaching a much larger audience, which creates greater worth for everyone. So, look, I definitely think World Supercross has a place. Um, I don't see how it's feasible for them to compete with one another long term. I don't know how sustainable that will be. Right, I'm with you on that. That'll be interesting to see if they can work together. I think Fell at some point planned on taking it overseas and. You know, there was talks about it, but, you know, there's the motocross dates and there's OEMs that don't want to even go to Toronto. Um, you know what I mean? So, you know. Yeah, it's it's yeah. tough, Steve. It's it it's tough. Like, I look at it. I mean, I have the best of both worlds and the worst of both worlds. So, domestically, I see that Honda France have a team whilst we were in Paris. Yep. The Honda UK, or Honda UK um, have their budget and they obviously run through Dave and Ryan Thorpe. Uh, we have a budget here in Australia. There's a budget that Honda spends to compete in the Japanese nationals, mm-hmm. uh, the same with Yamaha and mm-hmm. all of the other manufacturers. Um, so budgets are being spent globally. I do appreciate and agree with the American distributors of the Austrian group and the Japanese that they shouldn't be spending their budget mm-hmm. to compete in New Zealand. That makes no commercial sense. Um, because they're not going to get a return from it. But I believe that in time, with appropriate planning, call it 25, call it 26, um, if everyone can come together and create a plan of when we should go global um, collectively together, as I said, whether it's with SX Global and Feld working as one or one buying out the other, Mm -hmm. but if there's two or three years of planning, so everyone can plan ahead because contracts are currently running. Yeah, that that yep. you know that are all based around domestic racing and domestic budget. So no one's going to start pulling millions. We're not talking about ten or fifteen grand. No one's going to start pulling millions to compete globally. Um, but if we can plan appropriately and work together, I think the sport will be better if it's a global series. With the primary base being in America, like with MotoGP and Formula One, primary bases are Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
if 70% of the events are competed throughout America and 30% are competed outside of America in, let's call them A markets, Mm -hmm. where motocross is quite strong and off-road sales are quite strong, then I think everyone's worth will improve and increase. And I, I think that that's, I think that's extremely important long-term when you look at, you know, the guys 15th to 20th, not necessarily making a salary. Um, if we can really start increasing the value of the sport and get gr- a greater number of eyeballs on it, everyone's value is going to increase. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Yareev. I just, I've never seen the promoters over here in Supercross and Motocross and the teams be more united over here in that they don't want anything to do with World Supercross. Like it is, they have their backs up, right? And, and I'm and- I'm perplexed because where was this level of cooperation when our sport we could really have used it for all those years? They're united against, you know, something that can help our sport. It's bizarre to me a little bit, but yeah, maybe it's just new and they're whilst scared. I'm supporting whilst I'm supporting World Supercross, um, I, I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to be extremely open-minded and transparent. I mm-hmm. think that the, the greatest um, uh, issue that we're currently facing was the timing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I speak to different distributors in America and some of the, the, the wholesalers, and um, they weren't necessarily against it because when you really think about it, when you break it down, and, and, and I, I hate the word contradiction, but it brings so many things to surface. Mm-hmm. All of these manufacturers didn't have an issue with Cooper Webb or Marvin Musquin or Eli Tomac or in the past, um, you know, Jet Lawrence came to Australia. Um, you know, all of these manufacturers have allowed their riders to compete in selected international races. I think the current problem that surfaced is an actual championship came up that would compete against the current championship, which could potentially cause confusion um, without enough time for everyone to be prepared Mm -hmm. in a market where, let's be quite frank with one another, because you're, you're a media outlet that requires commercial spend, but it's a market that has stock shortages cannot complete um, dealer orders in a timely manner, which is a great thing but also a bad thing, Um, and yet people are asking for more money to reach the same consumer. Mm -hmm. Uh, It didn't didn't make sense. But again, I I truly believe that if we want our sport to continue to grow in such a competitive sporting um, uh, uh, sphere, Mm -hmm. and I'm talking all sports, then we need to unite and create a long-term plan. There is a reason why, and don't get me wrong, I, I appreciate a soccer ball is $50, not $15,000. But there are many sports that globally have united and have a global united front, and the participation improves. The number of people watching those sport improves. The value of that sport improves. The return to all of these teams improve. There is a real issue, an underlying issue, and I I certainly don't want to be one causing controversy, but Mm -hmm. tell me a team, Steve, World Supercross, domestic Supercross in America, tell me a team non-factory that's making a return on their investment. I would say Peyton might be the only one, Pro Circuit. 
but his business is structured around his race team. So he could arguably say that racing built his business. Yes, yes, he could. Yeah, but when it comes to but Mike Genova, yeah, saying. Mike Genova or a Corey, privateer team. Yeah. He is he's a privateer team that yeah. has stood the test of time. Um, but then you talk about NASCAR teams, or Formula One teams, or MotoGP teams, or IndyCar teams, and most of those teams are providing dividends to mm-hmm. owners or investors. Yep, absolutely. Our sport needs to work together somehow to provide a greater return for the people making the sport really happen, and that's the riders and teams. I, I don't have all yeah. the answers, yeah. buddy. I yeah. don't have the answers, <laughs> but there's, you know, and every man and his dog has sat around with an idea or two, and ideas are like assholes. Everyone has one, but the the truth is something needs to change because a greater return well, needs to come to everyone involved. This $10 million in the purse is going to help, and, and I applaud those guys for doing it. But in the end of the day, we know what Feld bought Supercross for from the old owners, and they didn't pay that money. I think it was $316 million for Monster Trucks and Supercross, and the majority of that is Monster Trucks. But they didn't pay that money because the series wasn't profitable. Uh, they paid it because it makes a lot of money. And so good for them. They should make a lot of money. But, yes, when Nikoi Gibbs, uh, rest in peace to him, and Mike Genova and and, and these other guys, Reeves, and go on down the list. Gibbs, Gibbs is the greatest example. So Gibbs, yeah. to me, and, and that's the thing I speak to JB about the most. Hey, look, just to clarify something, Fell do a phenomenal job. They do. People actually probably don't appreciate what it takes to bring a Supercross to life. Um, irrespective of dividends and who's earning what, I think like race teams, most people turn up and think that it just all happened by magic. Like a number of times I've had people say to me, so what do you do during the week, Eve?" <laughs> and uh, 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 so hats off to what Feld have done. Like, it, it, it's not an easy sport, and there are highs and lows, and um, particularly with sponsorships and the weather. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't begrudge them making money, and I don't begrudge them making a decent return on their investment because it can very quickly go away. So, But, yeah, I used to say to JB, if Gibbs can't make it work with his network mm-hmm. and – um, Kerry Hart and Ricky Carmichael can't get a return to justify their time, investment, and risk. Yeah, we have a problem. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I've, you know, I've been saying that for a long time. Yeah, I agree. And I'm not being negative because clearly I love this sport um, as much as the next, you know, person. I, I clearly love this sport, but I, I don't see teams propping up. And if they do, they don't last that long, which is which is not nice to see because mm-hmm. uh, people are extremely passionate in this sport and they spend their savings on it. But, yeah, when I look at um, Gibbs and what he did, um, and it was sensational. I remember seeing his outfit at um, Vegas, the two trailers, the effort that he put in, um, how clinical everything looked. And um, I sat there and I, I used to think to myself, 
how is this guy not pulling a couple of million dollars from doing what he does with his right? network? And, uh, yeah. and, you know, I look at the reach and it's still a, hey, straight up again, credit to Feld. When you look at the numbers, you look at the volume of people, the traffic going through the pits in the crowd. When you look at the analytics of the television, because I look at all of those things, as I said, there is a real business at the back end. Mate, they're hitting some real numbers. It, it, it's not that hard to quantify a spend in the sport. But damn, are we competing with other sports that don't necessarily cost as much money to um, to run, um, but they hit more numbers. So yeah. the cost that we require to, to sponsor a race team is by far and large arguably too high for the numbers of the number of people we're reaching and a company's better off spending two million dollars on a on a radio advert advert uh, advertising campaign or a tv advertising campaign or a social media campaign than it is giving a team two to three million dollars um, and that's the thing that we face at the moment so hey look i know i talk about world supercross and the coming together of both championships uh, i think it's also important that we look at how we can utilize the tangible assets that Feld do give us to try and get a greater return um, because our sport does hit a large number of people even in America. Two things that Feld can do immediately to help everybody that if they want to raise all the boats, you know, rise, raise the tide and raise all the boats, let the teams do the merch from the races and remove the competing sponsorship stuff that they that they that they make agreements with their their so sponsors like do that I work That's in, super easy I, I work in supercars um, it's identical to your NASCAR identical mm-hmm. um, each team owns a license somewhat similar to MotoGP and even World Supercross each of those teams get a dividend um, those uh, supercars itself in Australia deals with a lot of government um, agencies and tourism boards and mm-hmm. gets good grants but they are allowed to do merchandising. Mm -hmm. I will admit straight up, and again, I I hope I don't get crucified by this because Sean and Mike at Feld have been nothing but welcoming and and actually fantastic to deal with, Um, but I can't understand why we can't merchandise. No, I don't. I I don't don't understand why we can't merchandise. Even if we have to pay a royalty Mm -hmm. to Feld for the space, which I appreciate because – it will detract from their sales. I get that, but why aren't why on earth aren't we merchandising not only our race team but our riders? It's going to lift awareness. Mm-hmm. I agree. It, it, it's going to provide a greater return for all teams for sponsors to be able to activate in the pits, and I think that that's a necessity. And I, I again will say I'm surprised that the manufacturers, as a group, haven't come together and forced that issue because, you know. The brands, look at the brands behind this team. A Monster Energy Yamaha T-shirt, it will sell. A a Honda shirt, it will sell. Uh, a, a Red Bull KDM shirt will sell. Like, people are associated to those brands. They want a T-shirt. Yep. And 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 the, re- the, the return on that, the margin on those items is, is good. Mm-hmm. And that return in itself will be able to put more money back into race teams, but also something that these teams can leverage when they speak to sponsors. And yeah. 
yeah, I, I definitely like to see that happen. I'd it, like to it, see the teams activate more in the pits or be able to activate more. It'd be easy and to do. And there'd be more accessibility. Yeah. And those things, you're right, Steve, 100% are easy to implement. And it will lift the sport, not just the teams. It will lift the sport. Yep, I agree. Uh, on a on a much more serious note, though, so we just had a fantasy draft here, <laughs> and I picked Max Anstey because I'm banking on Yareev that he rides some 450 Supercross. Do you think at any point you guys put Max on a 450 at any point? Yeah, definitely being discussed. Oh, uh, what? Quite openly. Yes. What? Yes. Are you kidding me? And, yes. Um, um, Brilliant pick by me. Brilliant yeah. pick. We, we, we aren't forcing – the issue mm-hmm. um, with him, uh, it was only spoken about again a week ago. Okay. And I think he's such a, as I said to you initially when we started talking, he's such a focused athlete that his mind right now is purely on seeing what he can achieve in this 250 class. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's obviously okay. raced 450 right. Supercross. He's raced 450 Motocross. He'll tell you that he's won Lommel um, <laughs> on a 450. Yeah. And um, I joke with him about that. But he's clearly capable on a 450. Yeah. We just want to get through these first four races, maybe take one or two weekends off so he can get some time on the 450. But, um, yeah, we're – it's it's, it's definitely not a no. Could be a good pick, Blake. Yeah, you you were using your head on that one. Oh, we'll see. Where were you suggesting he was coming, though, Steve? When? No, no. When when did you suggest? Where did you suggest he was going to finish? Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. I just need him in the main events to get points. It doesn't yeah. matter okay, well, for our fantasy. He game. may only need like a race or two, even. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe you'll see him race yeah, at least two, maybe three, oh, four fifty races. Fantastic. Good to hear. Yeah. Uh, did you put Martine in there as well? No, we should have though. Oh, Marty, <laughs> Marty's oh, coming back. <laughs> I'd love to see that. That guy can lay a lap. Oh, down. I bet he can. I bet he still can. I love it. Yeah. I'm at the track, and the you know, um, you know, I've always liked Days of Thunder. Yeah. Uh, you know, growing up. But, it was one of those movies that inspired me even in racing with sponsorship, the old mellow yellow car and stuff. <laughs> anyway, and um, when Rowdy Burns says, go and get your own car, and I just look at Marty, Marty will turn around to whether it's Max or Wilson Todd or some of the amateurs and goes, just give me a bike. And he can hit the whoops as good as anybody. And yeah. whether rider. he's carrying an extra 20 pounds or not, and that helps <laughs> with stability, he still goes fast. I bet. We used to have this joke with Martin, and he used to always say, I'm just too old, bud. Like yeah, yeah. On, on the road bike rides <laughs> and at the track, I'm just too old. I'm 30 now. I'm too old, bud. <laughs> uh, Blake, Marty's favorite saying that I, I must admit I, I, um, I use too often now, and I don't want to try his accent. I mean, I've already got an accent um, compared to you guys, but he'll literally walk around and goes, I'm just going to let Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> that was a pretty good, uh, yeah, that's pretty, pretty good, good impression. It's, a, it's yeah. a constant, like Marty. What are you going to do? I'm just going to come out of the corner. I'm going to let Jesus take the wheel. And <laughs> We've seen him do that so a few often, times. But the way he says it, you can't but laugh. Yeah. Like, um, he's such a serious cat. Like he wants to be so good at this, but damn, he brings a good vibe to our team. Like I said, I'm, I'm fortunate to have him on board. Right. But yeah, he can lay a lap. 
he keeps threatening Max that he's going to come out and win a heat race. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> uh, thanks for the time, Yarif. Really appreciate you having you on here. It's the first time we've had you on. And, uh, uh, yeah, man, keep it up. Good things are coming for your team. And uh, looking forward to watching you guys. Thanks for coming on, man. Look forward to seeing you guys at A1. Blake, will you beat A1? I sure will. Yeah. Yeah, look, look forward for- to catching up. But take care, and I hope everyone has a killer 2023. Thanks, Yarif. You as well. All right. Take care. Cheers, guys. Bye. That's Yarif Konski, everybody, from uh, the Firepower Honda team. Uh, brought to you by the folks at Weisco Piston. Uh, good guy, passionate, like you said. Oh, Blake. so such a such a good dude. Um, I follow him on Instagram, and it is it is just... It's deep. It gets deep. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I love that he shares it. Right. You know, right. and... Uh, it just shows his, his level of passion for this sport. Absolutely. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening to Yareev there. Brought to you by Weisco Piston again. Uh, troll Training. We're going to do a podcast uh, coming up with John Wessling and, and Troll Train. Uh, I think tomorrow or maybe the next day we took your questions and we're going to do that all for them. Troll Training is an online training program for riders of all skill and fitness levels looking to get fit and go fast. Uh, do you know what Alex didn't have when he started his career? Someone who could give him the shortcuts on what not to do when training. Or preparing the race at a, at a professional level. All of Alex's training and racing mistakes are your gains. Alex and John Wesson share similar passions for health and fitness and created TrollTraining.com with the goal of providing the resources you'll need to prepare, whether you're a vet rider, an up-and-coming amateur racer, or whatever it is, uh, TrollTraining.com will help you out. Uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. And, uh, again, uh, Blake, if you want to th- you want people to plug contact you if they want some help uh, oh no no good. shout out those guys though they're they're good dudes uh Joel training yeah absolutely no good good guys and they're doing good things john, john and alex john and alex smart guys uh all right buddy it's time for the x brand goggle tear-off segment let's do this it's the x brand tear-off segment 15 second rapid fire q and fire x brand goggles Choice of privateers everywhere. Uh, the new Lucid goggles sitting up here. Easy change lens. Super good foam. Fits really well. Uh, Pulp Show 22 is the code to save. Should be Pulp Show 23. I didn't bother to check. That was my bad. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Loose program. Uh, Pulp Show 23 probably. Maybe Pulp Show 22. We'll get that updated. Lucid goggles. Uh, EKSbrand.com. If you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. Josh Strang, X-Brand guy. Uh, uh, you name it, Freddie Norn, Chiz in the past. A lot of the guys wearing X-Brand and continuing to wear them. So these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Blake, are you familiar? Uh, nope. Nope. All right, 30 seconds on the clock. Let's do this, Marks. Steve, what has been the biggest rumor or best-kept best secret this offseason? Hmm. I don't, I don't know. Uh, best kept, if it's a secret, it's best kept then. I don't know. Uh, I just tell everyone I, I know on Twitter. I don't know. I just, uh, yeah. not a lot happened this off season besides with Kenny. Yeah. There was no secrets there. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> yeah. Not with Kenny. Uh, I can't think off the top of my head. I'll, I'll keep thinking, but I got another right now. Good one. Thank you. Blake, since you started training riders, what's something you've changed your approach or opinion on? Um, my approach and my opinion. Um, I guess it, I just have fine-tuned. You just get more experience in the job, and um, you get experience spending time with um, different personalities and different thresholds of uh, training volume for for every rider. And everybody's so different, huh? It hasn't. Yeah. There hasn't been. Yeah, and um, it really is just. Uh, getting to know the individual athlete and and finding out what makes them um i guess perform the best it's 40 seconds you want to tighten it up okay okay 
Steve, with the new 250 Supercross rules, who are three riders you think will now be lifers in the class and never move up to 450s? Mm, yeah, the new rules kind of um, you got to win a title to get out. So uh, I think Jamar could stay down there forever. I don't think he's going to win a championship, and so he can just keep staying down. Um, RJ wants to move up. I think he'll get out of there. Ooh. Thrasher, someone like Thrasher could win some races and make a lot of money, but never win the title. That's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You want to win some races, get hurt, never win a title, make millions. That's the fucking goal of 250 class. Yeah, there's been people do that. Oh, yeah. So I'll go Thrasher and J-Mark. How many seconds was that? 32. Mm-hmm. It was. You can tell them to yeah. tighten it up a little bit if you want, Blake. Yeah. Uh, everyone loves to do that. Um, Blake, Kenny appears to be in amazing Your shape <laughs> from a training aspect. Is there anything he struggles with or what would you say is a weakness? I mean, everybody can always be better, right? Um, I think he's left he's left a lot on the track um, and in seasons before. Um, and not all of that is in his control. But, um, yeah, and, and he just is – he's going to look – physically fit whether he's in season or off season because he's like just genetically yeah that kind of guy um I, but he's a hard worker so 29 tightening it up nice work <laughs> steve who will be the first rider to say they need to test more and change their setup I don't know if it's going to be like a test more or change of setup, but Tomac will be the first guy. New bike. He got a little bit late jump jump on it because he was racing at 22 in uh, in uh, Paris and all that. Tomac's going to have early in the year, like just setup stuff. Kenny off setup stuff the whole the whole season. <laughs> yeah. All right, Blake. Last one. Who's your sleeper pick for this season? Who's going to turn some heads? Christian Craig. All right. Does he win a race? I asked you that earlier. I think he could. I like I oh, like what J uh was it J B was kind of saying like the first race is just like you never know. Yeah. That's when that's where somebody like Christian could come out and win. Especially I mean yeah. he's feeling like he's at basically at home there. Yeah. Um Anaheim one is yeah, just can be a weird race. I think anybody yeah. could win there. Yeah. I think I think Christian could win one. Yeah. X Brown Goggles. Choice of champions everywhere. That's the X-Brand tear-off segment. Race Tech Rant. Pulp 23 is the code to save with Race Tech. Uh, get your suspension done. Get the oil changed. Get bushings done. Seals. Get your bike working right. Or even if you hire somebody like Blake Savage, it won't matter because your bike is beat down. So get it freshened up. Have your bike working better for you. And get the oil changed. And, and tell them you listen to Pulp at Race Tech. There's service centers all across America as well to help you out. They do motor work, of course. They support a lot of racers. Uh, privateer guys out there. So Race Tech Rant of the Night, look, it's an easy rant. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. We're on the eve of Anaheim 1, so I'm just going to bring this one back up because I feel strongly about it. We sit here six days away from Anaheim 1, Blake, and we don't know who's racing the 50 class. We think we know. We have some ideas. We know Jet will be there. You know, earlier in the call, someone was like, RJ? Or JB was like, RJ, what? Is that... I believe it, but do we know it? No. We think Kitchen and Styles are the star guys, but we don't know. Like, I look, I, I don't know. I just we're professional sport. Claim your coast. If you get injured, 
You can switch. It's no problem. We're not gonna we're not gonna string you up in the town square if you have to change a coast. But these teams should be absolutely mandated by Feld to declare their coast so that the the public can know what's going on. The sponsors know what's going on. The buzz for the racing for that class gets going. Right now, we literally don't know who's racing until we see them on the track. We have no idea. There could some teams list all their riders on the entry list, and then they just pull them out as they as, as they show up. It's gotten better. It's better than it used to be when you literally like I remember, and this was back in your day, Blake. Like press day. And Anaheim won, all four pro circuit guys would be out there. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's out there. Yeah. You're like, two of you aren't even racing. What are you doing? You know, but it doesn't matter. So we've 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 come a long way from that. Uh, I uh you know, we've come a long way from that. What do you think? What's the latest date you think they should have their riders signed in for? And I think, locked in? Uh, no, a month a month a month ago. A month December, before the race, yeah. December first. And again, things change. Like accidents happen, no problem. Like I get it. But can we get like there we did preview shows and we really couldn't talk about the 250 class. We really can't talk too much about 250 class right now. We don't know for sure who's racing. The fact we don't know race who's racing is a joke. It's a professional race series. Let us know. And if things change, things change. But you don't go to a football game not knowing who's going to show up. You know who's playing. You know the starting lineup of the team of the baseball team. You know who's playing for hockey. You know who's a healthy scratch. All of that stuff. Our sport, you're just like, I don't know, man. I, I think Faulkner's racing. Let's go see. Yeah. Like, I, I don't get that. Like, it's so unprofessional. Yeah. You, you don't know who's racing or what number they are. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the number stuff is whatever. You know, you got – I struggle with the first race. I got to have a cheat sheet and watch that. But Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I just – I don't get it, man. It just – it bugs the shit out of me that we never – and it's gotten better, so I'm not as – adamant about this as i used to be but the the race tech ran is one i've said for you know 10 years of the show like tell us what coast you're racing let us discuss it let the fans know let the sponsors know let us get some hype going for the sh- for the for the coasts we don't know <clears throat> and i i just think that the fact that these teams aren't mandated to declare which coasts again things can change so you're okay mm-hmm. if they, if, that, if an injury comes but man i just think they miss out big time because how can you really break down the 250 class you really can't you no. know you really you really can't so that's my race tech round of the night. It's an old race tech round of the night, but I'm bringing it back. I don't care what you two say. You'll probably be ranting about it again next year. This time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. nobody listens to me. Yeah. Nobody cares. Uh, maybe we can get more nets. I mean, I've always said about more nets. Uh, they're finally there, and we, and we could definitely use that. Uh, thank you to Maxima and ProFilter, MaximaUSA.com. Love the Maxima stuff, whether it's SC one whether it's Contact Cleaner. Uh, the grease is fantastic as well. Pulp 20 is the code to save with MaximaUSA.com. 927 is still the number one selling two-stroke oil in most markets around the world. The SC1, it's a new bike in a can. Spray the shit out of that. Uh, love it. Maxima uh, Oil, too, that Monster Energy Pro Circuit and Monster Energy Kawasaki use. Thank you to those guys. And Pro Filter as well. Oil and air filters for side-by-sides, dirt bikes, and more. Uh, sold through Power Sports Dealers Nationwide, motorsport.com. Pick up a pre-oiled, ready-to-use premium air filter, oil filter for your next service, Pulp 20 at profilter.com. Imagine alternative way that eliminates the time and chemicals required to clean and oil your filters. Thank you to Maxima. Thank you to ProFilter for coming on board. And thank you for Racetech. Racetech round of the night. Declare the fucking coasts. All right? That, 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 that's it. That's what I need Ray to radio. do. Uh, Blake Savage here in studio here. We got still the motorsport.com tweet at tit segment. We'll take some phone calls if you want as well. 702-586-7857. 702-586-7857. Anaheim 1 coming up this uh, Saturday night. And Blake, like, 
I love like I've been doing this a long time as a mechanic or media guy, and it does get old. And I sometimes don't have the same passion that I used to for covering the sport because it's just been a grind at times. But I'll say, when Anaheim won main event, gate is about to drop. I love it. It's unbelievable. I love it. I'm just I'm I'm so into it. It's it's such a great time. Yeah, I can't think of anything else in the world that quite gets me to that excitement level. Yeah. I wish I could like just encapsulate that feeling right there and be able to explain like I don't know, share it with people like yeah. this is this is just the one it, thing in the whole world that gets me this excited. It's pretty cool. Mark, are you going to A1? Uh, no, I you, can't. You I can't. were going? Uh, no, I can't go to first rounds. <laughs> no. But you were planning on it or no? No, no, no. I'm oh. going to San Diego with... Uh, oh, was it San Diego? With Mr. Legendary. Are you there. going, Mr. Legendary? San Diego. Okay. The right. whale's vagina. We will be there. All right. I I just... Uh, and, and you know what? Um, All the gate drops, I'm that way for the main event. Like, I'm, I'm stoked. But Anaheim 1's a little... Yeah, more special, yeah. right? It's a step you're, up. Yeah, sure. you're just like oh, I can't. I don't know what's going to happen. Who knows what's going to go on? So, uh, I'm stoked to be going back to the races uh, this Saturday. That's for sure. Um, hey, let's talk a little bit about you, Blake. So, working with Colin Park right now. Um, I like that kid. Nice kid. Uh, he's probably too big for two fifty F, but he's got some skills. He can ride a bike. Yeah, definitely. I've been working with Colin for a few years now. He's a super rad dude. Uh, very outgoing, um, just fun to work with, and he's he's really motivated and and um, he's he's kind of in a in a spot where um, you know he he could have a he could have a breakthrough um, you know year and and surprise some people, but yeah he, he is quite quite big. That's a little bit of a disadvantage for him, yeah. but um, we saw him do 450 motocross last summer. Yeah, bit, yeah, 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 exactly. But, um, no, it's, I just always enjoy my time every time. I mean, I talk to him every single day mm-hmm. and I've got all the time in the world for him because he's, he listens really well. He'll do whatever you say. And he's just, he's very hungry to, uh, to keep getting better. Um, yeah, like I said, he, he and he's, he's very, um, he's very honest with himself, which Is I, he, yeah. which I like. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, could he be too hard on himself or he's all right? A little bit. Yeah. And I try to like, I try to monitor that and control it a little bit. But then yeah. again, I'm like, if he's pissed, I'm like, dude, be pissed at yourself. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. Uh, you've worked with Chase before, obviously Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, what of working with those Chase you worked with earlier, uh, Kenny later and Kenny, you obviously talk to all the time. What can those guys do? What can you learn from those guys? And you were a pro racer too, you know. Let's let's let's. You got to a pretty high level. What can you learn from Chase and Kenny that you tell Colin that you pass on to Colin? Oh, I'm doing that all the time. You know, I I pick up on a lot of the things that I've I've learned from working with Chase. And uh, Chase has also evolved over over time. I started working with him just before his his uh, very first pro race. And I've I've just kind of seen his his you know mentality change, and I've seen kind of the relationship that he has with him and his dad. And mm-hmm. um, Chase is also another guy that's like pretty hard on himself. And dad's hard on him too, right? Like yeah, yeah. yeah and a lot of times that doesn't work out, but somehow those two right it it works. Well, Genie um, Genie was really hard on Ricky, you know, to the point where I I'm like wow, and it worked. I think yep. at the end of the day. Chase understands that 
his dad's there because you know for for good reason and mm-hmm. because he wants to see him succeed so he uh you know they they might go back and forth a little bit but yeah. at the end of the day they do a pretty good job at putting it behind them um but yeah there it a lot of it is just on the the mentality kind of kind of side of things uh with somebody like Colin that that's how he's going to make the biggest step up is changing just the way he thinks as a as an athlete and sometimes like demanding more from himself or expecting more or what do you mean um a little bit more like um actually going back to some of the stuff that joey was talking about Mm -hmm. on um you know i guess race tactics and strategy and kind of like you know how are you kind of talking to yourself in uh you know on, on race day and um there's always so many things to share um, with somebody like Colin, and, and yeah. he's really good at just listening and absorbing it all. Yeah, he's uh, he's got some talent. You can tell he knows how to ride a bike. Uh, you know what I mean? And uh, seems like a really nice kid. He was in Paris and uh, absolutely loving it. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Um, so your accident, you were working with Ken Roxon, crashed uh, a supercross track, right? Yep. Yeah, supercross track. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's it going? How uh, how's the recovery? It's been years now. Um, have you reached a plateau? Are you? Do you feel like you're getting any better? I feel like it's it's slow, and you know, with with people who suffer the injuries that you do, it's a slow slow rebuild. Yeah, um, I feel like today is. Oh, I guess in um, two weeks from now, it'll actually be four years. Four years. Okay. So it's from you know thinking back to that day, it's just been a steady climb back and mm-hmm. trying to figure out like who's this who's this new me yeah and um yeah just trying to trying to figure out what life is all about and what my new purpose is because it's, it's kind of like you know starting over you're you're yeah. not the same person anymore um you don't have really the same hobbies and the same capabilities that you used to so mm-hmm. it's been nothing but um but a, a grind and and work a lot of a lot of work mentally to you know just guess stay stay at it and and uh not give up it's been just it's it's been a roller coaster ride yeah. but it's from dark moments i'm sure oh absolutely yeah. yeah yeah and in a way i'm like kind of thankful for those <clears throat> for those dark times it's taught me a lot but no we're doing good yeah, yeah. um are you getting better do you see improvements sometimes it plateaus like do you feel a little more I'm getting better, but more just like at how to handle life now. Okay. It's not really like better in uh, physical wise. Yeah, like at past a certain point, you don't really get any movement back. Okay. So it's it's um until something comes out that's going to be like, you know, um in medicine and things like that, it's going to um really be an answer. Mm-hmm. Like all I can do is just work on keeping myself fit and healthy and waiting for when there's an opportunity like that to show up. Right. Do you do much rehab? Are you still grinding away at that? Like- I, I wouldn't call it rehab anymore. It's okay. more just like, I call it training. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I swim laps, I lift weights. Yeah. I, I live as much of like that athletic life as I can mm-hmm. now in my current situation. So that's where I get better at. Okay. Is the, yeah. uh, you know, making sure that I'm keeping my body yeah. uh, fit and healthy. Can you walk? You can walk a little bit, right? Like on with some, like, does it just tire you out to do that? Like, I, I feel like I saw you more walking at the races at one point and then now not so much. Like, does it, 
Is it just because it's tiring and so hard and mentally and physically on you? I still have all those same capabilities of being able to walk a little bit, Mm -hmm. like in a pool, for example, but it's... um, I just don't share it as much anymore because, yeah, like past past a certain point, probably a year and a half in that's where i hit a plateau yep. and um so i i still do that every single day um but i just don't really <clears throat> share it as much anymore right uh how'd you crash was it something dumb was it a big one you know um like- yeah i mean it was <clears throat> it was not a it was not a big one okay, it, with yeah. all with all things considered like yeah. the crashes that i've had in yeah, the past. yeah for sure ernie, had- ernie was the same way right ernie's was i know people who saw ernie's and they were like it's waiting for him to get up. Yeah. Because it wasn't, you know, a that, real big one. Yeah, and that's literally how it was for me. Yep. <clears throat> Just came out of this uh, this corner, and it was a, it was a rhythm lane. <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, no worries. <clears throat> um, Some water? Oh, no, I'm all sorry. Right. Um, and it was a rhythm lane that I was doing all day. And just came out, and I think I just got a little bit of wheel spin and cased the first triple in, and, and it just sent me yeah. kind of like right into the next one. And I think that the, the bike flipped and must have like hit me and yeah. kind of assisted in right in the injury driving you in the ground yeah 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 and um you don't mind talking about it right no no <laughs> not at all and and then i remember even like from there trying to get up like yeah. like as if nothing had ever happened and then i was just like um you know i i couldn't even like do a crunch up for example and i'm like oh this is you're like this is this bad. is different yeah yeah and uh I kept it. I kept it pretty calm, with all things considered. And um, yeah, it, it was a it was a tough day. I bet, man. Uh, like you said, life changed, right? Your new you, the new Blake Savage, started yeah. from that moment. Completely um, starting from scratch. I feel like you've you know uh, you've worked with Kenny and and, and different people. Um, Colin, now like you're making the best of it. I feel like you're, you know, the the one thing you can do is, and it, and you can't blame somebody in your situation, but. You can feel pity for yourself and feel shame for yourself and feel uh, pissed off at the world, uh, but that doesn't really do you any good, right? No, that's yeah. that's the harder decision <laughs> yeah. to do is is feel feel sorry for yourself. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's been um, yeah it, it it's still something that I uh, you know it kind of uh, creeps up in the back of my mind and it's yeah. just all about like you know I I have to be very regimen mm-hmm. with myself and and with my day and. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's right. a, it's a fine line of, uh, trying to keep myself, yeah. uh, from, I don't know, keep it, keep the straight and narrow. You yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. And I mean, um, you know, you, you were, uh, into training before and, and we're le- going that direction, right? Your, your supercross career was kind of over. You were doing some work stuff. You were just do- helping Kenny out. So yeah, it's just pushed you into like something that you enjoy anyways right like training and aspect and that kind of stuff so yeah, yeah. i was doing that before and thankfully i had a um you know most of my guys i had working with some some really good guys at that time and they they stayed loyal to me and yeah and kept working with me and i just uh you know i think it was only like two days after my injury like i'm already back at work and those guys yeah. are like yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just keep this going and uh, really thankful for that, and um, I've I've just had to kind of find my my way that I can um, have value to those guys, and sure. I'm really thankful for the job too because it it keeps my mind engaged still in the one thing that I love uh, the most, and that's that's racing, mm-hmm. and and um, 
still love learning about training and and you know how the body works and you know just how to how to optimize performance for those guys even though um you know the one thing i miss the most is is being able to just test that stuff with myself physically yeah, yeah. i was getting into doing some triathlons and and things like that mm -hmm. and i i just love the lifestyle that that job brings right. so um I'm, yeah, I mean, you I'm, won't even go get the custard thing in St. George. You won't even go to the custard. Yeah. He's really, he's really missing out on that one. <laughs> he's, really, yeah. he's really, he's really, he's so dedicated. If you I'm, ever have a cheat day, Blake Nielsen's is right. I'm pretty at, dang right. strict with myself <laughs> still. Yeah. Well, Nielsen's is not getting your business over there in St. George. Uh, maybe I might have to take Travis's okay. word on that. All yes. right, do it. Um, I want to talk to you about Kenny too, as well, and, and, and all of this uh, uh, on the show. But uh, motorsport.com, fly race and decal works. X-Brand goggles, Michelin motorcycle tires, Renthal, race tech suspension and engines, Acherbees, firepower batteries and chains, Maxima USA, OGO Power Sports, ORW, Renegade Fuels, Pro Filter, FMF, FMF Drop going on now, by the way, uh, celebrating 50-year anniversary in 2023, so they are dropping their exclusive drop members, something special to help them celebrate. Uh, please check it out. Uh, if you're not um, a member of the drop, go there to save 10 bucks. FMF Apparel. Dot, well, just go to my link tree. How's that, Marks? Nice plug. I got a link tree on my nice Instagram, plug. and you can save 10 bucks off your first drop by going there. <laughs> Thanks to FMF. Guts Racing, uh, awesome. Uh, you know what? Guts Racing has a 2023 Yamaha YZ450 seat covers in stock. How do I know that? They did one for me. It's ready to go. Atlas Neck Brace, uh, atlasbrace.com. Works Connection, Pulpomex 20 is the code to save. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Ride Engineering, WUSA, Get Data, Intense Cycles, Suspension Direct, Manscaped, Wysco Piston, all on board with us as well. Blake Savage here uh, in studio. I want to talk about Suspension Direct, the 9 o'clock hour. Brought to you by those guys. The code is Pulpamex to save. You get the E-Click shocks. You can go mobbing like Marks in the Raptor. You have a little dial on your dash. You can attune your suspension however you want it. Uh, with the e-click shocks, the lifelong passion of Dan and everybody down there at, at uh, SDI. Uh, it's a semi-active suspension system that constantly adapts to the road and conditions. No more getting out of your vehicle to adjust suspension. Available for Jeep, JK, and JY, and JT, and everything else models. Ford Raptors, UTVs, and more Toyotas are coming. Uh, please check out these guys at Suspension Direct. They also have hard-to-find uh, suspension parts for WP, Showa, Walker Evans, Fox, KYB, SuspensionDirect.com. Uh, code is PulpMX, so go to SuspensionDirect.com. Suspension without compromise. Thank you to those guys for coming on. Um, all right, Blake, let's talk about Kenny. So as much as you want to share anyways, what I don't understand, I'll tell you what I don't get about Ken Roxham. Great guy, hell of a rider. One Paula, one Anaheim one, left factory Honda. Could have stayed at factory Honda. Had a deal for him. He wanted to do World Supercross. For a bunch of money, which I get. I like money too. But they didn't want him to do factory World Supercross. He made that deal. Honda said, if you do those races, we can't have you back on the team because they don't want to support it. And they said, sorry, we want to do these races. Wasn't that happy with his bike, but still won races. He's still Ken Roxon. Why did he want to do the World Supercross and get like, like, okay, so let's put the number at 400K for two races of World Supercross. I don't even know if it was that much, but let's just say it's 400K. The Honda deal, four race wins is 400K. Mm -hmm. Let's say he just wins two and has a bad year and wins two. 
That's half of that money from World Supercross that he gave up. Bunch of other podiums. He's probably going to make 400 k from the World Supercross at Factory Honda during the year of Supercross. Okay? He's got a factory bike. He's going to get his Fox money, his Red Bull money, all of that. I don't know why he just... Why do you want to do the World Supercross so bad that he had to leave Honda? What? What? what why? I don't. That's what I don't get. I think he's going to win races on the a- HEP Suzuki. I get it, but to me, I just it looks to me like he took the World Supercross money over a factory Honda ride, and I don't get that. Yeah, that's that's basically what it was. And I mean, there's, I I kind of have these questions myself because you know, I, uh. I don't work as closely with him anymore, mm-hmm. and I don't really ask uh, questions anymore. And right. there's sometimes where, yeah, I just have to kind of like. Right. You don't want to bug your sister and say, "What are you guys doing?" Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't want to ask like you know every single little question, but yeah, honestly, I have the the same questions myself. Um, but the main thing I could really think of is Ken just wanted something new. And that's at the end of the day, like, yeah, I think he just wanted anything but what he was doing. Um, he is a, a person to kind of get bored uh, and and just want want to spice some things up. Uh-huh. So uh, I don't have like a definite answer for you. But he didn't there. S- like he seemed. OK, so I get what you're saying. Makes sense. But he didn't have an ace in the pocket here of something different. He yeah. he didn't have anything, you know, um, and then he was back on a Honda. But yeah. with your Eve. Now, okay, factory sus- different suspension and, you know, yeah. different settings and stuff. And I get that he wanted something different. If he has a backdoor uh, offer over here, then great. But it mm. didn't look like he had anything to fall back on. And he was like, I'm out of here. And, yeah. and again, like, I know he wasn't happy with his bike. Honda was trying aftermarket clamps and different suspension settings. And Honda, to me... Lars, Drew, everybody was throwing the kitchen sink at these the bikes to make both the guys happy. Yeah, it's factory Honda. I refuse to believe they can't get you a bike that works. There's just too many smart people there. Yeah, and the ability to make parts and things like that. Yeah, so they would have got there. You know, maybe not at first, but whatever. I just and if he had a, it's just baffling to me. And, and look, it all worked out. He's at HEP and he'll probably win races. But I, I don't get the strategy. <laughs> Of taking the World Supercross money over a factory Honda ride, yeah, yeah, that's all. Honestly, I yeah, I wish I could answer that for yeah. you. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Best of luck to him, I guess, on the on the new journey. Yeah, no, it's cool. It, it, hey, look, it spices up my janky radio show to talk about Ken yeah. Oxen. He definitely you know? kept us entertained. This <laughs> he offseason. did. He did. He rode a YZ two fifty straight rhythm and yeah. and uh, and you know rode all these different bikes and and maybe that's exactly what he wanted to do. It's yeah. just yeah, you know do something different than what he has the last four or five years. I get it. I understand that. It's the fear of the, un- I guess I'm not that risk taking guy that he is. And the fear, I mean, look, it's easier when you've got millions in the bank, like he does. I get it. Mm-hmm. But the, the risk of the fear of unknown would be too much for me when I got a factory Honda contract in my pocket. Hard to beat that. Hard to beat that. Thank yeah. you. So yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Well, yeah. And, uh, and you know what? I'll- the one thing about Kenny, as you know, uh, he's got that chip, which we talked about earlier. And he's yeah. just you'll you'll be determined to show us what's up. But maybe that maybe that is uh, what he needed because he wouldn't maybe have that chip on his shoulder uh-huh. had he not yeah. had this. And I I think it could be a healthy thing for him. Maybe just you know having a full reset and 
and um, kind of being having your back against the wall mm -hmm. with uh, you know not having having some things be uncertain for him and mm -hmm. and him being like man I, maybe he's telling himself I really need to get my shit together and go get some good results this off season so that you know this time next year is a is a different story yeah yeah maybe right um, and then everybody forgets about what's going on right now yeah look he's still uh as as much of a down year as he had he won two races and he's still um very marketable around the world mm -hmm. you know as a racer as a personality right like i don't think you know his shine is rubbed off a little bit from peak ken roxon because he had such a crappy year but it's still his crappy year was still pretty damn good yeah know? so i think he's gonna have <clears throat> a lot of a lot of people following him <clears throat> just because of the whole Suzuki thing and you know yep. Kenny's a fun fun person to follow and yeah. he's got a, he's got the biggest fan base and I, I think it's going to be a good story when he goes out and wins a race. Do you ever look at some of his comments on social media and just go oh no Kenny oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I do. But then I'm like <laughs> I like it. There's got to be a there's got to be a Kenny. So yeah, yeah. to me I'm like man it's not yeah. not necessarily something that I would do. It's right. not not in my personality but then I'm like we, we kind of get a kick out of it. We had him on a show, uh, I think the last show. There's two show, two shows ago, and I was, you know, he was going at people for the Stark thing. Like, people were going at him for riding the Stark, right? And he was just replying right back to him, uh, you know, arguing with him, saying, you know, shut yeah. up. I don't yeah. just like. There's some times where I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, there was maybe like, you know how many people follow him and maybe there's like a couple comments like that and yeah. you gotta like attack yeah. those four people yeah. i'm like yeah dude there's so many people that are probably like Nine, so psyched that you're riding the bike yeah 95 percent of people love you and everything about yeah. you you know don't and put your energy into he, the four people that he does though he yeah. does he wants everybody to be no, pumping him up it's it's fine it's it makes for good for good uh social media following for sure it's not so, it's not something that i would necessarily agree to do but you know uh yeah. uh yeah but hey more more power to him sports better off with kenny he, for sure he keeps it interesting he does sure. he does keep it interesting yeah. yes absolutely uh let's uh so we haven't done voicemails for a while uh we got some voicemails just a few uh and you know one of them goes back a long ways but yeah, it's always good to hear from this gentleman. So let's let's play our voicemails if we can there, Mr. Legendary, please. 702-586-7857. You can Okay. Uh you can always uh leave and call, leave a message. That would be no problem. All right, Tits. Go ahead there. Yo, Steve O, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm checking in with you, Gringo. Listen, I just want to let you know, bro, I think you were off with that with the with the dark side with the eight hundred dollar thing. I know you don't want to hear you rolling your eyes right now, but you gotta, you gotta protect the dude. He's new. He don't know what's going. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to get in there. He don't know how much he needs in his pocket. You don't. You know we don't know his situation. It's rough. You know what I mean? You know he's playing plenty at night. He's just at a different phase. You gotta, gotta. You know you're guiding him through there, but that's that was a, that's embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, you fucked him up for uh, next year when he goes there. Uh, how the fuck's he gonna get laid over there when the fucking broad see him in France Fesco or whatever they call the girls over there France, you know, he ain't got a dollar to his name. You know what I mean? It doesn't make him look good. So you, you, you kind of fucked him up. You, you broke the man code. You gotta protect him. You know what I mean? So you help him out. That's beautiful. That's the bottom line. But don't, you don't want everybody, you know, that, you know, people, uh, the click that it's a, it's a different demographic. 
Most, a lot of people out here ain't got no dough, bro. They may look like it. They, they act like it. They're superstars on the Instagram and all that bullshit, but they ain't got shit. You know what I'm saying? Most people out here, I know everyone thinks that uh, how many of us, you know, out here in the, in the real world, these regular people can go out there and afford to even buy a dirt bike or maintain it. You know what I'm saying? And go pay to go ride at the track. So, you know, he's, he's, he's learning, you know. I felt bad for him. It was a little that, that that was a little embarrassing. It's like the kid in the neighborhood that the old man brought him outside, pulled his pants down, and whipped his ass with a fucking belt in front of all his friends in public. You know, everyone knows. You know what I mean? So anyway, I just want to let you know we got off track with that. I got to call you up and be a consigliere. You know what I mean? Anyway, all right, my man. That's it. Just a little constructive criticism there, man. We still love you. We're just letting you know, man. A little constructive criticism. He's probably embarrassed and, uh, you know, you know, you got to look at it. Put yourself in his shoes there a little bit, you know? All right, my man. Hey, you have yourself a beautiful one, and uh, we'll talk to you later there. Much love your way, man. Tell, tell uh, Pookie I said hello. All right, bro. Talk Gr- to you later. Gringo Peach. weighs in. I had heard that Gringo was upset with me bringing up the $800. Um one thing, though, that everyone doesn't understand. I don't, do you know anything about this? Have you been listening to this? Uh, or, yeah, uh, I heard a little bit about it. Mr. Sides said I could talk about it. He gave me permission to talk about it. So when Gringo says it's like pulling his pants down in front of everybody and whack, you know spanking him, he he said I could talk about it. So It was actually nice of you for to even ask him, like, hey, can I talk about it? He gave you approval. So He did give me approval. And, and, and also, let's not forget... I rescued him from, uh, you know, in Paris with, with my credit card yeah. to, to put the hotel room on there. Maybe he learns his lesson. You know, I don't know. I went out. To, he, Mr. Side came today to the house, drop off a, a project bike that uh, I paid, uh, I bought off him. And uh, well, I took a mountain biking. And then we get to the restaurant to eat lunch afterwards. Great day, mountain biking. Really bonded. Had good conversations. Something that he told me I would really like to bring up on the air, but I'm not going to because he told me not to. That's the kind of class guy I am, Blake. And he learned his lesson. But but we get to the restaurant, and we get in, and he he said he was going to buy lunch. And then we get in the restaurant, and he's like, oh, I left my wallet in the truck. And we're, we're getting ready to order. So, like, what? Oh, so I got to go, hold on, clerk, ma'am, this gentleman's got to go get his wallet in the truck. He wasn't like he was moving really fast yeah. to get the wallet in the <laughs> truck. So, guess what? I paid for lunch. Good, good guy. Good you know? guy. I mean... Just save him twice. Yeah. All right. That's what I did for him, Marks. You should sponsor this segment every week. The, I s- the Steve self-filating segment. We could get a, we Can could I get, get some a, money for that? We could get a sponsor for that. Sundell and Sons? I think so. Sundell and Sons? Yeah. For I sure. like it when you fillet yourself, yes. <laughs> Listen, I'm just trying to tell people what I'm, you know. What I'm what I'm doing for 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 Mr. Side. Mr. Side had a good friend. You're not going to bring that up? What? Mr. Side had an argument for He this. says his wallet was in the truck. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Give him the time to go get it. We were already ordering. Say go get it then. We were already ordering. <laughs> Who knows if it's in there? It wasn't like he was making a break for the truck. He was just sort of standing there. You know, He's like uh, hands are in his pocket. Yeah, T-Rex arms, like oh yeah, oh, yeah, man, yeah. My if you say you're going to buy lunch, oh, if no. you say you're going to buy lunch, then I'm- and we arrive at the lunch spot, don't you bring your wallet in? Yeah, and then worst case, like you immediately Venmo that person. 
like right there. Let me check. Nope. Oh boy. No Venmo. Oh boy. (laughs) Nothing. So I've done that before. Listen, listen, I'm I'm fine, man. If he he just if he doesn't have the money, (laughs) just ask me to buy lunch for him. I'll do that again. You know. So he, you know, I don't know, man. I feel like uh, should have should have wallet on him. This is the Adam and Eve. Steve self-elicio. No, it's not. I, I, I disagree with that. I, I disagree with that. I'm simply telling a story of Mr. Side's visit to, to the house today. That's a good story. Thank you. You're welcome. T-Rex arms. That's what he had. He had T-Rex arms. <laughs> Big promises. Very few, very small follow through. Can't reach it. Yeah, Point. yeah, yeah. But he's, he's making big promises. Yeah. He's going to build a wall. But oh, boy. only put up a few panels. Oh, boy. You know, so uh, yeah, I just. Uh, anyways, another thing I did for uh, Mr. Side and uh, story, that's, story of the week. That's been the uh, Steve's uh, self. Uh, self. Does, does Jamie still listen to this show live? I don't know. I don't know. He probably is, is he, pro- he, he probably tells people Travis? he is going to do it and then doesn't do it. Oh yeah, no, 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 uh, no, no need for him to listen. No wrap up show anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wrap up show is gone. Uh, but we do appreciate. Mr. Side doing it, and Guts Racing, and Seal Savers, Motorsport.com, and uh, Michelin Bicycle Tires, all on board with uh, with those guys for doing the wrap-up show. And we thank Mr. Side for the years of dedicated service for the wrap-up show. So, uh, no longer uh, doing that. So, Motorsport.com, go through the banner on Pulpamex.com or Pulpamex Show, and it cl- takes you right to Motorsport, and you make a purchase, and we get a small slice of that, and we would really appreciate that. OEM and aftermarket parts over there at... Um, Motorsport.com. Um, all right, hold on. I we gotta finish the voicemails. Right, finish the voicemails. Uh, it's only one, right? No. Steve, what's going on? I've got a race tech rant for you. Um, just popped onto Racer X and I'm watching this SMX Insider. And although Blair and Weege do a good job, I noticed for the first time that this SMX brand looks like absolute dog shit. How is it possible? that in 2022, this is the best that we can do. The colors look like shit. The logos look like shit. The video quality looks like shit. Like, can they not hire some decent folks to put some quality together here? I wonder why there's no respect for the sport when this is the package they put together for people to watch and look at. Anyway, take it easy. I haven't watched it. It's Daniel Blair and Jason Wygander doing a weekly show, uh, an SMX insider. But I don't think the graphics have anything to do with the lack of respect in our sport or whatever. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what this guy's talking about. Did, I know the guy in the corner. Never, you ever watch this SMX Insider thing? What? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I think I watched a little bit. Did you? Okay. And did you yeah. feel that like the graphics were embarrassing or anything? I mean, I'll be honest. I think that the the color the color combination is just a, it's a little bit random. Okay. All right. But... I mean, it's not it's not that bad. Right. They they got bigger things to worry about. I think. Yeah, I feel like hey, more content is fun, and you know what I mean. And if you, yeah. it, then the listeners will, the listeners and wa- viewers will decide whether it's any good or not. Right. That's I'm just glad that, that there's an SMX Cup. So I don't know, getting yeah. a little picky with how oh. how the logo and everything. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. No, I'm kind of with you on that. All right, is there another voicemail? Yeah, I think there's. Hammy, oh. I'm just wondering when we're gonna get some uh, Max Fantasy Pods under a month away. I think I just need some more content. Listen, that could have been my race tech rant. I got two tweets about done any shows lately, Mathis? Like, what? 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 You doing anything? 
It's like fuck, man. It's the Christmas holidays. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna jam pack podcast up your ass for the next nine months. Like nine hours a week I do or something. You know what I mean? Fantasy Pod, Moto Sixty Show, Privateer, Steve Mathis Race Recap, Pulp Show. I'm probably missing eighteen or more in there. Can you just give me a fucking little break to slow down for the month of December? Yeah. And like I admit I did slack a little bit in December. I did. But every everyone needs an off season. I mean, you're about to be freaking pinned for the next like through the rest of the year. Fuck man, there's a like, lot of work that goes in behind the scenes to to get do these podcasts. It's not like you just show up here, you know, Monday night, push no, play, and just I like just, ramble. And like again, I admit, like I didn't put on a lot of shows in December. I did a couple privateer ones and whatever. Like you know, I got some stuff in the hopper that I'm coming out with. We had to go to dinner. Have some, yeah, we did have Monday some, night dinner with goodness. the staff. Cost work me, cost me a fucking arm and a leg. Yeah, yeah, worth it. Um, but like, yeah, like leave me alone. Fuck, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a media guy in the sport that puts out as much content as I do in the season. No, I agree. What about uh, the Adam Cincerello podcast? You didn't listen to that, that guy. I put that out. Yeah, that was great. Listen, Thank you. Listen to it. Fuck, he probably did. And then, like, literally, like I, I'll put out a podcast, and someone will be like, "Hey, man, great podcast with Adam." When's the next thing coming up? Like you're like, bro, it just came out this morning. You know what I mean? Like I get it. Like I, I it's I, I'm I'm uh, I'm honored to to the people want more content from me. You know, I could be putting out people yeah. could not give a shit. Absolutely. So I like the fact that people give a shit. But fuck me, man. Can I just chillax a little bit on the on the on the shows? Yeah. You know, pod fantasy's pods coming Wednesday. I got a pod coming out tomorrow. We got I put one out today with Anthony Rodriguez. Who's back racing 250 class over here for MCR that came out today? Pulp show today, Moto 60 on Thursday, so on and so forth. I just take it as a compliment. Thank you. Yep. I should do that. Yep. Instead of getting mad at these people, it was almost my rant. Do you ever just refer them to the Pony Pod? Tell them to, to go listen to that. Pony Pod probably promises he's coming out with a pod, then doesn't do it. <laughs> kind of like dinner <laughs> or lunch. <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff out there. Oh, Jamie to watch right now though like Dude, the, the smx cup show there's a lot of there, like there's podcasts shows. everywhere there, there's a nbc show i didn't watch it do you guys watch the nbc thing nope no nope. was mobbing yeah i mean okay. i listen to like so many different podcasts yeah, yeah, and yeah. and a bunch of different subjects so like yeah, yeah I'm, I, I I'm never bored i don't know man just lay lay off me please fuck like it's starting now now i'm gonna be pumping out content okay yeah. my observations column that i type out coming out i just yeah so just can I just fucking relax in December? Lay off me. You apparently two, apparently you, not. You two Twitter people. You don't get a Christmas break. Two fucking people on Twitter. Uh, all right, Marks. Or, or, uh, what's your name? Tits. That that would be legendary over there. Oh. Are there more voicemails? voicemails? Whatever I say. Do it. I'm ready for another year. I want to hear it. Start talking about it. Come on. That's about it. Okay. I think that Bye. is hammy. That's all it. Uh, Yo, Merry Christmas. Huh. This is Flagger Scott from uh, Paula. The last follow-up. I'm hoping that we can talk in, um, about media, about internship, wrap-up show, practice track side, journalism, and anything else to uh, get off this job site ladder and house painting and maybe be the new Jamie, but maybe uh, not crash Bradshaw's bike. Uh, all right. Scott, we were just listening to your voicemail. 
Oh, is that me? I, I thought I heard me on the. Uh, that was you, buddy. We're, you, you, you yeah, want Can you get me off the ladder, off the job site? I got my own credit card. I can. <laughs> well, shit, you. You have eight hundred dollars. Yeah, if you have eight hundred dollars, you're in. Yeah, I got eight hundred bucks on a credit card, off the credit card in my pocket. I could. I, I know how to speak English. Use the keyboard. Wow. Well, you're already up one up Canadian. on some people. Work um, for a couple Canadian companies. We're not doing a wrap up though anymore, though, Scott. We're not doing a wrap up. Well, you must need someone to carry a notebook for you around the track, right? I'll what do you think those cargo cargos are for? Yeah. Start asking some questions. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't have a, an opening right now here. I mean, we may have an opening for a phone producer if the gentleman in the corner doesn't, you know. You, you need a video guy that you keep talking about, someone yeah. when, when Mark gets I got, sick. I got a Canon 7D. Yeah. Someone who I'll, I'll be shows up all I'll the time. I'll be sitting, I can show up. I'm three hours away. I'm at all the practice tracks during the week doing nothing. Uh, Scott could be like a an inside the inside the oh, like, practice tracks or something. TMZ, like how, instead of TMZ, Pulp MZ. Mm. Yeah, I've been, been accused of that. Scott a few sounds times. like he wants to I change bridge, that. What if I could bridge the gap between you and Anderson? <laughs> I think there's a there's enough like TMZ Moto stuff out there these days. It seems like it does. Yeah, seem like I it, yeah. see it all over the place these days. Yeah, there's a lot out there. Uh, there's a lot of loon balls. Um, yeah. Well, I'll be I'll be flagging it, Anaheim. I'm okay. hoping to get a flag. All right. Okay. Out come, there. If you see me, come talk to me. Uh, maybe we can do something. Ten four. I'll try to I'll try to you see guys, what we can do, Scott. All right. Merry Supercross to you guys. You too, man. Thanks, man. Bye bye. See ya. Maybe we'll find something for Scott to do. Yeah. He's a flagger. He he's a flagger. Yeah. That's the only uh, credentials you need to get a job at Pulled Max. Well, look at you. Uh, fair enough. Uh, all right, we got a rant from uh, Jason. Jason, you got a race tech rant? Hey, Steve. I guess not so much of a rant, more concerns or complaint, really. Uh, so Peacock, great. Having SMX all together, mm-hmm. Supercross, Motocross. It is. Can't get any worse than Mav TV last Motocross season. But Peacock last season, trying to pause the race, step outside, you know, come back in the race you press play it comes right back to where live tv is you, you got no rewind the live race doesn't come out until many hours after you look at what amazon is doing with thursday night football and how far along that is peacock has got to be like stepping up the game this this season because it just was not getting it done last season but all in all, better than Mav TV. Yeah, it'll it'll work better. I I, I watch the races on a. Uh, I don't watch them live much because I'm at them, right? Um, and I don't pause them. I care about the sport, Jason. I don't, you know, just lollygag outside or anything. Um, lollygag, come yeah. on now. Uh, no, I I don't I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, it can be better for sure, right? Um, but I feel like it's gonna be better than Mav. What what like what you said? So I don't know. We had peacock issues in this room. I mean, better than Mav. Let's just leave it at that and go from there, right? right. It's all on one app. I mean, the whole thing. Yeah, I think we're taking a step up this year. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's see. I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll make the player a little bit better. So, mm-hmm. all right. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, man. Thanks, Steve. See you. Uh, Motorsport.com. Oh, you know, we got another call for Blake here. Uh, Corey, what's up? You used to race with Blake Savage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, back in the day. What's up, Cotton? What up, dude? What's your last name? Oh, it's Corey. Oh, it's Corey. 
Corey what? What's your last name? It's, uh, Solis. Corey. Corey what? Solis. Corey Solis. Yeah. You, All right. Where, you remember? What year? Fill, like, fill uh, me in. 08. 08. Works. Oh, okay. You were a factory on Suzuki. Yep. Yep. Factory Suzuki at the time with Jonathan Davis. Yep. Yep. I actually just saw Jonathan, um... About a month and a half ago or so, he was, he did the Ironman in town, and I went and had dinner with him. I haven't seen him since basically, probably 2009, 10ish. But um, yeah. yeah, back then. Oh, Corey, yeah, yeah I do remember. Yeah, I, when I stayed up at Jonathan's house. Yeah, up in NorCal. Yep. Yeah, yeah. What up? Yeah, dude. I, yeah, I just hope you're. I obviously I I didn't reach out when I when you got hurt, but um, yeah, glad to see you're doing well and. Um, you know, still prospering, even though you're uh, dealt with some of the, um, you know, writer's worst nightmares, really. But, um, yeah, dude, glad to hear you're doing well. <clears throat> yeah, thanks, man. I'm making the, making the most of it, so yep. getting better. I appreciate it. Yep. All righty. Th- thanks for the call. Of course, no problem. Have a good night, guys. Thanks, have man. A, have a good one. Thank you. Appreciate it. Look at Blake just, <laughs> just ending the call when he knows it needs ended right there. He's a pro already. Yeah. <laughs> Taking it. Taking the wheel. Motorsport.com. Uh, these are questions submitted to the At Paul Pomex Show. The guy in the corner picks the best ones and uh, puts them all out there. And uh, anytime you want to ask a question, go at Paul Pomex Show, and we'll try to get it answered. Uh, all right. Uh, tits Legendary, let's do this. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from Motorsport.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Kids. All right. First one is from Patty McMullen. Uh, Steve, a few years ago, Honda released the 450 with ECU issues, and now the new Yamahas are having clutch issues. How much testing is actually done on track with these bikes before the public gets access? Honda's got clutch issues? No, the Yamaha. I mean, Yamaha's got clutch issues? I haven't heard of this. That's what he's saying. Patty McMullen. Well, Patty doesn't always talk about it. my bike. Clutch works fantastic. I don't know what, what. Eli will find out. He'll yeah, he'll yeah, work it yeah. Out. If anybody will find, I honestly I don't know anything about clutch issues. I heard, I did hear something about clutch issues. Yamaha guy said, "Huh?" And I just that's all I paid attention to. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Okay, from Calf Dog, uh, who claims the title of most money ever made in one year in this sport? Obviously. Uh, good question, because Carmichael's stuff was... I mean, I still think Carmichael in his Suzuki years, where he's paid everything as if he'd win both titles, I think got $5 million or something. 24 and up? Yeah, and then you look at his... You look at his... Well, no, Suzuki deal. And then you look at his Fox money and Suzuki deal, and I mean, I'm thinking... Because Stu didn't... The year Stu went 24 and 0, he didn't win Supercross. He, did, he was injured. No. Nope. So the most money won in a year... Tomac took a bit of a pay cut to go to Stars, so I don't think it would be him this past year. No. I'm guessing Carmichael. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah Carmichael probably. Makes sense. Tim, the voice of the drunken people uh, for you, Blake. What's been the biggest challenge uh, of your spinal cord injury on your career as a trainer? Um, the fact that I'm just not as mobile to... to uh, well, I'm not able to train... Uh, you know, with these guys in the gym, I went from, you know, literally doing sometimes two, three sessions with 
uh, you know, a few different guys a day and doing all the work with them to where I'm just kind of, um, you know, I'm just being more of like a, an advisor and, and communicating more just uh, through the phone. And that's been, that's been mentally tough too, um, to be able to, to get over that. But, um, yeah, I, w- I would say that's, that's the hardest part. Okay. Next one is from Tanner Hall. Steve, is the state of media guys claiming scoops as their own worse than ever in moto? Oh, I don't notice. Do I? Do media guys claim scoops? Like I don't. I, or, or they're they're not giving credit to stuff and just kind of reporting uh, things. Ah, uh, you know what? That's that's 2023. That's the world of Twitter. Like, think about how I follow mainstream sports, and there's guys that you know Adam Schefter or, or whoever breaks a story and then guys just run with it nobody credits him nobody cares so like whatever yeah who cares it's it's the way the world is now so uh no it doesn't doesn't matter i don't think okay from honda boy uh blake do you still do sim car racing on pc if so what are your top three games yeah that's basically the that's my that's my racing outlet these days that's that's where i kind of get my my own personal racing fix is doing eye racing and man it's unbelievable it i don't even call it a game yeah. it's full on simulation. you have a whole simulator you have a whole thing yeah yeah yep three, and, three uh, screens or whatever and the whole yep yeah, yeah. yep and uh man it's it is seriously so much fun yeah um uh eye racing and there's there's all sorts of the the simulation or the racing simulation world is is growing a lot right now and there's a few different games to play but i racing's the main one chad i did it when we were at covid crosses in salt lake chad brought his simulator shipped it out to the house he did yes it's a lot of work yeah. holy shit and i got in one and i couldn't believe it so first of all super hard super hard you could pick all your cars you wanted and yeah. and I, I mean i could barely stay on the track yep uh, and how crazy addicting could that be? Holy smokes, I could see that being. It is, but yeah. like I'll do like an hour session or like an hour and a half, and I get off, and I'm just like I'm so just I'm exhausted yeah. from it <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you really do yeah. get super immersed in it. Have you guys ever seen that those simulators that people do at homes? Oh yeah, like they're mm-hmm. nuts. Mm-hmm. They're so realistic. They're so cool. I should start sharing a little bit more about yeah. it. Yeah, it's you, cool. Why don't you? Yeah. All right, uh, from 924Moto, Steve, would you consider Mookie a title threat? No, I mean, he could. Stranger things have happened, but I just gave my five guys to win the title, and I think you got to win a race before you can win yeah, a title. I was just going to say that. you got to yeah. win a race first. Yeah, so no, but he's right there. Uh, next one is from Brandon Payton. Uh, Blake, do you have any plans or hopes of trying Neuralink? in the future sure yeah i mean that's that's the one thing where i kind of say that it's going to take that um you know bridge that gap and i guess for for the listeners that don't know exactly what it is 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 basically just uh this chip that has the the brain interface and that has all the the neural network of the brain and um can kind of bridge the gap in between where the injury spot is Mm -hmm with the spinal cord and it's for and, real uh, it's for real it really works and yeah work, yeah yeah that's the uh that's the post i i i um posted a short little clip about it oh, okay but they say in the next six months they're going to start doing human trials and really 
So it's starting to become a real thing. And who knows if that is, you know, available at the end of this year yeah, or yeah. in three years or five years. But And it's a surgery you'll get and you'll, you'll put it in past the part of the injury. And that's connected to what? Um, that's So if your kink in your spine is here, they'll put it underneath, right? There's probably got to be a, yeah. a spot underneath that yeah. injury that right. kind of bridges the gap right. in between that. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, but it basically has all the the neural network information within that within that chip, and yeah, they're working on it right now, and it's it's uh, making some big improvements. Is it really? So it's really working on animals or mice or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's a uh, Elon Musk's project, and he even made a comment that like if if his kid were to get in a car wreck today uh -huh. and have like my injury, for example, he would put one in it. So yeah. that makes me feel pretty good about it. Right. Yeah. Next one is from Abide. Steve, what happened to Jeff Spencer? He was the trainer of the stars and yeah. disappeared after Armstrong got pinched. Ah, uh, he had nothing to do with Armstrong getting pinched. He was a chiropractor for Lance. So don't he loved he loved to tell everybody he was training Lance. Who was it? Jeff Spencer. Oh. Loved to, but he was just a chiropractor. Uh trained Chad though, trained Timmy for a while, you know, trained uh, the factory Honda guys back in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whatever happened to him. He just disappeared. He was a weird dude, man. He was a hard guy to talk to and a weird guy. I didn't know him. Yep. Okay. Mike Honcho, what rider is most likely to end their 2023 Supercross series by crashing out of A1? Oh, come on. <laughs> did you write that yourself? Nope. Seems like If I did, question. that would be under the name of Corey Mosier. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even going to answer that. Yeah. Okay. That's dumb. Uh, from Charlie Worthy, sometimes writers will say things like pushing through the rhythm sections. What does that actually mean, and what does that look like on the bike? Bike, you want to tell them? Um, it's basically this orchestrated, um, I guess, between the bike and the rider where one, one person I really like to watch, or two people I'll say right now, who who do it the best are uh, Jason Anderson and Chase Sexton, where you can see uh, a lot of it is just a the really really small movements that they make with their with their legs, and it's all just a timing thing to to push their uh, they use their legs they use their core and arms and uh, you know push their push their bike through the through the faces of the rhythm lanes. They're pushing their bike to the ground, basically, to get it faster to the ground to get speed on the ground. And they're pushing through a rhythm. So they're not, like, going high. They're just scrub, push, get down, and go. Yeah. It's pretty cool yeah. to watch. Uh, from Brad Street Racing, what main 450 or 250 rider does not make the main event at A1 and surprises everyone? Hmm. Does not make the main event. You know, you look at the field, and it's it's deep. It's stacked. Chiz is making it, so. Oh, yeah. Chiz is making ah, it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Chiz is making it. Uh, I'll go like Cade. You know, like a private. Like Cade was a main event guy last year. He made a lot of mains. So I'll go Cade at A1. Making it? Not Cade making it. Cade does not make it. Cade does it? not make it. No. Who knows? Shots fired. Who knows? Yeah. Don't count Cade out, though. Uh, I'm not counting them out. I'm just, when you look at the guys in the main event, you're like, shit, that's a lot of dudes. Dude, it is. It's yeah. nuts. Uh, how long is Kenny's deal with the Progressive Insurance Suzuki team? Just one year, I think, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and he has an option to do World Supercross or outdoors. He said on the show he doesn't know yet what he wants to do. So, we'll oh, see. it's optional for yeah. outdoors. Yeah, oh, yeah, he says okay. it's optional. Uh, from Sean Moore, Steve, how many rounds in before Joey fills in at Cowie? Stop it. I hope he. <laughs> I hope he doesn't. Just what we said earlier. Yeah, let's hope he doesn't. I'm sorry, Joey, right. but I hope Adam makes it through the whole season. Yep. Are you right. kidding me? That's old news, right? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it seems like we could have uh, squeezed a few more in there, but uh, I can squeeze crappy questions. One in if would you'd think, like. Marks. One would think. Uh, listen, uh, next week, no more eight hundred dollar Mister Side stories. No more Chick Fil A stories. No more fantasy drafts. We're gonna have Anaheim one to talk about coming up. So I'm stoked about that. Uh, so next Monday, JT will be in studio here. Uh, Joey Savacci, Justin Brayton, Yariv Konsky, all calling in tonight. Uh, what was your favorite interview tonight, Blake? Yariv. Mm, Yariv? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty. I think I agree with you on that. Um, what about you, Marks? Yeah, I, I was going to say Yariv. I like hearing the the marketing and business side of things. Tits, mm. we know you weren't paying attention, so we'll just go with this. What? Uh, who wins Anaheim one? Oh. Uh... I think it's Roxon, and I'm not just saying that because Blake's here, but I think he's he's going to come out swinging. All right. I like it. Marks? Better believe it. Uh, I'm going to go Jason Anderson. Blake, who wins Anaheim 1? You know, I'd love to see Ken win. No. That's for sure. It'd be a great story, so uh, I'll go with Ken. All right. I'm going to go Jason Anderson, too. But, okay. but Sexton takes the title, Copy as Ken. I said. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you to Renegade Fuels for coming on board. I'll post more about them tomorrow. You can learn read about and Renegade Fools are coming on the 2023 season. Thanks to all of our sponsors as well. Papa Mech Show has got all the um, codes and things like that to uh, to save uh, with our sponsors. Um, really, thank you people for tuning in for another year. Really appreciate that. Blake, uh, good job, man. Thanks for coming down. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what to expect, but um, no, I had a really good time. Thanks good. for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for coming in. Uh, we'll see you at the races for sure. We'll get you back in at some point also, yeah. if, you, if you don't mind. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that'd it's be a, fun. It's an easy drive for me, yeah. and uh, I really enjoyed it. Didn't enjoy those stairs, I'm sure. Apologize about that. We'll... Uh, it was cake. All <laughs> 700 of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll, be, I'll be faster at it next time even. How many stairs were there, Blake? I lost count. That's a lot of Honestly. stairs. A lot of stairs. Yeah. I'm really? actually. I'm surprised you didn't have an elevator in here. Actually, <laughs> he's in. We gotta go. He can come back anytime. Ah, uh, that's Blake Savage. Uh, so <laughs> thanks again for coming in. Appreciate it. And uh, uh, Marks uh, and uh, uh, Tits, thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, tits. Yes. 11 a.m. Thursday. I'll see you here. Fly racing Moto 60 show. It all starts here. I'm going to cram a bunch of content right up your cram hole, everybody. Uh, so get ready for that. I want to thank Savachi and Brayton and Yuri for calling in. Uh, Weege, Kiefer, Betts, and JT. Angry JT for the fantasy uh, uh, show as well. Fantasy draft. We'll keep doing that. Pulp MX Fantasy. Marks? Yes. Sign up. Sign up, please. Sign up, please. So that I can... Look, you don't even got to be good at it. We're going to give away a YZ450 just randomly to somebody who signs up for the Championship League. You don't even got to be good at it. And a TTR110. And a TTR110. Two bikes and you don't even have to be good. If you just sign up before Anaheim 1, we're going to do a TTR giveaway as well. Uh, so that's really cool. We're giving away an e-bike for the... Look, and maybe you can't even hold together for 17 races. Maybe you can just hold together for three. That's an intense taser. That's it. So we're giving away races, uh, prizes for the SMX series as well. Over $150,000. 
uh, in prizes. And uh, you get some mulligans as well. So if you're uh, – what did I say last week that somebody uh, got all mad at me about? Oh, I don't know. What did you say? Oh, you weren't in. No, I wasn't here. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I was giving an example of uh, why you would need a mulligan. I think I was saying because if your ball's deep in your chick. Yeah, but you say that every time about mulligans. I needed a mulligan that one time because I just forget to put my – See, yeah, see, if you see. just if you just forget, it's there. You don't ruin it's, your whole season. It's three mulligans for ten bucks. One for five or three for ten. So three for ten bucks. Three for ten because there's thirty one races this yep. year. So and they'll uh, they'll pick a team for you out of the expert pick. So you can do that. You can uh, you can have experts' advice as well. You can see what we're picking. Myself, um, you're not on it, are you, Marks? I am not, and it's probably a good thing. Is Roto in it? Nope. Okay. It's you, Dan, Me, JT, Dan. and Paul. Right. So four of us. You can see who we pick. We can pay extra for that. Uh, there's a how to play video on the site, so you can watch the how to play video, um, and uh, there's a there's also rules on there that you can read it as well. So, pulpmexfantasy.com, the LCQ raffle, we'll have that page coming up too. Uh, all the money goes to privateers. We're going to do that again too. So big things are coming for Pulpmex. We've got some live show we're going to announcing too. Uh, live Pulpmex shows coming up as well. So yeah, we're rolling. Uh, Blake, thanks again. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Uh, thanks for thanks it. for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Pookie. Thanks to Swisscore. Thanks to Moser. Thanks to Roto. Uh, thanks to you people. And uh, yeah, see you next week. I'm a kinky bastard. Okay. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.